will be officially renamed the average Caucasian shark. I mean, it's only fair. Man, welcome everyone to Electronic <laughs> Gaming Mostly. It's been a while. I don't even, I know we we did a podcast after Resident Evil 3, and I don't know if that even got uploaded. Yeah, we did, yeah. I think I got two or three, I think I got two or three in the bank. It's always good to wait until something's not being talked about to release it, you know? Yeah. You gotta wait, you gotta wait until after all the Google searches are happening to where there's no Google searches happening. That definitely increases your chances. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm. <laughs> I'm going through all of them that are left. Just whatever. We don't I'm, have. To I'm be, going. I'm going through a midlife crisis. You know where I I stopped stream. I haven't streamed for about a month now because no one watches. And I'm gonna I'm gonna like revamp and do the whole thing with renewed energy. But I need a new name mm. because. Uh, yeah. Well, it all started when Activision changed my name from the Night Terror to Anon seven two four six two three one two seven eight four. Yeah, because uh, the word nig. Yeah, because nig <laughs> appear together in my name. Yeah. So if Activision's doing nig that, is a racial slur. Yeah. So if Activision's doing that again, same thing as when I was Mad Vapor. I don't know, like if Facebook is stifling my reach, if Twitter's doing it, who the fuck knows? So I need a new name. If you got any suggestions, but I mean the problem is, is I, I'm just a blank slate, literally. Orange man. I have no defining factors or skills. I should just. I should. Maybe I should just be called like normal white guy. Yeah, you think I've been that's taken that a long time? Vanilla Mike, that kind yeah, of. Yeah, but see, that yeah. kind of thing nowadays probably also doesn't get much reach. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I think there's definitely a group of people out there that that are looking for that. You know. <laughs> Sorry, well, got some new sand bites. That's from Chappelle's show, group, so it's not people. racist. <laughs> I mean, it's Holy not racist shit. to say black people anyways. <laughs> I mean, you would think so, but who knows? Oh my god, did he say black people? Oh god, sit down. Nobody cares. Well, let's uh, talk about video games first, and then uh, yeah. we'll move on to the other stuff. Uh, just to catch up a little bit on what you missed, uh, Resident Evil 3, I gave it an 8 out of 10. Uh, started playing World of Warcraft again, so I'm down that fucking rabbit hole. <laughs> um, and that's pretty much it. That's where I've been for two months. Cyberpunk got delayed. Um, passing on Last of Us 2 because I don't feel like playing on a PlayStation. And it's still my mm-hmm. very small, tiny, squeaky voice <laughs> saying, fuck you for making all your games exclusive, Naughty Dog. Right. Well... Maining a Demon Hunter going into Shadowlands, and oh my god, is it better than Mage. Holy shit. Why did I play a Mage for so long? Yeah, Demon Hunters are great. I was telling you during Legion, stop playing a Mage. <laughs> you didn't listen. No, here's here's the problem. is It did take a good three to four weeks to build up all the shit to get my Demon Hunter up to where my Mage was. And, like, I still don't have the reputations and all that. I'm not even caught up in that sense yet and that's the daunting part is when you and when i'm three quarters of the way through legion and i have everything on my mage and you think oh all i have to do is level up a demon hunter yeah but not really because you gotta do all this other shit to get caught back up again right um overall i mean once you get to the end game i don't think bfa is 
that bad. I mean, it still sucks that when you're doing current content, you still have to be, like, heroic raid-geared to feel like you can tackle that content. Like, even just going to do the dailies for 8.3 and Uldum and Veil of Eternal Blossoms, I'm mm-hmm. level, item level 466, and I'm not kicking the shit out of those guys. I mean, that seems like about the right difficulty. That's where it seems like it should be maybe a week after you get to max level. You know? Not four months after. Week. I feel like that just should... If well, I say that because when you hit max scaling. level, you're going to have a bunch of old fucking gear and shit. But if they commit to scaling, then it should be based off of your item level, not your actual level. So it should just... If it just feel like that all the time. Yeah, well, an easy way to do that would be like you when you first start an expansion, you say these guys are going to scale all the way up until item level three hundred, right? After three hundred, they stop, and then if you keep gearing, that's when you start to feel more powerful, like you're kicking well, the yeah, shit out I of people. I agree with that, but the problem is that Blizzard put scaling in specifically to address Mythic raiders being and. The, they won't pay attention to the real problem. It's like constant band-aiding. They're, they're just bailing water out of the canoe and never patching the hole. The problem that they pose is, well, Mythic Raiders have a lot of gear uh, compared to the average player who's doing World Quests, and you'd have these Mythic Raiders come in and just start decimating stuff, and you wouldn't even have a chance to get a cast off on something. That's not a fun experience for people. First of all, that's, it's like a... Well, it is a fun experience because, like, where I am right now, today... Arguing the small percentage of things that are happening. Well, like, today, I went and did some of the Emissary quests, and when I go back into content that was here at the beginning of the expansion, yeah, I kicked the shit out of stuff. But I'm not really getting any rewards other than reputation. I mean, I don't even do the dailies, the the Emissary shit every day, because there's really no point other than I'm bored and I feel like kicking the shit out of stuff. So for the fucking 15 minutes it takes me to do four world quests, if I kick the shit out of stuff, who cares? Well, who the if, fuck is doing world quests outside of, like, okay, you have a rate of, okay, a mythic raider, what is he doing? Farming as a right? Fucking Jesus Christ. Yeah, and even if, even if you want to do that, it should be really fucking fast because there's nothing that that person's going to get. Well, it should be fast because it's like the smallest amount of Azerite possible. It's like 75 per fucking world quest or some shit that awards it except for the like it's like 75 like the most you can get is 3000 from the emissary that's pretty significant sure but like it's just fucking azurite yeah it doesn't even really matter fucking day i mean it takes like a week to level up your uh necklace once that's their claim personally i think that it's one of these things where they had somebody come in and say, do this and it'll increase the play time for people. Yeah. Well, that's what you have because to remember is anything where Blizzard there's a subscription, you, anything right. that increases the, the time played and slows everything down. I know it sounds like a conspiracy theory, but all of their, it's, actions it's not for that. I mean, all it, of their actions point to trying to pad the game out and have you play for a longer period of time. It's just a difference of philosophy. Of, like, their idea is forcing people, funneling people into these different avenues, like you do this for this kind of gear, you know? If you want right. you want guaranteed gear, you do your nightmares. If you want to do an, or a vision, if you want to do a vision, then you have to grind the daily so you have enough coins to buy a ticket so you can get into the vision. It's like, Jesus Christ, the visions are fun enough. Like, people would do that if they eat, like, like Torghast in Shadowlands. They're going to have a version where you get cosmetics and it doesn't cost anything to do it. Great. Right. 
Like, how about if right. you want people to keep playing your game, just make fun fucking content and stop worrying That's about. What I've been saying for a long time. Make fun content. Stop trying to funnel people. It's not fun. And that's why you lose subscription. And nobody will tell them. what's. It's like they just keep banging their heads again. Well, people liked Legion. Yeah, but people liked Legion because there was fun shit to do. That's why people liked Legion. Then you come out with BFA and you're like, we're going to fucking scale people back to a point where you feel like shit out in the world yeah and we're gonna and fucking prune your fucking abilities some more and you know, and get I mean, rid of your artifact that's one of the things that people liked was leveling up the artifact they liked all of those types of situations Look, i get they, it they there's a... there is something to be said about you know grinding something out and getting something cosmetic particularly that you can show off to people and feel like you get some kind of big dick because only one percent of the population has it I get it, but, like, stop doing that with gear. Like, everyone wants to be, you know, cruising through fucking early-level content after they put a bunch of time in, so stop. Stop fucking funneling people into this shit and scaling yeah. scaling with everything. So that's their problem, is that mythic blah blah blah, which is just a lie. They just want to fucking time gate. But here's the thing. <laughs> and this is this is completely ignoring what we just said this whole conversation i'm about to have ignores what we just said it it presumes that that's not what they're doing that they're not time gating because if they're time gating then what i'm about to say doesn't fucking matter because that's not what they want to do because they want to fucking make sure that you're playing the game as much as possible for mediocrity here's the issue though if it really was about mythic geared players and shit then they would scale shit to item level and there'd be item level brackets. Every 20 item levels or so, there would be a point where the the mobs would scale for you. So mythic geared people would be sitting at the top fucking level, which would be scaled to them, as opposed to a guy that's like fucking normal raid geared. He would be, they, it would take them the same amount of time to kill shit. That would be ideally the goal. And Honestly, even with their time gating shit and their their drip feeding, that should still be their goal is to get to a point like that. If that's their point, it should be that should be it. It should be everybody feels. Yeah, at but a then you you end level. up you end up with the fucking destiny, destiny problem, yeah, where, where no matter how ne- high you go, you still feel like shit. Exactly. Yeah. Because what they really should do is stop fucking putting four layers of fucking gear in the game so that the guy that's normal is 50 fucking item levels lower than the guy that's running Mythic. It's not even it's not even that. It's the difference in being 425 and 475. Like why huge difference? It is a a huge difference. Why is that so much? Why is that difference? So much bigger than going from 250 to 350. Yeah, exactly. Why is the fuck? You got to give them incentive. Blizzard, people will play the top content in your game. There are people out there. The same people that are doing Mythic for the the item level are the same people that are going to be doing it for only 15 item levels. It doesn't matter what example there is. So like when you start a dungeon group or something and people start joining, if you don't feel like going to inspect their shit to see what item level they are. You, you tend to just look at their health values, right? So this, yeah. I, I join this group and I see a demon hunter. He's got five, he's Havoc, you know, DPS spec, 512,000 health. Yeah. I, said, I, have, I have 469,000 health. So 
looking at that, I'd assume that that guy has an item level of, you know, I'm at 466. That guy's probably at 470, right? Doesn't seem like that big of a deal. Whatever. I assume the guy's higher than me. I go and look. He's 464, right? He's the lower item level. So why is that? I look at his gear. It's because he's been saving up Titan Residuum, and he's been getting item level 475 upgraded to 480 Azerite gear from the Azerite yeah. vendor. So, like, what the fuck's up with that? He has all his other gear is worse than mine, except for those three pieces. Yet he has fifty thousand more health than me. Value. It's that big ass fucking stat jump on each piece of gear as they keep going up. They do this weird exponential gain, and every like a fucking Alzheimer's patient, every two fucking expansions, and it's starting to get even quicker. Every two fucking expansions, uh, we got to do a crunch. Jesus Christ, we just did a crunch in what, Legion? Didn't we do a crunch in Legion, or did we do one in BFA? Both. Was no, both? I, don't, I don't think there was one in Legion. I remember hitting Pyroblast for like 5 been. million damage. Yeah, it was Warlords of Draenor, and then it was BFA, right? That's when they did it, Stat Squish. Hey, we just got done with Monty's the Stat here. Squish from BFA. Future, future, future ex-World of Warcraft player. We we just got done with a stat squish for BFA, and we're going into the next expansion doing a stat squish. Oh, no, it's a level squish. It's the same fucking thing. It's a hidden stat squish. Oh, it's a it's like a it's like a win-win for them. We get to do a stat squish, and we get to, you know, squish down our fucking levels. Yeah, it also makes it hard to gauge how powerful you are compared to the last expansion. Let's cover way, that up a little bit. They don't have to squish levels, all right? They don't have to do that. The system that they're doing right now could absolutely apply to what we already have. All they'd have to do is go, okay, your first character, you play from 1 to 60 in vanilla or whatever, or or just if they want to do what they're doing now where, where the, they try to catch people up to the story because the next expansion is Shadowlands, so they want people to do Battle for Azeroth because that precedes Shadowlands. So all they'd have to do is hey, make a new character. Yeah, totally. Don't even worry about the level. You start at level 110. Well, they're trying to make it. To 120 in fucking BFA. They don't, you don't have to do all this 0 to 120 shit that they well, do. Well, they're right trying now. to do it because each time you gain a level, you hardly ever get anything for it. It's like by the time you hit level 90, you stop getting shit for leveling. Well, that's because they stopped giving us shit. They're yeah. so afraid of people having buttons it's just fucking mind boggling. I mean, I don't know how I don't There's too many buttons. I don't hundred percent disagree with the pruning. Like I fucking uh, I I completely disagree with it because the problem is what they should be doing is what D D does. Take shitty old spells and update them. Oh, I'm sorry, you have fireball? Well fireball turns into frost firebolt. You have a frostball, it turns into frost fireball. Or, or just what whatever. Well, it's one Shit of the like reasons that. I hate playing druid, because they have so many fucking buttons and like I don't know where to put them. I don't know what I'm gonna need. I mean Sure, I could play a druid and figure it out, but like every time I change forms, the fucking bar changes, and I got to set all that shit up, and oh, it's just—it's a fucking nightmare. And uh, I remember playing mage in vanilla, and it, even like all the way up to Wrath of the Lich King, like you could spec to fire and never use your fucking frostbolt. But you're mm-hmm. like, one day I'm gonna need that fucking frostbolt to slow something down. And I gotta Phoenix put that on my bar. Think about Phoenix Flames. How fitting would Phoenix Flames be as an upgrade from Flame Blast or Fire Blast? That, it's just a fitting upgrade. Yes, it doesn't work currently with the current setup because people want to have Phoenix Flames and Fire Blast. Of course, why wouldn't you? But 
they could absolutely have made it be like, oh, a fire blast. Well, you've become so powerful as a mage. It's not a fire blast anymore. It's a goddamn Phoenix flame. You fucking create a Phoenix and throw it at something. And oh, it look, I'd be okay parts. with most classes except for Druid having like three to six more buttons. But like in vanilla, I had it doesn't all the fucking bars. I had all the fucking bars showing and every single one of them were filled with shit. And I only have so many fucking fingers on my left hand and so many buttons to hit. It doesn't even have to be buttons. They can be passives. There's all kinds of room for different types of passives. I mean, look at all the Azerite traits that they put in. Those could have been abilities for people. Uh, just just simple shit, like gaining a shield every X amount of seconds. Well, that's where I kind of disagree with their fucking game design, is they're like, well, we're going to have these half-baked fucking classes, base level, and we're going to give you these Azerite traits and shit to make your class feel smoother. Class gameplay should feel smooth no matter what. No matter what. Those things should be beefy. So all those passives and shit. Yeah, sure. You can, well, I mean, you can go in and make them passive. Sure. And have, you you can have a fucking spell book full of fucking passive abilities. Great. But like, why not just change the numbers? So your fucking system isn't doing all kinds of calculations. Every fucking time you hit a button talking about just like a, this thing that happened. Like if you look at artifact, I meant to say artifact weapons. The cool thing about artifact, let's take the demon hunter. For example, it's the one I remember the most. It gave you your main ability that you got for a demon hunter as Havoc was you would throw your fucking blades around you and they'd spin around you for a few seconds and then explode. And it done it did a fuck ton of AoE damage. They just completely removed that from the game. Just gone. Just you don't have that anymore. That's gone. Why? And we're talking about a class that has some of the least amount of abilities in the fucking game because they're a brand new class. Then you had a talent that when you got to it, it was it was a passive, but it wasn't like some lame passive. It was a passive to where every time you did a chaos strike, you had a chance to, and it was a pretty high chance. It had to be like 25% chance or something like that. You had a chance for your demon form to just come in from behind you, up above you, and slam down on the enemies in front of you with a fist. And it was fucking badass. And it did a lot of AoE damage. And only you could see it. But when you, it, it looked fucking awesome. Why not shit like that? Like, where is that shit from fucking Legion? Yeah, I don't know what the problem is with (laughs) fucking making things baseline. I mean, they're finally making Phoenix Flames baseline. And they're going to use that to spread your Ignite. And that makes sense. But why did it take them fucking two years to figure out to make it baseline? And when they went and were like, hey, we we, we want people to, you know, decide for themselves when you spread your Ignite as a Fire Mage. How do we do that? Uh... Fire blast? Like, are you telling me that nobody was fucking sitting there going like, hey, but isn't that like a core part of fire's rotation? They have to use fire blast. How is that giving them any choice? They had to wait for three months to play your feedback on the fucking alpha server to figure that out? Like, how how does someone not immediately go, nah, that's a fucking stupid idea and here's why? Immediately. How does that not immediately come into the conversation? Who is working on these fucking classes? Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with game developers in this day and age, but it's like they don't even play their own fucking games. It happened with Destiny. Granted, Destiny is way worse than World of Warcraft. Like, miles fucking worse, because at least you get content with World of Warcraft quite often, and the content has purpose, and there's not this stupid system of, you know, yes, you do hit cap, and when you hit cap, you feel weak as fuck, but you can outrun that with item level can't do that in destiny everything you always feel like shit like a weak fucking loser 
Yeah. It's like we said, we, we at our current item level, it feels good. You go and do a world quest and you destroy it. It's not a challenge. And it, it shouldn't be a challenge. It's a task. It's a daily task to do. Which you gives know, you basically I, no reward. When I vacuum my fucking house, it's not a challenge, okay? It's just something I have to do to keep things maintained. It's there has to be. You have to have people go from feeling like baseline to feeling overpowered in some content in order to feel like you've made progress, that your gear means something. Otherwise, like Destiny, it's just them slapping a fucking number onto some content and be like, well, you can't do this at all, unless you're fucking light level 900. Yeah, I mean, you're still going to feel like shit, but we're just, you know, if you're 899, no way, man. <laughs> Fuck you. you Got to be 900. It's fucking dumb. Mm. But hey, I got hope for Shadowlands. You know, especially Demon Hunter. At least I'm, is looking good. I got good damage. I got AOE. I got. There's a lot return. of great changes happening. Torghast is a great example of a fun system being created. It's not a silly fucking pirate expansion. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, BFA was just. I mean, I get where they were going with it. Um, it would have been. It would have been fine coming coming out of Warlords they of Draenor to put or something. More focus. Hey, here's the thing. They needed to put more focus, in my opinion, they needed to put more focus on the old god stuff earlier on. It was just hinted at in the beginning, and it was like, oh, Horde versus Alliance. I think you should have ditched the Horde versus Alliance aspect right in the beginning. Like, the, the, the launch, you have the launch of the expansion, it's Horde versus Alliance, and then the first patch is already moving in to old god shit. Just ditch the Horde versus Alliance shit right there and make this bigger threat a problem. Uh, I, I don't like that we had a whole patch that was dedicated to like attacking a fucking horde city. Oh, who fucking cares, man? The horde cares. I mean, that's yeah, just what, what it seems the like. The horde is always like, yeah, fuck the alliance for the horde, and then the no alliance PvP, is just like, oh, whatever. Just separate <laughs> the game into PvP and PVE already. Have your little fucking esports shit where you can make a character you already kind of have this where you can make a character on a server that has this you know the best fucking gear everybody has the same fucking pvp gear compared to everybody just stick with that make that a thing where you can free to play that shit or something uh maybe not free to play because then you invite a little bit more of the hacker shit but i mean people that are hacking don't give a fuck anyways blizzard just let out a thing recently where they're like seventy four thousand accounts have been banned and i'm like yeah you just <laughs> You think that's going to stop these people? You think that's going to stop these people? They don't give a fuck. They'll buy more copies and they'll keep fucking doing it because they're not doing it to fucking get edge. It's not hackers. And it's in vanilla. Wow. By the way, it's in classic. It's not. I mean, I'm sure there was some crossover with BFA, but these aren't people that are going into fucking, you know, PVP and going, yeah, I'm getting high ranking for this fucking mountain shit, hacking and stuff. Certainly those people exist, but they're a small group that doesn't have any major impact on the game. The problem is with classic and shit where you have these fucking Chinese botters going around, like just using shit that lets them fly over content and shit like that. They're, they do that to make real money. They're doing that to make real money. So if they're making like a thousand dollars a week, they don't give a fuck about buying a new copy of the game. 
Oh, we banned them. Grant, they're <laughs> back again. You have to fucking, you have to write a system that gets rid of that code. It's like bullets versus Kevlar or, or bullets versus armor. You always have, you're going to have to stay in a game of keeping up with the fucking offense as the defense, or you're just going to lose. Banning guns doesn't keep people alive, okay? <laughs> They'll just come back. They'll come back. Somebody will find a way to get in and shoot the people. So you have to you have to approach it like that when it comes to hackers. I would personally say uh, stop making gold so fucking important in World of Warcraft. It's unnecessary anymore. It's unnecessary. People would stop buying gold if you stopped putting shit up for gold so much. It's true that the auction house is a thing, and that's always going to be a thing. Listen. It doesn't need to exist anymore. It's a great concept from 15 fucking years ago of like, hey, I go out and pick herbs because I'm not at work. And then you come home from work and you spend the gold that you're somehow not fucking farming because you're at work all day. So you're probably buying it from Chinese people to fucking buy the herbs because you don't have time to pick the herbs. You know, a better solution is let's go back to this Warlords of Draenor system and this fucking Miss of Pandaria system where you just had a house that belonged to you and you grew your own fucking herbs. I mean, what's the big fucking deal? Oh, they're over here making potions. Well, I need a way to make... Well, they want people if buying you, WoW tokens. But if you do that, if you do that, then then people aren't going to sell their potions. But you can just make them. You don't need to buy potions anymore. You could just make them. Yeah, but how am I supposed to make money? What do you need money for? To buy the mount that Blizzard put in the game. Well, stop putting the mounts in the fucking game like that. Make it where you earn them through doing activities instead of just buying them for outright gold. Yeah, but what about armor repairs? Take out fucking armor degradation. It's very simple. Just eliminate the economy. You don't need it. It's a goddamn video game with a bunch of fucking losers who don't even interact anymore. It's not necessary. It's not necessary. You I mean, don't even I'm have okay to with for people anymore. I'm okay with the game having an economy and all that. The problem Look, is just that saying if everything you want to solve the hacker problem. Everything that's... is so fucking inflated because Blizzard fucking makes it inflated. Like to get that mount, the Brontosaurus mount that has an auction house on it, five million gold. Now that's, that, that's four. Or that's four not years worth of game time. Yeah, but that's not anyone like. No one gets that money. You earn that money, however you do it. Wow tokens or selling shit on the auction house, exactly. and then it disappears. It disappears. Yeah, it doesn't go back into money. the economy. So oh, you right. have a hundred percent of control in the of the economy. So say, all right, we want people to have to grind gold for a month passively to get this thing, right? How much does an average person make a day doing world quests and shit? Thousand gold. All right, thirty thousand gold for that mount. Five million? Are you out of your fucking mind? Like well, that means you would have been had been saving gold problem, since three man. expansions ago. This is socialism in a nutshell that people don't understand. Okay, people have money and they they want to buy things from each other with the money. If you look at the auction house, it doesn't matter how much how many Chinese hackers are out here making money on the game. If you look at the auction house, it's always going to be based off supply and demand every single time. It doesn't. Because listen, whether people have a million gold or a hundred gold, the price is going to be relative to a percentage of the gold that people have. Because if you have a million gold, you're not going to pay half a million dollars for a stack of herbs. That's retarded. 
Just like if you have 100 gold, you're not going to pay 50 gold for a stack of herbs. You'll pay maybe like one gold or maybe 12 gold or something like that, somewhere in between there. And the same goes for if you have a million. You'd be willing to pay between 100,000 or or whatever, 200,000, something like that. Whatever, okay? And it also depends on how easy it is to make the gold for you. And (laughs) putting in tokens for people to buy game time, putting in mounts that cost 5 million gold, that's the government coming in and fucking picking and choosing shit and inflating the fucking currency and making it, trying to create some kind of arbitrary value that doesn't need to exist. If you get rid of the mounts that you buy from the fucking, from vendors, and I don't mean all mounts, Nobody gives a fuck about these mounts that cost 100 gold or some shit. Nobody fucking cares. I mean, that would be a a good thing you could do is make every single mount available through a profession and bind on equip so everyone can sell the fucking mount. So like that Brontosaurus mount, there's no set price to it except for what people determine on the auction house. Exactly. And you you make it, you have like a profession that's like, I don't know, like a a tertiary. Leatherworking leatherworking or something. Whatever, like make a new profession. Make one that's a tertiary profession, like fucking cooking or fishing and just have it be like, Mount racing or something. If you wanted to make about, if you wanted to be for making money, there you go. But I guarantee, guarantee you, it won't sell for five million in the current economy. It won't sell for five million. It, it just wouldn't happen. It only would right no, now it's because like, Blizzard set that price. If you go and look at like some of the fucking thirty gold bags or thirty slot bags on the auction house, there are people who sell it at a meaningful price of like two hundred gold a pop or something like that. But then there's these idiots that are like, I saw the 30 gold bag that's on the vendor that Blizzard put in the game, so I'm going to put it at the same price, 2,500 gold. Nobody's going to fucking pay for that. What are you talking about? It's also like all these other mounts, like the original one that had a repair guy on it, and then the Yak that has the transmog guy on it. Yeah. No one fucking buys that shit current expansion. There's just no fucking way. I mean, a few people do. We gotta be like fucking gold capped and playing nonstop since vanilla to have that kind of gold. A couple expansions later, when you know one hundred twenty-five thousand gold isn't a whole lot, which I mean that's still kind of a lot. That's a wow token. That's twenty dollars. Twenty dollars for the fucking yak, basically. Blizzard should not be getting involved in the economy of the game. It just shouldn't be happening. It's yeah, called I mean, price gouging. I never like the idea of um, repair bills either. Like I don't get it. what's what's. What is the point? It's a stupid, outdated mechanic to prevent you from just to punish you for dying over and over and over. Like, I already have a punishment. I have to run back to my corpse. That's already a punishment. Well, used to be that in games like their excuse was EverQuest had a system where when you died, you lost experience. That's how MMOs were back in the day. We didn't I mean, have that. So technically, when you fail, you should be gaining experience, but you know, whatever. Your ability is stupid. First of all, durability is a relic system from vanilla that actually had meaningness. It was meaningful back then because gold was so hard to come by in the game. Okay, if you weren't playing the auction house and and fucking bartering and trading to become a fucking merchant millionaire kind of guy, which I'm fine with because, listen, vanilla was supposed to be a classic MMO. MMOs classically were supposed to be these games where you'd go, like Second Life or some shit. It's supposed to be a game that you jump into and live a life inside of the game. And you're supposed to have all these different avenues, like or like Elite Dangerous or Star Citizen, these different ways to make money and live and survive in that world. But it slowly transformed into quest, level, kill, raid. That's it. 
that's what it transformed it. because Blizzard made professions useless in terms of just end game. Like, oh yeah, I can fucking fucking hey man, I can make flasks. Oh great, everybody uses flasks for raids. What's that get you? Money. What do you need the money for? I can buy whatever I want. Like what? The fucking mount that Blizzard <laughs> in the armor game that someone else crafted. <laughs> Right. Well, here, let, so, I'm at the auction house. Let me point this out. So um, I'm looking at four different bags. Three of them are 30 slot. One of them is 32 slot. So the current 30 slot bag, 140 gold a piece. All right. The current 32 slot bag, 2,900 gold a piece. For two more slots, you're paying another 2,760 gold. Why? I don't have an answer. I'm asking why. Why is that? <laughs> now, the other thirty slot bags, right? Imbued silk weave bag, thirty slots. I think this is from last expansion. Twenty five hundred gold because it's purple. It's purple quality, whereas the deep sea bag is blue. So, hundred and forty gold or twenty five hundred gold. Six available. Who the fuck? What six people are out there saying I'm going to sell this fucking bag for twenty five hundred? And They're anyone could just retards. And then there's another Listen. one, Hexweave Bag. This is also from a previous expansion. Okay, 163 available, 483 gold. Who the fuck would buy an imbued Silkweave Bag for 2,500 when there's another Hexweave Bag for 483 and further, there's a Deep Sea Bag for 140? It's fucking insane. You're telling me that someone's actually coming in here like, nah, man, uh, four bags, two extra slots, that's eight extra slots for like... What's three times you know, four? 12,000 gold. You know, You've got to be out of your thing, fucking mind. There's another prime example of Blizzard just getting involved for no reason. The auction house thing. Whenever you put up an auction, it costs you money. Why? What does that prevent? Spamming the auction house? Well, the amount of money that you it get the money back. is fucking negligible. It's so negligible. Well, that here, it hold on, hold on, hold on. So when you, when you make an auction, you put a deposit down, all right? And when it doesn't sell, when it doesn't, I don't know. But when it doesn't sell or when someone buys it, you get the deposit back. But the fucked up part is, is every time you make money on the auction house and you get your mail, there's an auction house cut. The auction house is not run by real fucking people. In a real life situation where the crown is taking tax from you. Yes, and that is something that would make, that's something that would make the mount worth it. Every time someone buys or sells something on the auction house that's on your mount, you get the cut. Yeah. Wouldn't that be fucking crazy? <laughs> yeah. They just, it, it, it's all the, they, they just inject themselves where they don't need to be. And what, and get back to what I was saying about the armor. It used to make sense of vanilla and was rough because you, you know, having armor degradation was costly. It was important. It made you think twice about the decisions you made. It made you think twice about sticking around in a group that was wiping over and over because repairs were important. I mean, shit, we used to say to people, hey, you wipe the fucking raid. You're paying the repair bills, faggot. Like, that's the kind of shit we would tell people back in the day. Now it doesn't even fucking matter because it's just a fucking, it's it's nothing. It's a I mean, relic system that nobody cares about. But then they go back and forth with all these different systems trying to, like, make up for the fact that gold doesn't go anywhere. Like, remember... Uh, Whenever you were exalted with your guild, like 10% of all the gold you made or picked up would automatically get put into the fucking guild bank. That makes sense as a tax system. That makes sense. Well, no, it wasn't 10% of what you picked up. Like, they didn't take that away from what you picked up. It was an addition. But still, it's like, hey, that's a good incentive, you know, to go out and go make some money. But, like, 
It doesn't really make sense. <laughs> you know, like, where's that money coming from? Blizzard. Well, they were afraid that it would incentivize people not being in guilds. I don't think it would have been a problem. Anybody that's willing to leave a guild over like 10% of the fucking four gold they're looting off of somebody is a trash person that is fucking retarded and doesn't understand the benefits of being in a guild in the first fucking place and how that, I mean, that money, that's back when they also incorporated guild repairs that could be turned on by your guild master. So like, instead of repairing with your gold, you'd repair with the guild's gold. And that made that's why they had that system in place so why yeah why wouldn't you take a cut of it like yeah and then you can have systems in place where you know hey guild leader i hope you're doing stuff for us because we're making the fucking guild bank money you know i hope that money is going towards helping the guild and not your fucking pocket there needs to be more of that let people have agency let guilds Fall, rise and fall because of fucking greedy people and shit like that. Let people learn lessons. God damn, what are you afraid of? That they won't be fucking liberal at the end of the day? <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, we'll come in there and we'll we'll control it. And look, we'll make it to where we'll put in a token and then you buy the token for $20 and we give you in-game money guaranteed. That'll stop the China farmers. Oh, hey, China farmer here. Uh, who you give us $20, we'll give you way more gold than Blizzard's giving you. <laughs> Who wins there, Blizzard? Now you got to compete against outside markets, you fucking retards. Just don't. Just don't. Yeah, but, but it's great because now kids that don't have their m- mommy's money can play the game by farming gold. I mean, just make the starter edition the free version and you can just play the game for free and just can't fucking do certain things i mean I every other fucking mmo does that i mean elder you can play elder schools online all the way through but the main well, reason want the game to be free to play because then all these things will go in to make it you know, microtransactions first of all there's already microtransactions look there's nobody out there right now mouth. like if you say they're that shit. if you say that you can get to max level and still all do do all the same stuff but like you get less bag space or whatever, kind of like what Elder Scrolls Online did, where yeah, yeah, like you don't have a specific like junk bag or crafting bag. Well, I like the Star Wars system. People were upset about the Star Wars: The Old Republic system. I think that's great, where you can like earn currency in the game to permanently unlock shit, or you can subscribe and have all of that shit permanently. Well, my unlocked. my point is, is like anyone who's paying a subscription now, how many people do you think are going to go stop paying the subscription to go free to play? Probably hardly any, but the amount of people you're going to bring in or the amount of people you're going to retain with it. Yeah. The amount of people you're going to bring in from and retain is much higher. Absolutely. Yeah. And I I think it should be an option. I think there should, it should be an optional system where just like star Wars, the old Republic, you play for free. You, you have to, you have to use the in-game currency to unlock shit. You still have to buy expansions. It's a one-off purchase, just like any other game would be. They'll have to buy an expansion, but you don't have a monthly thing. I'm not even saying make World of Warcraft free. I'm just saying make it subscriptionless, optionally subscriptionless. You just do it smart like that. I, people complain about Star Wars: The Old Republic. I disagree. I think Star Wars: The Old Republic is a great system. Uh, if you want more bag space, you pay in-game currency that you earn through various activities to unlock that bag space. You got to grind and grind and grind and grind to get get access to that. Now. I would, I've always been the proponent that if I'm personally playing a game that much, I can justify paying money for it. 
But if I'm a teenager that doesn't have money, that option isn't there for me. So it's a good system. But at the same time, you can still have the subscription service and be like, listen, if you subscribe to World of Warcraft, you get everything that you have right now. You don't, you're not held back by anything. You're, if you're already subscribing, it's going to be the same deal. You, you have full bag space properly and all that shit. You, know, you have access to all four bag slots. You know, if you don't have, if you have the free version of the game, you only have the base bag and one bag slot open or some shit, and you have to buy the other bag slots or some shit like that with in-game currency. Or you can pay real money to buy in-game currency. Yes, it. they already have a Blizzard store. And I know people are going to be like, yeah, but then they're going to put stuff on the Blizzard store that you can buy. Yes, again, if you're subscribed, you already get all of that shit. And then you can actually open up a concept of, Hey, the Blizzard store where they sell these fucking ridiculously overpriced mounts to people that subscribe to the game, those things can be purchased from the people that don't subscribe. And if you're a subscriber, you get them. You get access to them. Maybe not hey. all automatically have them. Maybe they're in the game and you you unlock the ability to go get them. Kind of like how Elder Scrolls does, where you unlock the ability to acquire something. Yeah, they need to really oh, reconsider yeah. their whole fucking model here. But, I mean... They're afraid to because they're clearly making lots and lots of money. <laughs> they don't have to because they still make a lot of money off of it. Well, they see it as a risk, whereas I don't think it's that much of a stretch to like what we just said could make well, them like money. Said, but they're like, oh, but what if we don't? How well, many I mean, that's are what I'm saying. Unsubscribe to play the free version of the game. See, but that's what I'm saying. It's like people game. now fucking play this game until they can't fucking take it anymore and then they quit. Right? But if you just let your subscription lapse, and you could still play the game. You might dip in every now and then and be like, okay, it's better now. I'm going to resubscribe for all that shit again. Yeah. And you do like Star Wars The Old Republic does. If you unsubscribe, you, you, you don't have as many character slots. So you, gotta, you can only choose a couple characters to have active at any time. You got to deactivate a character before you can you know, play the next one. And you have a, a cooldown, like a monthly cooldown on being able to activate a character or something like that. Or... You know, when it comes to your bag slots, I mean, they don't have to go this far. I'm just using that as an example. When it comes to your bag slots, uh, you, you know, you just a lot of your shit goes to your mailbox or something, and you have to figure out where to put that shit or resubscribe or you know whatever. Hire us, Blizzard. The void sort make use of the void storage in that respect. The void storage is now a place where all your shit goes. If you unsubscribe to the game, it goes into that void storage and those your three bags are locked out unless you buy them permanently. And if you buy access to them permanently, resubscribe and then unsubscribe again, you still maintain the things you've permanently done. I mean, there's people in Star Wars The Old Republic that subscribe to it and they get given the in-game currency constantly as well as like extra bonus things for like being a subscriber that people don't get if they're not a subscriber. A lot of cosmetic shit and stuff like that, mounts, blah, blah, blah. And then they take that currency and permanently unlock shit if you want to. You could you could use it to, you know, gain access to other things, or you could just permanently unlock shit. I, I personally like that idea of permanently unlocking certain things. Well, it doesn't incentivize subscribing to the game. Again, you could have all kinds of incentives for inscribing for having people subscribe to the game, like benefits that you only get for subscribing. You you don't have to take core game elements away or access to areas all you have to do hey you're subscribed to the game expansions for free that's what they do in star wars the old republic expansions for free you don't have to pay for the expansion 
You can use this in-game currency to unlock the expansion at any point. Hey, hold on a second. You're Santa Robot. I'm going to change the Discord server because it sounds like shit. <laughs> it's not just me. It's Discord. They're coming after us. Silence. Moment of silence. That was our moment of silence. All right. Jorge Floyd. <laughs> Listen, they're coming after us, man. <clears throat> yeah, I We've don't even want to get into all that. Discord is going in and apparently is going to start screening DMs and shit. Yeah, Monty, for, for racist shit. In your DMs, you got to delete before they get to you. It'll take forever to delete all that. <laughs> <laughs> then I they like also it. have done this virtue signaling thing where they're like uh, we've decided that our upper level employees are not diverse enough so we're going to hire new people that are more diverse so I posted on Twitter I'm like oh and by what metric are you going to be using to determine diversity like skin color wealth age religion and how are you going to determine who loses their jobs same things right still, still no response well, on that. now we're just arguing to the retard mouth breathers it's yeah. like arguing with, uh, you know, when you went to school and they had that trailer and then they had those kids in wheelchairs that like always had their head to the side, something like that. It's like arguing with one of those kids about black holes or something. The universe <laughs> is expanding. Okay, retard. <laughs> I just don't get it. Like, first of all, is like, is does, is skin color important or not? If it is, then you're a racist. If it's not, then why the fuck does it matter what the fucking skin color is of the people who work for you? Why don't you just hire people who are the best suited for the job who want to work there? It's not white supremacy. It's white excellence. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, they, I mean, I mean, but they I didn't even say. Wow. I mean, what else do we got? Now we're just going off about fucking WoW's economy. And it's like, yeah, well, listen, we like the game. It's better than Destiny. Jesus Christ, don't get us started on De- Destiny. announced their fucking expansion pack that they're doing. Three more expansions down the line. That game is dying, and it's not even funny. It is funny, though. <laughs> it's hilarious. The bullshit before you finally get a conclusion to the story, maybe. Yeah, what the fuck? Well, what story? <laughs> All the these story fragmented little side quests? Like- Oh yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. really weird that people still play this game. It's free to play now. Yeah, I know, but not really. I, I mean, mean, think about free... this though: like people like us who went in there and may or may not have spent money to get like skins for some of the weapons they liked. Those weapons might not even be usable because uh, <laughs> next year they're going to cap the light level on old gear, forcing you to get new gear. I'm pretty sure that when the next expansion comes out, the current expansion will be part of the free-to-play model of the game. I'm almost certain that's... That's if they put the fucking content in. I mean, this... Forsaken is free, right? Isn't Forsaken free right now? Yeah, they're vaulting content now, so... Yeah, they're also going to vault content, yeah, so... They're going to put shit away. (laughs) That's just the dumbest thing ever. You know, Blizzard wants to sit here and be like, uh, 120 levels is pretty daunting to people. Yeah, but at least they can come back and play old shit. Like, at least if you come to WoW for your first time and play the current shit, and you're like, oh, this is pretty interesting. I kind of like the story. You can go back and play all the old shit to kind of see what happened. You're not going to be able to do that in Destiny. It's going to be like, ah, the darkness is here. What the fuck is the darkness? Well, Gaul, who the fuck is Gaul? 
oh, he's in the vault right now. <laughs> but trust us when we say it was pretty cool. We called it the Red War. It's this whole, they're still awesome. really yeah, buying into this man. whole fear of missing out mentality, which, you know, they've tried this. And basically, you know, if you don't know, the fear of missing out is like, we're going to have this content for this season. And the only way you can get it is if you play this season. The idea being that you're going to take people who are already playing and incentivize them to keep playing so they don't miss out on shit. Problem is, is everyone else who's not playing keeps not playing because they feel like they're already so far behind that there's no way they're going to catch up or they've already missed out on something. So why, why start playing now when I've already missed out on all this? You just need to make light level matter. It's so weird. Yeah. Make it matter and make it farmable without any fucking time gates. Yeah. People that want to play nonstop, let them fucking do that. I don't understand this new developer thing where it's like, Oh, we have to protect people from themselves. Thanks dad. Happy Father's Day, fucking losers. Happy Father's Day, f- <laughs> Like, You're not my fucking dad. Stop fucking treating me like I'm your kid. I'm almost 40, man. I'm like so... I'm closer to... F- All right? What? I'm closer to 40 than 30. Sorry. <laughs> closer to 40. I'm closer to... F- Stop fucking, I, I should, let me make decisions in fucking video games. Uh, he wants to log on and play all day and hit cap until he hits cap and not sleep. That's not healthy for him. Yeah, I also want to eat mac and cheese and fucking dominoes all day, but you don't have a say in that, do you, you fucking asshole? Shut the fuck up. All right? Stop with this. You yeah, have the a, future's going to be great. Fucking people, by the way, that come at game, game development. Come, you have a platform. You have a responsibility to help people. Fuck imagine off. imagine taking Kill a piss yourself. in your toilet in the morning and it records your blood sugar. And then you try to order a pizza and it's like, sorry, your blood sorry. sugar's too high. Yeah, We're not going to let you do that. Yeah. Well, Lower your blood sugar if you want to order Domino's pizza. <laughs> <laughs> fucking crazy i mean world of warcraft has gotten better just because now you got mythics you have a pretty automated repeatable way to get an uncapped amount of gear even though it is kind of rng slowly been making progress away from the rating nonsense yeah and i mean the, the thing is is like right now i could stop playing my demon hunter until next expansion if i really wanted to like really i'm just getting minuscule fucking yeah, item level increases upgrades. because and that'll, why you'll probably see big upgrades in the pre-patch yeah well <laughs> whatever really but the difference is is i actually like playing the demon hunter so i don't well I don't you're mind. having fun playing the game whatever you're making progress while you have fun playing the game that's the important part like we we had fun playing destiny while we made our progress but it's just there's so little to do in that game already and then they're going to come out and be like a content gating even more so well, also, WoW in is, WoW, you have a bunch of fucking characters, job. a bunch of different roles yeah, you can play, absolutely. a bunch of bunch different of classes. classes, bunch of content, bunch of different fucking expansions you can level in if you get tired of one or the other. And they're going to make that better in Shadowlands, where you're going to be able to level from zero to well, six. Hey, whatever. I'll be able to fucking, fucking switch expansion. specs without having to pay gold. That's yeah, the that's dumbest great. fucking thing. Like, if I <laughs> right now I could switch to tank, but then I'd have to pay to get my Azerite. My Azerite trades yeah. reset. And then if I want to do any other content in DPS form, 
I have to pay exponentially more and, and listen, more gold to switch back. I think we need to be Fuck clear that. here. World of Warcraft is a fantastic game, and they're doing a lot of good stuff, and the game is fun. The reason why we're upset when we talk about this stuff is because what we just talked about, there's a lot of, like, obvious stupid things that just infuriate somebody like me as I, I just i look at it and i go how can you not see this i just want to shake them like they're a baby well i mean you remember when dual spec was first a thing you paid a certain amount of gold well, yeah, you open up a second and you it. could switch at any time but with all the this borrowed power switching any time without fucking gold costs was because that was inconvenient to people and well, then that's, they put it back in the game but it's also because Everybody needs to play their DPS spec to do solo content. Right. Exactly. And then they come battle for Azure like, oh, dude, put back. You're going you to Azurite traits. Yeah, but can I change the Azurite traits anytime? You got to go to a guy. And, okay. Well, it's guess, fucking retarded because maybe that's I, go, a limitation. I go to do mythic sometimes. Oh, you got to pay money to this guy that's exponentially increasing everything. Well, I go, to, I go to play mythic sometimes, and there's four people in a group, a healer and three DPS, and it's like two demon hunters, a warrior, and a druid, and we're waiting for like 45 minutes for a fucking tank. Any of those classes have a tank spec, but no one switches because no one wants to pay the fucking gold. Because as soon as they're done doing mythics, they're going to have to By go way, do visions or some shit. The, the gold is fucking pointless. It's just the time that it takes is more that you have to go to a. It doesn't take that long, dude. At a specific location, and then you got to. You, you know, pay. It's yeah, five gold for your first shit. switch. Okay. Ten gold after twenty. Now, if you go 30, eighty, it, no, it goes up faster than that because, like, if you let's say you switch the tank spec, you spend about thirty gold to switch through three pieces over, and then you come back after that, and you want to switch back to your DPS spec, it can cost you fucking 700 800 gold just to switch it back and it resets every three days so if you do that every fucking day it can cost you thousands and thousands of gold just to switch to your tank spec and well, back not only for that, three but days. sometimes you end the night tanking and you come back and you don't want to change over because you don't know what you're going to do the next day and you start going in dps and you're like well fuck i'm on tank fucking as right traits because they don't it, and this is again this is why i'm getting pissed off because they Put the fucking ability to switch your fucking specialization anytime, anywhere, anywhere you can. Yes, you have to be in a capital city to change your talents for a specialization, but you can switch between tank, healer, or DPS anytime, anywhere, and those fucking talents that you've already set are there and ready to go. Why the fuck doesn't the Azerite do the same? It doesn't make any fucking sense. It's it's backpedaling. Plus, it's they've already made it so that, like, if you switch from certain specs with, like, you know, druids wear leather all the time, but, like, all your intellect gear switches to strength when you go tank or agility or whatever the fuck it is, you know? So it's like everything is in place to just be able to switch back and forth between your specs, except for your fucking Azerite, we which is Azurite important. You, you, you choose the ability. Oh, thanks, Ian. Uh, what if I want to be tank spec? You have to get different Azurite pieces. Well, that's stupid. Can you do something about that? We'll do that in a patch since you guys don't seem to like that kind of system. Yeah, we don't like that system. We didn't like it with talents, and we don't like it with this. Okay, we put it in the game now. I, I got to go to this guy? What the fuck is this? Yeah, it costs gold. <laughs> what? what? What are you fucking talking about, man? You even have items in the game that inscriptors make that allow you to change those talents in those specializations anywhere in the world for fucking six. I mean, every time you queue up for a dungeon, you have a minute to change yeah, your fucking talents. You get into a dungeon, there's a minute timer that you can change out your talents. What the fuck, Ian? 
Makes sense, Dre. <laughs> it's so fucking arbitrary. This is what I'm saying. This is just, and this is why we get upset over the the mythic item level thing. It's so fucking obvious. It's staring them in the face, and the 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 annoying part isn't that the game is bad because of it. It's that the game could be better, and there's nobody doing it. There's fucking. Well, that's why I'm trying to level up my Death Knight is because I, I could, Demon Hunters have a tank spec that I never want to use because of all the bullshit and the fucking gold cost that I have to do. I'd love to get faster queues and learn the dungeons better, but I'm not going to spend all that fucking gold to change back and forth every fucking day. Do that in Shadowlands until we find out that covenants have to be like, you got to go back and talk to a guy. Hey, can I get that other slave? <laughs> <laughs> Wait till that gets canceled. What the yeah. fuck? Slavery is wrong, Blizzard. Yeah, we know, but it's a video game, and you're in the you're you're in the afterlife with a lot of bad people. But it's wrong. Yeah, you're right. Uh, shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> they had. Uh, turns out this patch, the evil bad guy vampire dudes decided that slavery wrong. Uh, so now you'll be forced to pay a hundred gold every single day for your indentured servant. They're not slaves because they're paid. See. They're paid, yeah. Well, that's still slavery. We demand reparations. <laughs> what about all that time we spent when they weren't paid for the first two months of the expansion, huh? We're going to go back and make By the up- way. Yes, when you log in, you're going to have to give them 100,000 gold. Where's that money go? Uh, you know, it's just a number, really. Satisfaction <laughs> of Brontosaurus people. What? Yeah, new playable race. Oh, it's a new playable race. What mount do they get? A brontosaurus with an auctioneer on it. For... <laughs> That's the kind of shit they do. God damn it. Here's the mount. Buy it for a bunch of gold. Ah, here's a free version. Yeah, and who that. knows how long yeah. that's going to be useful because, you know, right, Dude, now, right now it's kind of nice because it. it's, 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 it's inconvenient to go back to Stormwind. Like, there's literally a portal in Boralus that you just step through fly for like 10 seconds and you're out in auction house. But I'd still rather them just have one in Boralus. So it's like, man, it'd be nice to just have that mountain I could put up anywhere. But like, honestly, to take a fucking Hearthstone and jump through a portal takes about maybe yeah, a minute. Ri- I don't use the auction. There actually, enough there is, million there is one in Boralus. Game time, there is one in Boralus, but you have to be an engineer to use it. It equates to like a lot of real life money. Like a lot of real life money. Yeah, We're talking well, about a couple thousand dollars worth of money. I mean, it's twenty dollars um, for one hundred and twenty thousand gold. Yeah, that's what a WoW token is going for. I mean, I don't want to even think about the math. It's about one twenty, one hundred twenty thousand gold. I've done the math on it. It's like five thousand dollars or something like that. Because yeah. because <clears throat> it's it's twenty dollars. Okay. For what a hundred? What is it? One hundred and twenty. Uh, one hundred and twenty thousand gold, roughly. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, how many? How many times can you do? You, how many hundred and twenty thousand? How many times does one hundred twenty thousand? Five million. I don't know. You want me to bring up a calculator? Figure it out. <laughs> well, every year, by the way, calculator. One hundred and twenty thousand dollars. All right, five, one, two, three, one, two, three, five million divided by one hundred and twenty thousand is forty-one point six repeating. 
So you would need 41, you need 42 WoW tokens to get 5 million gold. Okay, so 42 times. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot that my math buttons fucking silenced me on Discord. <laughs> yeah. 42 times, uh, oh shit. 42 Look, is how many? $20. Times 12, Eight, it's okay. $840 is what it would cost you in WoW tokens to get that amount. Yeah, eight hundred and forty dollars. That's that's about. It's close to a thousand dollars. The idea being, I guess, that since you have an auction house, that you'll eventually make that gold back. <laughs> I don't fucking know. It would make more sense if you got the auction cut, right? Or if like the auctioneer fucking paid you a passive income to be on your fucking mount all the time, paying by rent. The way, by the way. It's $15 a month. So it's actually, you're actually overpaying. <laughs> like, so you'd actually, with the amount of gold worth in dollars, you'd be getting actually more game time. Uh, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever, man. Yeah, so basically, mm-hmm. if you buy a WoW token, you're paying $20 worth of gold. For a $15 subscription. Yeah. Uh, I guess. Or less if you pay for a year at a time. I don't know. Oh, something like, we're white. We're not Asian. Okay. <laughs> don't come to us for fucking math. Come to us for freedom and prosperity and opportunity. <clears throat> That's what we know. <clears throat> and like pasta dishes. Oh, man. Potatoes. So I watched... It Man 4 last night. Oh, the worst one. Yeah, did you see it? <laughs> I've seen scenes from it. Oh my god. It's got Bruce Lee in it, right? It's the least amount of fighting out of all of them, uh, and it's the most amount of Chinese propaganda. But the funniest part is, is like, <laughs> I, look, I, I understand that like kung fu movies, it's always like, who's kung fu is better? And it's always like, oh, Japanese karate stupid, and Chinese kung fu is the best. Whatever, it's always like that. But this one... They talk about karate like it's American. Like the American military has dudes dressed up in geese fucking teaching people karate and never once do they mention that it's Japanese. It's always like American karate's the best goddamn fighting style on the planet. And like the fucking Americans are so over the top stereotypical. It's yeah. it'd be hilarious that if movie it movie was not made for Americans. <laughs> it was made so for funny. people. That's some I mean, I'm saying like propaganda. It's even a little bit shocking given that I know that those movies are like that to begin with. Yeah, it's it's the worst one. I mean, they know it's the worst one because you can rent it on Amazon for a dollar, where every other fucking movie is between like three dollars and six dollars. And this is a new movie, so it, it was not should... good. Before we get political, I think we should finish off with the because uh, it ties into politics, right? The uh, the big Everything release does, that it? everybody's talking about. Uh, Last of oh, Us Two. Yeah, so right. I'm gonna let you talk. Let say, I'm, I'm let gonna let you. Hey, 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 I'm gonna let you finish, but my my shit's shorter. So I really have well, no vested on, interest in Last of Us Two. There's a lot of spoilers going forward. So if you don't want that game spoiled and you plan on playing it, I would suggest. And if you haven't had it spoiled for you already, don't get it spoiled before you play it. Go ahead. All right, so I played Last of Us 1 when the remaster was released. I liked it. I thought the gameplay was kind of mediocre. I thought the story was good. Don't remember much of it because I only played it once. Didn't really 
feel the need to go back and play it again. And uh, the only problem I really have with Last of Us 2 is I'm fucking tired of console exclusives. Aside from that, uh, fucking the woke shit, I don't really care what they put in their game as long as it makes sense to the story and I haven't played enough of it or watched someone play enough of it to really make a judgment on that. The end. Let's be honest. Microsoft and Sony are losing the console war to Nintendo because there's a bunch of fucking man-children that buy a bunch of games like Animal Crossing. Um, and it's true. What what can you do? Microsoft is pulling out of well, the Well, it's war. it's like Nintendo's like the fucking Apple of game consoles, you know? Yeah. It's 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 weaker, it's not as good, Microsoft's but they pulling out. have this whole like, oh, we're the creative, we're the creative branch of the console market and for some reason even though it's overpriced, and, you know, it comes included with a bunch of good software. Like, anyone who's like, well, Apple's better for, you know, creative type people. It's like, well, you could do all the same shit on a PC. It just doesn't have the software included. Kind of the same thing. Like, all the other consoles are better than Nintendo. But if you want to play Zelda and Mario and shit like that, well, then you got to... Well, Nintendo and Sony Nintendo understand console. that um, exclusivity wins in the console war. And that's why Sony's still doing it. Because unlike Microsoft, they don't have an escape, I think. Microsoft has an escape in that they can put their games on the Windows Store and still get interaction amongst their shit. You know, they pretty much have the computer market on lockdown with Windows. So at the end of the day, companies care about appeasing investors because the the people who are in positions, and the people need to understand the hierarchical situation here, it's not like as an entire company, Sony goes, oh, the video games, it's important to us. No, Sony has a branch that takes care of video game stuff. And those guys have a vested interest in that they want to keep their jobs and positions to keep that mar- that bre- uh, branch of the company alive. And Microsoft has basically gone, hey, we can keep ours alive by just getting interactions on the Windows store, we don't have to necessarily sell consoles and we'll all keep our jobs. Even if Well, it's just weird away, to me we'll that this late in the console cycle, they're still trying to use exclusivity to sell consoles, which I don't think is happening with Last of Us 2. I think but it's also, happening. like, is the amount of money, like, clearly Sony gets more money from an exclusive game sale than a multi-platform game sale, but does it offset the number of people that aren't buying the game because they don't have a PlayStation or don't want to fucking well, buy it? I mean, I, I guess think so. This is why I think that Nintendo's winning the war. Nintendo definitely gets exclusivity to a lot. I mean, there's a lot of things Nintendo has exclusivity to that is considered a gamer staple. You know, Mario, uh, Legend of Zelda... Uh, well, they also have a lot more exclusive like, like that. Yeah, they have a ton of exclusives that people fucking Metroid, Smash Brothers and shit. like that. Smash Brothers, yeah, all that stuff is very heavily influenced by Nintendo, and they've that's what they've managed to do is they kept their in-house studio developing it for a long time. Sony kind of jumped on that, but they jumped on it too late, in my opinion. And they have like God of War, and then they have like Kojima shit which isn't even going to be exclusive anymore. They're just getting like one-year exclusivity deals off of stuff like that, which granted, will definitely sell consoles and I think is moving them out of that. But Sony is one of those things where if they stop making consoles, that entire branch of video game making goes away, whereas Microsoft could keep their branch and just downsize it because there's at the end of the day, it's about appeasing shareholders. 
Sony's game development branch has to, and console development branch has to go to the shareholders. They have to send a guy that represents them to the shareholders at the upper levels of Sony and go, look, this is how good we're doing. Microsoft has to do the same thing. And Microsoft can make those numbers appear even off of Windows platform as well as my, because they can go look at all the interactions we're getting. They're just showing interactions. They're not going to be, this is sales of our, our video games on our console, but is it just sales on their console? Like, I guarantee you Microsoft can send a guy in there and be like, this is sales on our platform. <laughs> they use that. Like, they'll just change the language on our platform. And they probably combine Windows Store with fucking uh, Microsoft, their, 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 their Xbox or whatever. And then the shareholders go, oh, that's good, that's good. We're doing great. And then, But at Sony, they have to do the exclusive still because they have nowhere to go. Sony didn't get involved in the PC game market, which... Well, they kind of have. They they just they just released. Well, not just, but they have that PS Now streaming subscription service. Yeah. So that's on that's on PC. But again, it's streaming. You don't get to download the game, and you still have to have Windows to to access it. So they're still kind of clearly they see the value of opening up their their fucking game market. Yeah, I think it will happen eventually, but I don't think consoles will go away, and I certainly don't think exclusive. No, they don't because I mean they hit above their weight class when it comes to weight, like. Or when it comes to graphics and shit, like that's the whole point of a console. Like, sure, a PC could do all this other stuff, but if you just want to sit in front of your TV and pay a couple hundred bucks to have a pretty modern gaming solution in your house, then yeah, consoles have their place. I mean, I get why consoles are there. I just don't really well, think foresee, the exclusive thing is uh, I foresee working the, uh, as well as it used at, to. If you look at computers, I foresee that happening with consoles. You had a group of people that were you know, kind of the pioneers of the com- of the computer industry and the internet. And a lot of people built their own computers. And then there started to come along people eventually that would build computers for you, like Alienware and all this shit. And then gaming laptops started to get popular as more people that had no computer knowledge started getting involved in computer gaming. And I think that's going to happen with consoles as more and more People that have, you know, look how many people are on the internet now that have no knowledge of computers. And they're, they're buying, like, computer, making computers right now is big business. Especially laptops, because people love to buy laptops, and they get, you know, all these fucking boomers and zoomers and shit that have no fucking computer knowledge buying all this shit. I think the same thing is going to happen with consoles. As more and more people get involved in video gaming, Similar to how it happened with movies, you're going to have more and more people wanting to get involved with consoles, and consoles are just going to be there as like a, a little thing for people to just jump into or whatever. You know, hey, Fort, how do I play Fortnite? Well, you got to buy a computer. Can I play Fortnite without buying a computer? Hey, you can buy a PlayStation. All right, I'll buy a PlayStation or I'll buy an Xbox so I can play because I heard Fortnite and I want to be a part of the in thing that everybody's a part of, which is pretty atypical these days. I mean, when Ninja played with Drake, wasn't that who he played with? Or was it somebody else? I don't else? fucking he know. With, he I don't even know who Drake celebrity. is, honestly. I don't remember if it was Drake or some football player or, ba- or basketball player or something. Played with somebody that does sports stuff or music stuff. I don't remember. And it was like this big moment for Twitch. Like, oh, so much exposure. Honestly, it's been kind of the downfall of Twitch because it brought in a bunch of fucking Spurgs. And it, it did definitely boost Fortnite's popularity and Twitch's popularity to a degree, Fortnite more than Twitch. And that's when Fortnite really started to explode even more, you know. Um, 
because you had people that oh Drake, I'm a fan of Drake and Drake plays. I want to play. I want to be. There's a lot of bullshit like that that happens in the world where people are just fucking mindless lemmings doing what everybody else does. So, whatever. We kind of got on a tangent there from The Last of Us, but it's in relation to exclusivity. I don't think that's going away, and I think that's the only thing that's going to keep Sony alive unless they try to, like... Well, that's the part I think is kind of fucked up, is, like, instead of, instead of, you know, trying to make better games or, you know, exp- they're like, well, we're just going to try to strong-arm people into buying our consoles that they might not otherwise buy mm. based on this well, one fucking game. But what... It- the problem is, is just like Blizzard and just like Bungie, they, there's people like us that know what the solution is, and then they're not hiring people like us. <laughs> they're hiring these people that are just like, oh, keep doing exclusivity deals. Exclusivity. The, the solution for Sony is to get into the uh, computer manufacturer deal. They already do this with laptops. They already have laptops. All they need to do is start getting into actual PC construction and construct their next system. And unfortunately, the PlayStation 5 isn't going to be this, but they need to start talking about making their next console be module, just like modular, like a PC would be, except only they I mean, produce I don't the even, parts for it. I don't even think it's about that. I think it's just a math problem. Like they look and see, they estimate, like if we were to release this game on all platforms and we charge this amount of money to publish the game, you know, like we, we fucking funded this studio and they made this game and we're going to get a certain percentage of whatever game they sell. That amount is more if it's exclusive to Sony, right? Yeah, but they, but you have more people buying it if it's multi-platform. So clearly, right. they've done the math and decided they make more money with the higher cut of each game sale if it's exclusive. Well, I, I disagree that that. Well, so do I. But I mean, I, if math I is think math, that so... somebody's telling them that and they're wrong because yeah. Sony Santa Monica is an in-house studio, and Naughty Dog is an in-house studio. And if you release God of war and the last of us Two, even, even if you do a one year exclusive, you watch when death stranding comes out, watch the sales skyrocket again, people that never played it, but heard about it and are interested in it. Watch those sales skyrocket again. Even people who played it and want to play it on PC, watch it happen. All they're doing is hurting their own, their, their studios. Uh, well, there's like also advantages that aren't directly monetary. Like, all these other people, like all of a sudden, someone plays um, Death Stranding on PC, and they're like, "Man, this is a really good game. Who made this? Kojima? What else did he do? Oh, look, Metal Gear Solid is also on PC, and they buy that, and they go down this fucking rabbit hole." Well, that's not on PC, but you know, <laughs> well, Phantom Pain is. Yeah, Phantom Pain is, uh, but uh, but again, might open old games like that. Console. They should definitely put those out on fucking PC. Konami's really yeah, shitty I about that. Silent Hill too, like yeah. fucking put all the Silent Hills on. They PC. recently did. They recently did a collaboration with De- uh, Dead by Daylight. Yeah, I, know. I don't know why. Like Silent Hill variation. I mean, that's kind of cool and everything, but like, yeah. is there a new Silent Hill coming out? Like, are you trying to drum up interest? Like, what, what's the point Maybe. of that? Maybe there is. I don't know. Anyway, Last should. of Us I mean, Two. Resident Evil's at its peak and shit. Yeah, yes, look at what happened with Resident Evil. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. My favorite niche game from the 90s is now, like, the biggest fucking seller for one of the big, biggest game developers on the planet. And they just Why keep making it more and more. with Resident Evil right now? What the fuck? Like, there's clearly a resurgence. Uh, fear of missing out. that kind of game. <laughs> they've already, they've missed out for so long that what's the point at this point, you know? 
Uh, it's still it's still lucrative, especially now with the currently announced Resident Evil Eight and the kind of. I mean, if I was a marketing guy for uh, Konami, I'd be looking at the reception for the Resident Evil Eight trailer and going, "This is a good time to get into it." People aren't very happy with what they've saw. This, you know, and we're talking what, about with fans. Resident Evil Eight, right? Is, we're is that true? Fans of Resident Evil. Yeah, a lot of people. You didn't really necessarily. You didn't want them to go back to Ethan. A lot of people on the subreddit. Uh, everybody that I've seen from the Resident Evil fan base, like the actual fan base. Look, I am not really one hundred percent serious about the Ethan thing, but only ten percent serious about how much I care. Like the story has never uh, been course. a big selling point for Resident Evil. So right, but nobody really wants to play as Ethan again. You know, it'd be better to pick back up with Chris or something. Hell, I've said it before. Like, I think they should just start from resident evil three and go to their four remake, but make resident evil eight about Jill after resident evil three and tie that in with the remake of resident evil four. And then we can finally get the whole gang together in resident evil nine, wrap it all up for a 10 finale. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was my point is it's, it's so fucking convoluted and disjointed the whole fucking ongoing story of resident evil. The fact that you built up, this whole fucking storyline, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast before, but, you know, one, two, three in Code Veronica, it's like, okay, this person found this person, these two people are working together, they get on the helicopter at the end, and they're going to go take down Umbrella, and then they skip the entire takedown Somehow of Umbrella. they don't all go to the same location where Umbrella would be at. Yeah, I it mean, just skips to Resident Evil 4. Number, number 10 should be the wrap-up of everybody meeting up at the same fucking location. Leon, you're here! Hey, Jill, you're with Chris? Yeah, he found Chris. Oh, my God, it's Claire. Claire and Chris hug. Oh, my God. I mean, they kind of tried to do that with Six, but, I mean, at that point, the story was, who gives a shit? Sure, they tried to do that with Six, and I think they could wrap it up. And when I say wrap it up for good and kill it for good, I don't mean Resident Evil as a whole. I mean the main story. Start working on side quests and shit. Like, do do shit on the back end. Well, that's the other other weird thing to me, is when Seven came out, they said that they were going to focus, instead of on large-scale fucking Resident Evil 6 type shit, they were going to do smaller scale individual stories, which is weird that they brought it back to Ethan. Because if they were going by that philosophy still, this could have been, you know, Resident Evil 8 Village or Village well, that either, 8. That means <laughs> Whatever. That either Resident Evil 8 is going to be a mediocre story of Ethan again, or they got so invested in 7 as a development team that they wanted to do more of it and they said, fuck that. Well, they also said that Resident Evil 8, well, I mean, this is a leak. So it's not confirmed, but um, apparently Resident Evil 8 was originally supposed to be Revelations 3, but it had better feedback than what they originally had planned for Resident Evil 8, so they just made Revelations 3 Resident Evil 8, which makes sense. If some of the other leaks are true, like Alex Wesker coming back and the girl you see in the in the video, or in the trailer, is actually Natalia from Revelations 2 and all that. I can kind of see that. It kind of does have more of a Revelations type vibe. I think. But. I think. Uh, honestly, I think. Uh, I think he's a clone. I think they're bringing back uh, Alex and all that. And I think they're bringing. I would like to see them. Hey, this fucking this is Chris. Just kidding. He's a clone. That's a good twist. Yeah. Well, I mean, I told you this before, but at this point, yeah. it's like, man. Chris Redfield has been beating the shit out of all our BOWs for decades. Maybe we should just clone Chris Redfield. You know, he's beating tyrants and all this other yeah. shit. I think Chris Redfield is going to be the Alice from uh, the Resident Evil movies. I yeah, think they tried to that. bring back like normal size Chris, but this one he's got that big fucking jacket on. 
Who knows how popular that is. a big coat on, similar to like a B.O.W. would have. Yeah, but I mean, I think they're bringing back Boulder Fist Chris, you know? I think yeah. I think they're going back well, with that. Personally, I think that it's going to be revealed that like he's a tyrant body with Chris's DNA or something like that. That's why he doesn't look the yeah, same. And I think about the real fucking Chris will time. Show up or something. That dude just had to work out hardcore for like five years to take on fucking <laughs> Albert Wesker. <laughs> and the, his nemesis Boulder. Yeah. The guy punched a rock to death. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah. All right. That was a tangent. Uh, Last of Us 2, go. Sorry. Uh, so you've had your, that's your opinion on it? Yeah, I mean, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm definitely going to play it because I'm a fucking whore and I'll play anything Resident Evil. Seri- I already went over some stuff with you, but it needs to be se- a lot of details going to happen here. So again, if you don't want spoilers, I'm going into heavy oh, spoilers. Okay, territory. Last of Us. Yeah. Now, that, okay. Now, I I haven't beaten the game. I'm pretty far through the game. I think I'm about maybe two thirds through the game. Uh, it is a long game. I'll say that. I thought I was at the end of the game, and then they threw a curveball at me, and I'm not. Is that the side quest they were talking about? Have you seen anything about uh, Last of Us Two, Monty? You've been paying attention to it, anything like that? Nope. What do you? You played the first one, right? Or did you not? You were the one that didn't play the first one, right? No, not really. Okay. So the Last of Us is a zombie apocalypse game, uh, and I'm just kind of setting, presetting this real quick. Yeah, you give the recap. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go dark and go pee. Well, actually, should we? Oh my god, I gotta take my dog out. Monty, I'll be uh, here. Quick, dance like a monkey. <laughs> Other, otherwise, there's just gonna be silence. He'll have to edit out, and knowing him, he won't edit it out. <laughs> Talk about um, racing wheels. Pretend there's list somebody listening. Uh. Oh, how about this? I bought three guns this week. That's about it. Three new guns. Um, let's see. I doubt they'll touch on this, but what I miss? Favorite pre. Oh, what did I miss? Nothing. I'm back. Oh, Absolutely okay. nothing. Uh, Gabler said he was going to take his dog out since you're doing. Some sort of filler. Oh, okay. Well, then continue with your filler. Well, I was going to say that our favorite priest died this week. Yeah. Vito Cornelius. I didn't even know he had Parkinson's. Had no idea. Yeah, well, I mean, they don't really... It's weird. For for well-respected actors and shit, they tend to not delve into their end-of-life illnesses. I mean... I saw a picture of Sean Connery pretty recently. He took a picture with his family for some holiday, and he's he's not looking good either. But, I mean, he hasn't done movies in a while. But, I mean, that's that's kind of why they retire. I mean, they don't want they don't want to be in the spotlight. They want to enjoy the last couple of years of their life. I mean, I get it. Yeah. That's understandable. I had no idea he was 88. Jesus. That's how I realized that I'm getting old. This guy yeah. that I saw in a movie when I was a kid... Is eighty eight years old. Like Jesus. 
Uh, you realize you're getting old when you see a bunch of successful people in movies and TV and politics and shit, and you're still looking at them like you looked at actors and you know politicians when you were a kid, and then you realize you got like 10 years on these people. It's like, holy shit, what the right. fuck am I doing with my life? Really? Sitting here playing World of Warcraft, making podcasts for two listeners. Which we appreciate you. Tell your friends. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> I still feel like I'm 16. Maybe that's right. a me problem. Maybe that's just everyone. I don't know. I mean, besides my my health issues, I still, you know, mentally feel like a fucking 25-year-old. Well, I don't have any health issues because I never go to the doctor. So... <laughs> <laughs> can't have health issues if they're never diagnosed. Exactly. Yeah, Ian Holm died. I was surprised that most people even knew who he was just because of Lord of the Rings. Like, really? Like, never saw Alien? Never saw Fifth Element? Right? Fucking Alien. He was great in that. No, he's, uh... I mean, he clearly he's a good actor. He got knighted. He was Sir Ian Holm. Like Sir Elton John, you know? What would the American equivalent to being knighted be? Medal of Freedom, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I think it's more rare than that, though. I mean, I think the Medal of Freedom is more rare. I could be wrong. But you don't get a you don't get a cool fucking title, you know? Right. They got this thing, I, I saw it on Facebook. Like this little loophole with like Scottish law, where like if you're a landowner in Scotland, you're you can put Lord in front of your name. So they're giving away these little, not giving away, they're selling for like fifty bucks, little one foot by one foot patch of land somewhere in Scotland, so that you can officially be a lord or a lady. <laughs> I don't know. It'd be a cool gift. Wouldn't that be great though? Is you get to put that on your driver's license and shit. <laughs> yeah. Anyone, someone, brother, someone fucking talks. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, please use, please say my Lord when addressing me. Thanks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, wait, what? I don't understand. Shut your mouth, you filthy peasant. <laughs> fucking me. fly to Scotland, get off the airplane like a boss. Yeah, it's 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 a weird thing. The whole knighting thing. It'd be cool to just have that under your belt. You're like, yeah, I'm a knight. I've been knighted by the queen. Technically, my children. What, what would that make your children? Would they be Nothing. nobility as well? I don't know. What am I, British? Who knows? But it's just weird. Like, it used to be, you know, you had to show some form of honor and nobility or some kind of, either born into it or do some great deed. Now it's like, hey, you're you're a knight. You've been recognized by the queen for your deeds of honor and justice. What have you done? I've wrote a lot of good songs. Oh, uh, Okay. I wrote Imagine All the People. I guess it's like uh, you've brought honor to your country 
through art or something. I don't know. Weird. Okay, I apologize for that. <clears throat> All right, where were we? Monty, Last of uh, Us tell Two. A good story about his wheels. No, we we took a moment to talk about uh, Ian Holm dying. Oh, being okay. Yeah, that's a good one. My favorite. Um, wow. Last of Us Two. Just real quick. My favorite. Just to give a quick summary. I'm only going to talk about the stuff that's uh, relevant. Last of Us 2, zombie apocalypse, or sorry, Last of Us 1, also a zombie apocalypse, starts at what's known as Outbreak Day. Game starts off, you wake up as this little girl, blah, 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 you go through the stuff, it's kind of creepy, your dad's not there, some explosion happens in the different distance, which is lined up with what's happening on the TV. Dad comes rushing in, talking about how the neighbor's all fucked up. Neighbor busts in, he shoots the neighbor. They get in the, br- the car with the brother Tommy. Dad's name is Joel. Kid's name is like, uh, God, I don't even remember his daughter's name. Sam or something like that. It's not Sam. It's something else. Whatever. Uh, They try to escape and get out of the city. As they're escaping, uh, he runs into the military. He loses his brother. His brother stays behind to like fend off some zombies while he gets away because he's carrying his daughter who broke her leg in the car accident as they were trying to get away. They run into a military guy. He's like, and this is 2013, by the way. And I get that Neil Druckmann is a bit of a libtard. And this is some anti-military libtard stuff that would never happen. But whatever. Obama was president. So guess what? It was Obama's military at the time. I don't give a fuck. Whatever. It's fucking fantasy, people. Let's separate it. I'm saying that right now because there's a lot of nonsense from people that are bitching about the fucking game last of us two being libtarded and it's not okay. There's a little bit, but it's not that bad. Okay. So his daughter, the the military guy gets orders over the comms to shoot them, shoots both of them. Uh, one bullet hits Joel's watch that his daughter had just given him for his birthday. The night before saves his life. The other bullet hits her, kills her. She dies right there in his arms. Tommy saves them. That's his brother comes in and saves them at the last second. Roll credits 20 years later, that's when the game picks up, okay? You play as Joel, who's kind of hardened. He's, he's been a hunter, which are these people that go after people just to kill them and take whatever in their pockets. He's been, you know, now he's a smuggler. He's been smuggling people and all this shit, uh, pe- people and goods, whatever. I, I don't know if he smuggled people before that moment, but he's, he smuggles a lot of goods in and out of these quarantine zones. The country has set up quarantine zones in major cities that are walled in and the police by military that's called Fedra. That's what they call them because, you know, they don't want to use actual names of shit, uh, even though it's supposed to parallel it. He gets a job to take this girl. I'm, I'm cutting through a bunch of shit, but just whatever. He gets a job to take this girl out of the quarantine zone and to an area that this group called the Fireflies, which are like a resistance group against the quarantine Fedra federal military guys or whatever that feels like you know whatever they're they're, feels like they're being treat mistreated or whatever uh kind of set up as a freedom fighter group in the beginning but it turns out they do a lot of fucked up shit like firebombing places and assassinating people that are work for fedra and all that stuff so despite his libtardness even in the first game a lot of morally gray shit going on and a kind of a both sides 
aren't as good as or bad as you might think they are. So you go through the game with Joel and this girl, and at first he hates the idea. He doesn't want to take some 14-year-old girl across the country. He loses his best friend and partner in the process. Uh, she she dies because she gets bit or whatever. They go on, just him and her, because even though they found the guys that they were supposed to get the girl to, they've been taken out by Fedra or whatever. So she's like, go see your brother. He rolled with the fireflies. He's all the way. They're in Boston. He's already out in Wyoming. Okay, so you got to travel to Wyoming with this girl. The game takes you to Philadelphia after that. You meet some guy that you used to run with, do some shit, and then that gets you out to Wyoming. And this happens over the course of seasons. Spring, summer, winter, or I think it's, uh, sorry, it's it's uh, summer, fall, winter, spring. So you get to Wyoming in, uh, in the, you're still in the summertime. You meet his brother. His brother's like, yeah, I know these people. They, they run down at the university in Colorado, you know, uh, Longhorns, whatever. So they go to Ohio. Uh, they get to the university there. Oh, sorry, Colorado. They get to the university in Colorado. Turns out they were killed, but they find that their location is actually in Saint, uh, Salt Lake City. So they go to Salt Lake City. They get to Salt Lake City, and hey, they found the fireflies. Over the course of this process, Joel slowly opens up to this girl, and after 20 years, starts to see this girl who's very similar to his daughter, starts to see that in this girl, and starts to grow to see her as his daughter, and, and loves her, and cares for her, and tries to protect her. Finds out in Salt Lake City that, um, I forgot this little detail, I guess, the girl's immune to the, the virus. That's why they're, that's why he's uh, taking her there. He finds that out at some point, whatever. She's been bit, but she doesn't turn. So they get there, and the goal is that they're going to use this girl to create a cure. All right. Great, right? He's all for it. Until he finds out that the cordyceps, because it's it's not a zombie virus like you would think. It's more of like the cordyceps shit that grows in these ants, IRL, that uh, make them kind of crawl up above. They'll crawl. They'll get these cordyceps in their brain, these spores, and they'll it'll control their bodies and get them to kind of not necessarily fully control, but gets them to position themselves above the rest of the hive. And then this fucking mushroom sprouts out of their head and then puts more spores over it. And it's almost like a parasitic mushroom that is existent on our planet in, in ants. And the idea is that somehow probably from some fucking manipulation from some scientists or some shit in a laboratory, it jumps to humans, and that's what these are. So you get stages of infected where they go crazy and they lose motor function, and then after a period of time, they start to get these fucking mushrooms sprouting out of their face, and they're blind, so they, they use clicking noises to, to locate shit, you know, through through sound and shit like that. Like these clickers is what they're called, and all this shit. So because it grows in the brain like that, the only way to get the cure is to kill her. They have to harvest it out of her brain, and it's going to kill her. So Joel at once, he's just, that's not going to happen. He's not going to let that happen because he's, to him, this is his daughter now. He's, he's refound his daughter from 20 years ago. And it, you have to understand that his daughter was about the same age. She was about 14 when the outbreak day happened. And he, he was a, a single dad because the mother died in childbirth. So he's with her for 14 years. It was his only connection to the world or worth living, whatever the fuck. Didn't have any girlfriend or shit like that. So he sees his daughter in this girl and he's committed to it at this point and is willing. 
So she's out cold from the drugs and all that. And he's like, I'm not going to do it. And they're, they, they're like, well, we're not going to let you make that choice. We're not going to let her make that choice. Uh, we're just going to escort you off the property. And so in the process of escorting, he fights back, ends up killing a bunch of these fireflies, busts into the hospital room. The doctor's like, I'm going to kill you if you try to take her. You know, he grabs a, a scalpel. He's like, I won't let you take her. So he shoots the doctor and then picks, up the, picks her up off the table, takes her out of there. Gets back to the town that his brother's at in Wyoming. And his, him and his brother kind of had this different opinion kind of thing when the outbreak happened, where his brother was like, we can, we can go back to the way things were. We just got to, you know, build walls in a city and stuff like that. We can have something similar to what they're doing in these quarantine zones, but we don't need the military to do that for us. We can do that ourselves. You know, we can carry guns around all the time and stuff and have that kind of, that kind of life. And, and, and Joel was like, no, that's, we can never go back to that. It's just not, I mean, he lost his daughter. So he was like, fuck that. It's just about surviving until they get you, whatever. So he, you know, he takes the girl back and she's like, tell me the truth, you know, and he doubles down on the lie that there was no cure and that it was just a bunch of tests that they ran. And that's where the game ends. It ends right there at the end of Joel's story where he's was this guy that had a daughter and then he lost her and hardened up against it. And then even though he was against it, he eventually came to like this girl and seen him, her as his daughter and rediscovered something in the world worth living for and worth fighting for. And so he lives with his brother now that he, that lifestyle that he condemned because of this girl, because he wants to see this girl because he, he loves this girl as his, as his own daughter. And you can see that in the second game in the flashbacks. And yes, it's a lot of flashback because Joel's story is done. All these people that are upset, I don't understand it. His story is done. It's Ellie's story now about finding out not just what happened, but making sense of her immunity and having a conclusion to that. So you pick up Last of Us 2 right where the first game left off. Joel's sitting down, talking to his brother, telling his brother exactly what he did to the Fireflies. His brother's like, listen, man, I can't say that I wouldn't have done the same. I'll take it to the grave if I have to. You know, very brotherly kind of guy. Goes back, teaches her how to play guitar, and, you know, jumps four years later. She's 18 now, and you start playing as her. All this stuff happens. I'm going to skip over a lot of shit, but you you end up going through all this stuff. Uh, I'm going to try to quickly go over what I talked about yesterday to Night Terror because this is kind of important <clears throat> because there's there were this game was leaked a month ago. Somebody that worked with them supposedly was a disgruntled employee because they weren't paid money. Turns out that's not true. It was just leaked. It wasn't that they weren't being paid or some shit. It wasn't even an employee or something that leaked it. But all of the cinematics got leaked. And it's, I, from what I understand, it's one of those, uh, it's not the, it's not exactly what I'm going to describe, but it's something similar to like how somebody will get a review copy early and be able to sit on that for a while with their review. And somebody leaked all the cinematics. So a bunch of people watch these contextless cinematics to see some stuff. And I'll give you an example of that right off the bat. There's a cinematic that's floating around right now where the uh, manly girl Abby is being fucked from behind by this dude. <coughs> Have uh, you made it to that part yet in the game? Yes. So the problem with that is that people have 
people try to say, oh, this is Neil Druckmann, LOL. They're making fun of that. Like, it's Neil. He put himself in the game. Look, it's this guy. He's got a beard and I do not understand that argument. So you're telling me that this guy well, hold on. Hold inserted on. himself into it's the game so better. that he could it's fake fuck better. the voice actors? Like It's even better because the guy that they claim that he is isn't even the guy fucking her in the video. She's completely fucking a different dude. Okay? And I'll get to that later on. But the guy that they... Like, the picture that shows the side view of the guy, the Hispanic guy with the ponytail... The, like just like Neil Druckmann has a little man bun thing, the little man bun ponytail bullshit that's doubled over. Not even the same guy that's fucking her, by the way. <laughs> so the people that put those images together out of context, they didn't understand it out of context. They just assumed, oh, it was this guy because it looks kind of similar in the darkness. Not even the same fucking dude, but I'll get to that. So that's what I mean of contextless information leading people down a path of pre-assuming. Now people are fucking review bombing this game like out of fucking nowhere and trying to make it this negative thing. I will say straight out of the gate, listen, I am heavy into politics. I watch people all the fucking time shitting on SJWs and lefties, and I love it. And I sit here and talk to my wife about how ridiculous these SJWs are and shit. This shit is un, it's uncalled for. It's not happening here. There are a couple little things, and I'm only giving that off my wife's opinion because, again, when you live and breathe the political spectrum of left versus right, you're going to see it everywhere that it could possibly exist. I can't watch the new star Wars film. And that's not because of SJW stuff. That's because I've already watched reviews of it before I watched the, the final star Wars film. I watched reviews of episode nine and I couldn't come to watch it because all the little things that people were complaining about in the reviews, as they would happen, I was seeing them happen, and it was just pissing me off. I couldn't even watch it. My wife, on the other hand, had no idea about this stuff that's happening. She's not making these same connections and shit because that's not how people watch movies. They don't watch movies with every little detail of the last one in mind. That's something that you go over afterwards. You know, you watch the final season of Game of Thrones. It's not till later that you kind of go over all the things and go, wait a minute, there's not a lot of stuff that matches up here. I mean, realistically, it would be episode to episode because of the amount of time between them, but you get the point. So with this game, I tried to avoid stuff. Yes, I had things spoiled for me. I knew that Joel dies to Abby. I knew that it's done with a golf club. I knew that uh, she. I knew that there was a sex scene out there that involved Abby, and I assumed the fucking Hispanic guy with the black hair and was waiting for when that scene comes about. Like, how does that scene even come about? And when it happened, I was like, whoa, what the fuck? That's not even the fucking dude that the internet told me it was. And I, I know that this Dina chick still haven't got there at some point gets a knife to her throat. And I think I'm pretty sure it's Abby that has a knife to her throat. I don't know when that happens or for what reason I haven't hit that point yet, but I'll give you what I got. Okay. You, at, you play as Ellie, you do some stuff, you learn some of these characters that she's, she's living with for the past four years and what she's doing. And then it cuts away to you playing as Abby. You wake up as this random girl who, yes, and my wife even agrees, she's a little too buff. She's a little too buff. She could. There's definitely no problem with her being buff. Don't mind at all. But she's a bit too masculine. Like, she could definitely have been toned down a little bit in her size and still be able to do some of the things that she does when you play as her later. It makes sense when you play as her later because there's a lot of heavy lifting that she does that she could own, that nobody else around her could be doing. So she has to be strong. 
but she doesn't have to be that fucking visually strong. And even from her character standpoint, it makes sense that she would be swelling up the way she is because of what her goal in life is. So you play as Abby, you go and you find this town on the outskirts and she's with these people and she's looking for somebody in that town. I knew who it was. My wife didn't know who it was. She assumed it was like Joel. And then she was like, ah, that doesn't make any sense. And then Tommy, she's looking for Tommy, Joel's brother. And she, you know, so we had this perspective parallel where I knew who Abby was. So when I was playing through the game and she finds these hoof, tr- hoof tracks for these horses and then it immediately cuts to Ellie and Dina, I'm thinking, oh shit, she's going to accidentally run into Ellie and cause some problems there. Because I assumed, based off the trailers, like everybody else did, that Joel's going to be throughout the game a little bit more alive in current timeline. Uh, and yes, they edited those com- those trailers to deceptively. That's what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to give your story away in a fucking trailer, especially one with big twists and turns where you want to surprise people with deaths. I mean, The Last of Us was really a surprise game when it came to deaths. Certainly it wasn't major characters, but there were a lot of people, and you can go speak, you can go back and watch them today, of people reacting to the last of us on YouTube, the, the popular parts of those playthroughs are the ones where a character that you run into dies. Yes. Joel and Ellie don't die in that game. And it's just side characters you run into. And it's really made for Disney type people, but it's still there. And that's the goal of it. And they're trying to recreate that here to some degree. Uh, certainly there are certainly surprising deaths that happen to characters that you either don't see coming and, or are meant to not be seen coming. Like, she had no idea Joel was going to die. I knew when and how. So when, you know, but I assumed because I knew Abby was this bad character and she didn't, I, I, I thought something was going to happen to Ellie uh, on the, in the process of it. And, and it was going to lead up to some other stuff. So every time I go around a corner, I'm expecting like some ambush to happen or something, but it didn't happen. Turns out she was tracking Joel and, and uh, finds them by accident. Just knows his name. Doesn't know what he looks like learns his name, kind of has this moment, and the expressions in this game are so fucking good, by the way. She has this moment where he's like, I'm Tommy, this is Joel. She's, she looks at him when she hears the name, and she's like, she gets that, like, that stare in her eyes, like she's just zoning out, and it's there for, like, two seconds, and then she cuts away and gives her name, Abby, because they, they got to get out of there. There's a bunch of zombies chasing them. So it's a little bit of a tell. Wife doesn't pick up on it. But it's such a good tell. When you know it, it's a good tell. It's one of those things where you could actually play it back a second time and go, oh, look at all these moments that are hitting off. you know. And then she finally gets Joel alone, surrounded by the, her people. Turns out her people are there to find Joel. Blasts his kneecap off, gets him up in a corner, knocks him out. You play as Ellie. Ellie finally, finally you know, finds this dude uh, and, and all of them. Gets in just in time to watch her. He's been beaten to a pulp on the ground. And then uh, they're like, you got to end this. And she doesn't want to end it because she wants to torture him because uh, she has, there's a reason, you know, she knows who he is and all this stuff. And she ends up killing him in front of Ellie. And Ellie goes on this crusade to find her up in Seattle because they were wearing this patch on them that says the Washington Liberation Front or something like that. Okay. Tommy goes after him. They go after him. Her and Dina, her lesbian girlfriend, whatever. (laughs) Um. I'm going to skip over a lot of stuff at this point because you play as Ellie and the gameplay is fucking great. If you liked the first game, you're going to love the second game just in terms of gameplay alone. 
It's been well fleshed out. If you didn't like the first game, you might like the second game because, again, it's been fleshed out. The The combat is way better. There's a dodge mechanic and an, a bit of an exhaustion mechanic, so the combat feels more fluid. It's not just smashing a button until something dies. It's now, you know, dodge the attack, and you, you can actually kind of hold your own against di- various types of, of, of zombies now. Um, I, I call them zombies, whatever. Uh and there's even like a parallel between the Abby gameplay and the Ellie gameplay where Ellie's more of a wild uh a wild fighter where Abby's got more of a militaristic kind of approach to things with her her combos and shit like that and the weapons are different although similar they don't make you feel drastically different when you play between the two um you know she has Ellie Ellie has a shotgun and uh, a hunting rifle and um a bow, you know, uh, along with her pistols. Uh, Abby gets access to a double barrel shotgun, and uh, which is much more powerful, but only has two shots in it before you have to reload. And then uh, she gets a crossbow, which the the bolts don't break as quick as easily, but it has less range on it and shit like that. And uh, she gets access to an assault rifle instead of a hunting rifle um, that you can make burst fire later on instead of uh, semi-auto. But the game, the, the crafting, way fucking better, way better, uh, way more options for crafting. They have a, the talent systems way better. You used to in the first game, you took some pills and they were scattered across the map. These pills you would pick up, and that was kind of the mechanic for you know getting more health or something like that. Now it's like you find these survival books and they give you these different trees for like stealth stuff where you can decrease the speed of your takedowns by like you know or sorry, increase the speed of your takedowns by like over 50% faster. Uh, you can learn to craft new things or, or learn to craft things more efficiently with with more of them being crafted and shit like that. And it, it really kind of fleshes out the game a whole lot better. Now, let's talk story element here because that's the most I'm going to talk about the gameplay. The gameplay is pretty much the same when it comes to gun combat. It feels good. It's supposed to feel a little shitty at first because you're supposed to level up your talents for it and all that and, and level up your guns with the gun uh, the, the gun tables and all that where you can increase capacity and reduce sway and all that shit. Um, other, and of course the looting is still there so if you like games where you go around looting buildings and shit the game also has a bit of a, an open world mechanic to it that feels a lot better like you can absolutely end up missing out on weapons if you don't go into certain areas. It's not necessary like you, it's you don't really it's not one of those things where like oh i missed that weapon so i'm weaker it's just a stylistic kind of play uh you know you are rewarded for exploration but if you wanted to just kind of skip over that that's fine too and you know they have like six different fucking levels of difficulty so it's not even a fucking issue um story wise okay you go to seattle as ellie you're hunting this girl down in her group. You find one of the group members, you make them talk. You, you, it leads to finding another group member, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the girl, they do a, at first they do the thing where you're traveling with somebody and it's pretty fucking annoying, but fortunately that goes away after a while and there's a lot more solo movement. So I don't want to just give the whole fucking story here. But at the same time, there are some necessary points to hit. 
for the supposed SJW shit that people are claiming that this game has and why it's getting review bombed into a negative meta score. Um, well, yes. would you give it a 10 out of 10 like IGN and all these other places? I don't know. I can't give a score like that yet because I can give you a score, but I can't give a score like that yet because I haven't finished it. I don't know how it ends. Um, I have had it spoiled for me by somebody that said something on Twitter. Just And it's so crazy how one sentence can spoil something about how Ellie doesn't get her revenge on Abby. I don't know what that means. Um, but I would give it a high score, a very high score. This is up there with Resident Evil 2 remake. It's up there with Resident Evil 3 remake. There are some problems with it story-wise. It's right up there with Resident Evil 3 remake with me because Resident Evil 3 was a great game. It was a little short. This is not short at all. It's actually I could argue that it's too long, but I'm having a good time playing it, so I won't. Uh, I could see how people might get exhausted playing this game because it does feel long. And the gameplay loop is I mean, it's a loop. That's how games are. And it can, you know, having an objective off in the distance and going through shit can get a little repetitive. Uh, But I think if you change up your play style where if if you're always stealthing through the game, it's going to feel super repetitive. But if you go into a zone and go, "Eh, you know what, I think I'll blast my way through this zone or maybe just even try to run my way through this zone and kill whatever is in my way in that process, you you can do that kind of stuff depending on your difficulty. Absolutely. so it kind of breaks it up. I would give it a high 7 out of 10. So that's where I'm at right now is a 7. That could change, negative or positive. I'm leaning towards the positive. Uh, but I'll get to get to that with the story. So personally, I think Joel could have been saved till later in the game to die. Maybe about the midpoint. My wife even agreed with this. She was very shocked by Joel's death. She even said, why do I feel empty about a video game character? Why am I feeling like upset over a video game? She likes Joel from the first game. It was her favorite character. She didn't really care for Ellie that too, that much. And I get it too. I Joel was definitely the character to play. He's very much the Southern, you know, Texan Ranger kind of thing. Uh, he's the hero character. And I, t- you know, but I look past that because in storytelling, your mentors have to die. It's just like real life. Your parents, your grandparents, they have to die. The people you look up to as the the wise or the strong have to die for you to become your own person. Now, sometimes they don't have to die. They can just go away and not be in your life anymore. But in order for you to depend on yourself, the people that you look up to or depend on have to go away in some some fashion or another. And so in storytelling, typically the old mentor dies. And uh, it's just an it's an inevitability that Joel was going to die. I had no questions about it in the second game. Uh, they could have definitely did it in the first game, but it wouldn't have been a good roundabout for Joel's character. He goes out like a badass, you know. She's she knows who he is. He has no idea who she is, and I'll get to that in a little bit. But he's like, she's like, she says his name, and he's like, "Who the hell are you, people?" And she goes, "Guess," <laughs> and he goes. He just looks around the room and goes, why don't you just say whatever speech you got prepared and get it over with? You know, like, what a fucking badass. Doesn't give a shit. His kneecap's been blown off with a shotgun. He doesn't fucking care. Um, but, uh, so you track these groups down and you get a lot of vengeance on some of these people. 
and it, it starts to, and I'm pretty sure this is a vengeance story. This is a cycle of hatred story. You know, the classic vengeance gets you nowhere and just causes more people. To, you see this a lot in storytelling. Uh, sometimes it'll be hinted at as just like a little background note where somebody will, the hero character will kill the bad guy character and it'll turn out the bad guy character has a son. Star Wars has this with Django and Boba Fett, you know, uh, it's why Boba Fett hates Jedi, right? Because they killed his father, a Jedi killed his father or who he saw as a father. And it creates a cycle of vengeance that is just ever looping conceptually. Of course, it doesn't really pay off in Star Wars, uh, with the way Boba Fett dies, but whatever, you know, uh, George Lucas isn't really the greatest writer, but a lot of people, well, he doesn't die there, my dude. (laughs) Well, I don't know, dude. Uh, but the cycle of vengeance story is a story of like, you know, my dad kills your dad. So you kill my dad. So now I kill you. And if you got a kid, your kid comes to kill me. And if I got a kid, they on and on Hatfield and McCoy type shit, just on and on grudge forever. When will it end? Who will stop the cycle? Blood Uh, feud. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm pretty sure that's what's happening in the story for a, a few elements. So Dina follows Ellie. Dina's the lesbian lover of Ellie that has just been recently become the lesbian lover. They literally kiss the night before uh, all of this happens and decides to go to Seattle together. And it's some very injected shit. Uh, you know, The Last of Us 1 had DLC that kind of touched on her. She had a kiss with a little girl that was her age when they were both 14, and that was her best friend. And and they kissed and right right before they both got bit and only one of them died. And, you know, that's the first person that died for her that she cared about, blah, blah. Uh, the second game surely feels like it's being pushed a little bit. But the game is about Ellie and Ellie is a lesbian. So it makes sense. You know, she's not old man Joel who's not going to have any love interests. Of course she's going to have a love interest. That's how stories are written. You have a love interest and she happens to love girls not whatever it's fine uh weird choice the voice actress for dina is not ugly as dina is that's my opinion it has nothing to do with anything i'm married to a brown woman i think she's gorgeous uh i wouldn't say that dina is hideous but she's definitely below average Granted, though, I don't have a problem with that because it's the zombie apocalypse. You're not going to be finding fucking, you know, hot chicks walking around that often. You know, it's it's not going to happen. Most of the hot chicks are probably going to die anyway. <laughs> it's pretty early on. You know, it's the ugly ones that are going to survive, right? <laughs> or at least they Dude. hope so. But, um, I mean, my wife probably wouldn't survive an ap- apocalypse without my help. And she'd probably get me killed. I'm, that's just fact. She knows that. I've told her that. We both agree. She even says that. I'd probably get you killed. <laughs> we both agree on that. Okay. Uh, but, and you laugh because you know my wife and you agree. Yes. <laughs> so, um, you know. She's probably going to get me fired. <laughs> so, you know, uh, well, apparently she talked to your boss, by the way. They had a good time and they laughed about it. So it's fine. Yes, at my expense. She's going to get me fired. (laughs) So, um, they get to Seattle. Um, 
all of this stuff goes down where it's it's desolate. There's there's talks about a a war that happened where the Fedra officials were, and this is I got to hit on this a little bit because I know there's people out there that are all anti SJW, which again I'm with you, but this ain't it, okay? There's there's a lot of parallels that's going on in this game with the whole Chaz thing that's happening right now. And it ain't looking good for the Chaz people. I'm just throwing that out there. Like it, it doesn't really support them. So, and besides this game was be- done before that shit even happened. So it's not something if you're thinking, uh, no, the, the Chaz people are the bad guys in this game. Uh, <clears throat> and that's funny because again, Neil Druckmann is openly leftist. He invited Anita Sarkeesian to consult him on this game. Yet, all of his wokeness, and this is this is why I love this game, not because you're mostly killing women, but because <laughs> it's just an example of how fucking wokeness is stupid. It's just a bunch of stupid people with black hole brains with other people's ideals encircling them, and they don't think about it for a second. Like, ah, we got to put more women in this game. Yes. And now you're killing nothing but women. <laughs> now you're slaughtering women left and right, slashing their throats and stabbing them in the neck constantly. But you're a woman doing it, so that's okay. All right, we'll get more on that later. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, there's this like, background story of the Fedra officials in this quarantine zone of Seattle. And the place is desolated. It's, it's desolate. There's nobody around anywhere, hardly at all. So it went from being a quarantine zone that was prosperous to not prosperous under new leadership because the WFA, the Washington Liberation Front, came in because they were sick of all the fascist type stuff that the Fedra were doing. And you even see spray painted stuff like Fedra fascists spread around and stuff like that. So that's how these people thought of Fedra. And then they, they came in and wiped them out, even assassinated. They even went as far as like finding the names of the soldiers and going to their homes in this new quarantine zone that was in this quarantine zone that was now under uh, WLF control, they they started to go around and assassinate those people and line them up like fucking communists would do. Turns out the WLF started doing the same shit that Fedra did. Same shit, different fucking people, right? So now you get this religious group that call themselves the Seraphim or whatever that are and united behind this religious woman that they think is a prophet and they they break away from the group because they think the WLF is doing the same shit, same shit, different people for them. And you know, the Fedra, now the WLF is they've, they've brought everybody together in one location because they can't hold the whole area now because they're fighting against this group. They call the scars because they scar their face like their leader. Uh, And so they're all in this stadium now and they're pretty organized. You know, they have a lot of good stuff going on for them. So, you're, you go, you're on this campaign as Ellie and you and the girl finally get to a point where the girl finds out that you're immune and you, you have to take her to this nearby theater and you hold up in the theater and um, you find out that the girl's pregnant. The girl's pregnant with her ex-boyfriend that she had just broke up a week before she kissed Ellie. So this girl's kind of a bitch. Everybody <laughs> wants, they, they write this girl like she's supposed to be likable. But I told my wife, like, this girl's only likable by people that are Disney people. You know, the, and she's, my wife, bless her heart, she's so adorable. She'll say things like, I, I like Disney stuff. I said, yeah, that was before you met me and I corrupted you. <laughs> like, 
you know, into a regular person that doesn't cry at Disney shit. Because my wife even, you know, she even said it like when the girl, when they come out of the situation where Ellie has to show her that she's immune, she can breathe spores to save this girl's life. Cause this, she, her mask gets cracked and she only wears the mask. So people won't be suspicious about it. And that's something that she learned from Joel. And again, there's these flashbacks with her and Joel where she's learning how to survive from Joel for four years. And it shows these ups and downs. It even delves into her learning about the truth. Joel tells her the truth about what happened with the fireflies. And we that's the last flashback I've seen. So I'm assuming there's another flashback that comes up later where she ends up forgiving Joel because she was very upset over Joel's death at the hands of Abby in the beginning of the game. Uh, she's seen him as a father. Uh, very concerned about the fact that he didn't report in for an hour, that kind of shit. So... Um, and people that are complaining, you only get to see Joel in flashbacks. Yes, his story is over. Let it go. This is her story now. And by the way, if you were playing a game where it was her and Joel for the whole fucking game, it'd just be those four years. What do you want? It'd be fucking nothing happening. It'd just be her learning how to survive and nothing happening. You have to have an overall story. And that's where this comes into play. The current game takes place four years after. And it works. It really does. But, but she, she tells this girl that she's immune because she wants to trade masks off. Like, you breathe in the mask, I'll breathe in the mask. But then you can get spores in the eyes and shit like that, and she doesn't want that to happen. So she's like, look, look, I can, I can survive without the mask. She takes the mask off starts inhaling spores. Look, I'm not coughing. I'm not choking. I'm fine. And so she gets her to the nearby theater, and for some reason this girl has been written. Somebody wrote the dialogue for her to be upset about this. And my wife's like thinking the same thing I am. You should be happy that this girl you like isn't dead from inhaling spores. Her mask got broken. Turns out she's immune. And she tried to tell you earlier and you didn't fucking believe her, by the way. And she even says that. Why didn't you tell me? Bitch, I fucking told you. (laughs) Whatever. So fortunately, at that point in the game, she explains that she's pregnant. Uh, and this kind of causes a little bit of a rift between the two of them, but they still want to remain together or whatever. This is probably some SJW shit where like they're going to get to have a baby together and raise it because guess what? The Asian guy that that is the father of the baby gets offed later on. So <laughs> there you go. They get to still be a couple. Congratulations. There's your lesbian couple. I don't care. And I'll get to the I don't care in a moment because we I'm so happy I played the game today and didn't take it because I was tired and I was like, you know what? I want to kind of take a nap before this so I can go into these rants and shit with, with a lot of vigor. But I stayed up and played the game a bit. And boy, did we hit a couple parts right before coming to the show today because my God. <laughs> I'm flattered that you not, consider this a show. It's not crazy SJW shit, but it's a good one. Okay. Um, so. All right. She ditches the girl, goes out by herself, finds this black girl that's up in a tower somewhere, sneaks past all these guards, finds her, gets her to talk. You have this option to beat the shit out of this black girl. Again, this is the weird part of the wokeness where it's like, hey, it's woke and there's a, and it's true. A lot of, and my wife, even before this point, and it's a good time to hit on it, my wife even said, there are a lot of females around, just a lot of them. I'm like, yeah, I know. This is the weird part of the wokeness. It's like they had an even... Well, it couldn't make sense, remember? Brought up a right, I'm going to say that. I, I'm going to say that, but it, it's like they brought Anita Sarkeesian in and was like, hey, 
we need to, we need more women. We need more women, more powerful women doing stuff. So yes, Ellie's a woman, and yes, the the, the antagonist is a woman, and she's not she's not hypersexualized. You know, she's masculine, uh, and all this stuff. And and the, you got to go after this girl and this girl, and you go after this girl, and it's like, man, we are just beating up women. That's really <laughs> what's happening. What's happening here is we're just killing mostly women, and you even the even the woman that you catch up to that you have this option like they have Ellie standing there and it's very artsy she's standing in this room that's got a red light on and she, her whole face is red and this is some kojima level shits of artsy and the square button pops up to beat the shit out of this black girl now i didn't hesitate for a moment cuz i'm racist but i beat <laughs> the shit out of this black girl and then it cuts to black and it turns out she got the girl to talk even though she was talking a lot of smack about not talking um and that kind of leads to finding the next group. And this is where the story gets really interesting. And listen, I got to say it. This is good. To, and I'll say this real quick. The, the wokeness thing, the argument that I made earlier tonight, Tara, was that, yeah, you could make an argument that there's a lot of women around because a lot of the men died fighting each other in the uprising of the WLF. So, yeah, of course, it's a lot of women. So I don't have a problem with that. You can the story. You can explain that away with the story easily. And that's I'm not even reaching there again. I hate SJWs, okay? I think they're fucking retards, and I think, I think they're, um, they're, they're very similar to religious people. I got no problem with religious people, by the way, but their arguments are very similar to religious, religious people. It's like a, a, a faith-based argumentation. You know, look at this graph of, look at this beautiful thing in nature, therefore God. It's the God of the gaps. Or look at this, look at this graph that shows uh, black people are more imprisoned than white, white people so therefore, racism of the gaps. You know, it, it, that's very similar argumentation from those two groups. So don't think for a second that I'm defending this game out of some kind of fucking woke nonsense. I could give a, a I could give less fucks about Neil Druckmann's political views, and I, he's an idiot. But that doesn't mean I can't separate the art from the artist. Um, even if he fucking made it, whatever, it doesn't matter. The story is good. And I'm throwing it out there right now as I jump into this next part because what happens after that is you track down the next group. And I'm skipping over the part where you, you think it's Tommy, but it's the Asian guy, and the Asian guy shows up and stays behind and watches over Dina so that he can get shot in the face later. Uh, and they can raise their lesbian baby together. Whatever. Lesbian, Asian, brown baby that has no white genetics. So therefore, it's good, right? It's good. <laughs> uh, I'm just... I'm just like the next part. She goes after this next girl, Mel. Now we know from the story perspective that Mel is pregnant. Now you may not, it's just a little thing that's talked about. So it might not be picked up on right away. So it is a bit of a surprise. Even me, I forgot that Mel's pregnant. So when you track them down and find them and Ellie does this thing where she doesn't approach the situation as good as Joel was. And this is, this is why the writing is good because you can see the parallels where, where Joel was better at this than Ellie. Joel would have taken these two and knocked them out, tied them up, and then had them fucking answer questions. But Ellie just, she can't wait. She's got to get that vengeance. So she jumps out from cover and tells them to put their hands up. And then she gets this moment like, oh, yeah, that's the thing Joel used to do. She's like, tell me, I don't want to kill the two of you. I just want to know where Abby's at. Tell me where Abby's at. And they don't want to give their friend away. Because these these people all grew up together in the same quarantine zone, or well, not really a quarantine zone, but the, the same compound. They were all teenagers together, and I'm going to get to that. <laughs> uh, 
So they're all friends that have been together for a long time and they don't want to give up Abby. So she's like going to try to do the Joel thing where she's like, you, and you know, they've hinted at it a little bit. They little Chekhov's gunned it a little bit. They're like, you point at the map where she's at. And then I'm going to have him point at it and it better be the same place. And of course this goes wrong. She, he gets to close ground on her and she doesn't. And I don't know if it's an SJW thing where like Neil Druckmann doesn't understand the way cops handle situations. And, you know, people on the left constantly berate cops about the way they treat people in a, in a stop. This is why they do this. This is why cops will tell you constantly to you stay where I tell you to stay. You keep your hands where I tell you to stand because it's this quick that somebody can just fucking get close enough to you where your handgun doesn't have the advantage, which is range. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, you know, he closes yeah, the it's gap. It's not fucking John she, Wick. For a second, she looks to the left, and he's able to grab the gun. And because of that, he gets shot. This guy, uh, whose name is um, Owen, he gets shot in the chest, starts dying on the ground. Like, it's in the neck. So he's, he's dying on the ground. Uh, he can barely talk. Like, he's gurgling as this girl starts to then try and kill Ellie with a knife. Okay. Ellie struggles back against it, stabs the the knife through her throat. Okay, well, she's done for. So he go, she goes over to the other guy and starts asking, where's Abby? Where's Abby? And he's like, oh, uh, Mel, right? And then he looks over at her. Uh, sorry, Ellie looks over at her and runs over and opens her jacket, and this is the pregnant girl. She sees the pregnant belly. And this is a moment for Ellie where she's like, what, she's like, what have I done, right? I'm, I just killed a pregnant woman. Um, so she, she kind of like backs up and she's shook by it, ringing in the ears, that kind of shit. Tommy shows up with the Asian guy just in time to, to save her and, and get her back to the theater. And she's really affected by what she's done and they're ready to call it off. Like we've got vengeance on some people. Let's call it off. Let's go home. We found Tommy. We need to get back because Dina's pregnant and she's not doing so well. She's got a fever. We need to get her back to some doctors. So they're like, okay, I guess we'll wrap it up. But guess who's there? Abby shows up. Abby shows up and has got Tommy on the ground. I'll shoot him if you don't fucking throw your weapon away. Asian guy gets blasted in the face, by the way, in that process. So it's just Ellie. Ellie throws her gun away. And then Abby says, you don't get it. We gave you a chance and you blew it. Meaning they didn't kill her. Like it's true. In the beginning of the game, when they killed Joel, Tommy was there. Joel's brother and Ellie Ellie was there and they didn't kill those two. They let them go, which automatically lets you know they're not just villainous people. So from this point on in the game, you play as Ellie or sorry, as Abby back at day one in Seattle. So all the stuff that you did for the past three days, now you get to see them lining up with what this girl was doing all the way up to this moment. So you're playing as Abby and you're in the stadium and you, you know, you're, you see all these people just having normal lives. These aren't villainous people. These people are trying to create some order and shit. You even start to get to know these people like Mel, the pregnant girl, what kind of girl she is. She's a medic. She's not even a fighter. She, she doesn't, she, you know, she, you, you follow Abby around and you dealing with this scar problem that they have, these scar people, these religious zealots. And, um, and they really are zealots. They hang people. They catch you. They tell you you're not clean and they hang you. And then they open your stomach up. That's how they kill you. Uh, and they don't even question. It's not like, hey, convert or die. It's just, you got to die. You're, you're impure. So they're absolutely zealots. I'm not just saying that to slight religious people. Uh, 
you go through this pro I've only played a little bit with her, but you, you hang out with the Mexican guy and it seems like he and her are a thing, but you slow, you start to realize that Abby is in love with Owen and it shows you a flashback from you learn why Abby killed Joel. Abby, you, you get a flashback to Abby when she's a teenager, maybe like 17 or something like that. And she's walking around with her dad and her, her dad is a great guy. Great fucking guy, her dad. Okay. And, uh, you learn that they're a part of the firefly group that Joel wiped out. Her dad is the doctor that was going to perform surgery on Ellie and Joel shot him because now in Joel's defense, the guy brandished a fucking weapon and stood in between him and Ellie. He might've survived if he didn't do that. Abby doesn't know that, but you know, that's how the revenge feud goes, right? Joel killed Abby's dad. Four years later, she gets word of that, that she finds out because some new, some, uh, some fireflies join up with the WLF and they know Tommy and who Tommy is and where he lives. And so she goes to find Tommy to find Joel and ends up finding him and getting lucky and ends up killing him. Okay. So the process of the rest of this gameplay of you playing as her is you find out who these people are. You find out Owen. Owen's a fucking great guy. Yes, he was a firefly, but he even admits that the fireflies were terrorists. And she's like, we weren't terrorists. And you're like, we firebombed places and assassinated people. We were, we were, we were terrorists. They were terrorists. He, he didn't do any of that. They were terrorists. He even admits that some of the shit he did was fucked up as a firefly. Uh, and they don't really like the WLF that they've joined and shit like that. But this Owen guy is a pretty good guy, but she's still in love with him. Okay. You can tell that because they dated when they were teenagers back in the firefly camp in Salt Lake city and all that. And she definitely still likes him, but something happened between, I don't know what happened between them that they're not together anymore, but she's definitely still for him and all that stuff. And by the way, that's who fucks her in that cinematic there. You know, he, he saves the life of some scar and ends up shooting one of the WF guys to do it. And then the leader of the WF wants hurt, wants to find him and bring him to justice. And so she sneaks out and goes and finds him. She knows where to find him. This is what I just finished playing a little while ago. She goes to find him. And in the process, she finds a couple scars. <laughs> help oh, save their life and shit like that. Like it's fine. <laughs> whatever. I'm not apologizing to you. All yeah, people whatever. listening. Apparently there's people hey. that really do not like burping. Yeah. It's gross. I mean, it's, you'll uh, you'll fucking Yeah, well you'll fucking listen to people go all fucking day, but you can't handle a burp. Shut the fuck up. Anyway, whatever. All right. Well, anyway. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> So she finds a couple scars, this uh, little Asian boy and this Asian woman that's a teenager. And uh, I shouldn't say she finds them. She gets caught by the scars on the way to see Owen and gets strung up. And they're about to cut her belly open. And these two apostates, as they call them, show up. These are people that still believe in the religion, but they don't want to like, they, they've like broken some of the rules. And so they've been exiled. Uh, and they hold the woman down and break one of her arms. They clip her wings, and they start to bust one of her arms with a hammer. And then the other one's going to get busted, but a, some kid like saves them with a bow. And you know they fight it off, cut her down, and they get away. Okay, a bunch of infected show up. Blah blah blah. She resets the bone. It tells them to stay in this area. She's got to go find her friend Owen before the WLF does. She goes and finds Owen. He's in the aquarium. He starts talking about how. <clears throat> 
he, you know, he's killed a lot of scars. And again, the acting is pretty fucking good in this game. He's killed a lot of scars. Um, you know, this time it was an old man and he didn't even go for his weapon. He just looked up at him and he couldn't do it. And then the guy came over to do it. And so he shot the guy, right? Whatever. <clears throat> Grabbed his gun. Cause he pointed his gun at his face or something like that. Whatever. All completely justified self-defense. Right. So, you know, <laughs> they're like hiding out and they have this, they have one of those classic fucking moments in film where they're talking to each other and they have an argument and they start to fight physically for a couple seconds. Like she grabs him by the collar and pushes him against the wall and he grabs her fucking ponytail and is pulling it back. And then he has this moment where he touches her face because he realizes he's hurting her and he doesn't want to hurt her and she lets go and then they just start making out. He turns her around, bends her over because why would you want to look at her face <laughs> and fucks her from behind? And that's Owen that fucks her. Not fucking whatever the Manny or whatever his fucking name is that they've been going around. Manny is the one that looks like Neil Druckmann, even though it's totally played by an actor. Neil even put out a tweet where he like tweeted at the actor who plays fucking Manny. But the but he's you know it's funny that Neil doesn't even spoil that moment that it's Owen that she has sex with her, which is a slightly significant because his pregnant wife, you know, or girlfriend or whatever, is supposed to be showing up as well you know so there it's a, it's a little bit of an affair situation uh and listen owen dies later on ellie kills owen on day three you you, you start to like owen i listen i don't i don't subscribe to the whole ooh, people's feelings and shit but i have morality i can recognize a good person owen is a good person doesn't deserve to be killed uh even through a vengeance thing you know <clears throat> Yes, he was there present to kill Joel. Yes, he wanted Joel to die. Uh, Joel slighted some people. You could even say Joel's death was justice. Um, you can't really argue against that very well. He definitely killed people that were good people. You know, Her father was a, gr a great father, a good man. He wanted to save the world with Ellie. And, you know, yes, they even asked the question, if it was your daughter, would you do it? You know, and Abby's like, if it was me, I'd want you to do it. And we all know that Ellie probably wanted, to, I mean, even in the flashback where Joel tells her the truth, she doesn't want to talk to Joel anymore. You know, we haven't got the flashback that follows up that, but, you know, she hated the idea and it was gut wrenching. She grabs her stomach and shit and she's crying about it. That he killed all of those fireflies and uh, made her immunity mean nothing. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of this story is gray area type shit it's not black and white good versus evil there's good people on both sides and jesus christ if anything this is some pro-trump shit and i know neil's not pro-trump but it's fucking ironic this is like a this is like one of those share moments where she has a moment of clarity like there's no don't send Im illegal immigrants to our city our city already has enough problems right oh wait a minute i detract that because social justice warrior a <laughs> fucking woke culture this is what Trump meant by good people on both sides. This is what he meant when he said that at the Charlottesville rally, you fucking idiots, or the Charlottesville protests, rather. Like, you, you can't... Hello? This is what it means. So, I don't hate Abby. I'm, my wife doesn't like her because she's, you know, a little emotional. But as a logical, reasonable person, I don't, I don't hate Abby. I don't even want to see her die. 
I know she's a decent person, but she's got growing to do herself. This is just as much her story as it is Ellie's. She's got to learn some things as well. And I, I'm curious to see some stuff because those those scars that you find, those are the enemy, but she helps them. She even goes back to save them after she finds Owen and sleeps with him and Owen's safe and fine and everything. She goes back to save those scars. Now, this is where I have left off. This is as far as I have made it. You start, uh, you, you got to, in order to save this girl's life, because she's got to get her arm cut off that broke, uh, you got to get some supplies. And, you know, to do that, you're going to have to have this little boy show you the scars like sky bridges or whatever they call them. You know, it's where they've gone up to these sky rises and they've built bridges across it or whatever. Whatever. Sounds cool. Can't wait to get there. But the boy, the actor that plays the boy is an SJW. And these are the little things that happen. Yes, there's a little bit of wokeness in here. We've touched on it a little bit. It's not that big a deal. This one's not that big a deal either, but it's just laughable. It's kind of laughable. Me and my wife actually cackled with laughter (laughs) uh, over this moment because I know who this boy is because, again, I've seen some of the tweets that people threw around because I I subscribe to this area of the Internet. I've seen the tweets of this fucking, the guy who, the kid who plays this little boy, the kid who plays this boy has had tweets about transphobia and shit and transgender nonsense and all this. So as the boy's going around, the boy's name is uh, Lev or something like that. The boy's name is Lev. And my wife's like, it sounds like a girl. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, it does sound like a girl. Uh, And then I'm like, why don't you look up who it is? (laughs) Okay. And it turns out the the boy who voice acts this boy is actually a girl who identifies as a boy, okay? And they're super woke SJW on Twitter, fucking, you know, typical fucking woke Zoomer that just can't shut their fucking mouth up, thinks they know anything about anything, and is just, whatever. It's a, it's a female-born libtard that identifies as a boy, okay? That's who voice acts this character and mocaps this character. And it sounds like a girl. Doesn't sound like a boy at all. In fact, the 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 guy, the girl, the the trans person who uh, plays this character doesn't even look like a boy in real life. You know, uh, they're an attractive looking girl with pixie haircut. Whatever the fuck. Okay, great. Uh, uh, you know, it's got that thing going on where it's like I they they still kind of have flamboyant features going on. Because their choices, I don't know, whatever. Doesn't matter. I don't give a fuck what their opinion is. I just thought it was funny because the last thing that happened before I came in here was we were following this little boy around, and uh you you run into a group of scars. We ran into a group of scars, and I had just shown her that this is a transsexual person. And I literally said, watch them try to make this character transsexual. <laughs> watch them make this fucking character transsexual. And so the scars start going. Uh, it's oh god what was the name like L- Lisa or something like that the name is like a girl's name like uh, Lisa or some shit it's not Lisa but it's something like that it's Lisa right something like that they, they yell out and we kill all the scars and I swear to god the little boy goes aren't you going to ask me why they call me Lisa instead of Lev <laughs> <laughs> and I was nope. like I paused the game and I'm like this is this is what we're talking about people Nobody cares. Nobody asked you. It's like a fucking ve- gay people are like vegans. Gay and trans people are like vegans. They can't. They want to take. Hey, by the way, I'm fucking totally transsexual. Did you know that? Did you? Did you know that? 
well, I didn't care. <laughs> you, you sound like a girl, but you look like a boy. So I just accept, you said you're a boy. I accepted that you were a boy, even though you sound like a girl, I still accepted that you're a boy. But then you want to be over here like, hey, by the way, uh, you want to ask why we're at a steakhouse and I'm ordering the salad? You want to ask that? (laughs) (laughs) No, (laughs) I don't fucking care. I don't care. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Whatever. Kid's probably going to live or die. Who cares? It'll be fucking hilarious if the kid dies because once again, there's a lot of this woke shit, but then a lot of these characters are dying off. It's just... (laughs) whatever man and this is the thing that we keep trying to tell these woke people we don't care if your story's good it's good it doesn't matter and this is a great example and i gotta give neil Druckmann some props here because despite his wokeness despite him being a fucking sjw cuck lord and a libtard this the things that he's done in this game are similar to the first game they're small little things that he put in that are just there. And you know what? I'm not upset about the trans boy asking about if I care that he's a trans boy because that's so fucking realistic. It's not even funny. Like that is, <laughs> That's just, if anything, that just fucking made the game realistic to me. That was, that was some serious fucking hardcore. That didn't take me out of the game. That put me into it even more. I'm like, holy shit, this feels real. <laughs> Uh, and I get to kill women left and right, you know, I mean, whatever. I like women. Okay. But whatever. It, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me that it's, again, I can explain away the women thing easily, even though they don't, maybe they do. I don't know. I didn't read any shit. I mean, it, it can be just accepted. Honestly, there outside from the trans boy saying some shit like that, nothing, nothing so far. I don't know how the game ends. I at this point I would be okay with the game ending where Abby and Ellie work together. I would be okay with the game ending where uh Ellie doesn't really get to kill Abby but somebody else does or maybe even she gets away. I'd be okay with Abby getting away because what matters to me is character growth. That's what a good story is about. It's the hero's journey. Character growth is more important than my ending. Okay? I will tell you right now, the Mass Effect series is one of the greatest game series that's ever existed in storytelling, not just gameplay. Gameplay to video games for me, I, I really hope the gameplay is good because that's what that's really what a game a video game is about. But in my opinion, yes, I will play games that don't have a story. But in my opinion, the best games that exist are the ones with really good, believable stories and great storytelling on top of good gameplay. That's why I think The Last of Us is a good game. That's why I think God of War is probably one of the best games that's been made in the past decade. That's why I think Mass Effect is the greatest game of all time uh, in, in, in terms of those respects. Because I don't care that the ending of Mass Effect isn't what people wanted or that it was just some color palette swap if you choose different options. Because it's not about the fucking ending. It's about the journey. Storytelling is about A to B, not B. It's not just about B, and and B doesn't circumvent everything from A to B, okay? It's about the journey in between. Endings are never going to be exactly what you want them to be. Sometimes you'll get good endings. Sometimes Game of Thrones is good. It could be better by a better ending. Game of Thrones is a great example of a bad ending, but it doesn't ruin the whole series. The whole series is great. It just makes the ending bad. And 
whatever. <laughs> that that's just that's an opinion. That's whether or not you agree on opinion. You know, um, there are some kind of underlying concepts of like this is typically what makes a good story, but we only accept that as a general opinion. We generally accept storytelling, what's good and bad based on opinion. I mean, look at idiocracy. Everybody in that fucking universe would think that bad storytelling is good because they're all stupid. So who are you to come along and say, no, 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 no. You don't understand the the artistry of storytelling and the, and the great hero's journey. If everybody on the planet's gone, eh, I like money. Okay. <laughs> like, and, and that's where we're going, but that's, it's an opinionated argument. There are people that think that fifth element is campy and stupid. Those people are wrong in my opinion, but they're entitled to that opinion and they have their reasons for not liking it. Okay. And, uh, yeah, like I, I happen to like, I happen, I happen to like they're filthy communists. I happen to like stories. <laughs> <laughs> I happen to like stories that are heroes journeys. There's my, they're, they're my favorite stories where a character has flaws and faults and they overcome them through, through a process of learning, uh, whichever way that is necessitates it. So I, I don't, I like that the I like the idea that you play as Abby and you get to see what she's going through during this period. And uh I like the idea of learning that these characters that she interacts with that you end up slaughtering are good people that maybe don't deserve that because Joel slaughtered some people out of his own listen, Joel killed people out of selfishness because he wanted this girl to be his daughter and he didn't want her to, to die but that's not what Ellie wanted. And we all know that. And what Joel did was a form of what you might call fascism. (laughs) He took the choice away from her, but I like Joel as a character. So it's difficult to, you have to have a principled stance on that. I like Joel. I'm not upset over his death because his death was justice. I'm sorry. That's the way it is. His, his death is justice. Abby killing him is just, if somebody kills your family it doesn't matter i mean yeah oh well your family was going to kill my daughter yeah but your daughter wanted that well (laughs) i didn't want that okay well listen i can respect that but at the end of the day you you also have to respect that what happened was justice yes joel could have lived out his life and never had that come about abby could have stayed in Washington and never, ever went there. And, you know, they, they hit on that. That's another good writing point for this game. They hit on that. The reason why her relationship fell apart with Owen in the first place is because she was so bent on revenge. You know, they're out at this aquarium that they discover for the first time, and they're walking around enjoying it two years after the, the, the event of the Firefly thing. And they're a couple at the time. And, you know, they're together and he he kisses her and she pushes back and starts talking about Joel. You know, oh, we found a lead on, not that we found a lead on Joel, but she starts talking about Joel about it. It's like that event in her life made it to where she can't, I don't know, have a relationship that's meaningful, even though she loves this guy. And you can see her pushing him away. And yeah, it's a little gay for him to be upset about it as a man, but you know, whatever people are different, you know, I would understand it, but other people 
don't do that. So she pushed him away into some other woman's arms that he got knocked up. And she, her, you know, even though she killed the guy, like nothing's different for her in her life. And you see that you see that she went and killed the guy that, that killed her father and nothing's different from her. It doesn't change a goddamn thing. And now she, except for the fact that she's got this little girl coming after her, killing her friends, (laughs) it's a cycle of vengeance. Her act of vengeance against Joel is getting her friends killed. Good people, good people are being killed because of her action. And that's a chain of events. That's a great story. It is not justified. All of this negative shit on The Last of Us 2 is unjustified. It's Resident Evil 3 all over again. Yes, Resident Evil 3 could have been longer. They could have put the clock tower in. There could have been a couple things here and there that they did, but they didn't. And does that make it a bad game? Fuck no. Still a great fucking game. Yes, there could be some less SJW shit, some less woke stuff, but it's not that it's not that big of a problem. It's it's not shoved down your throat in your face like some of the shit we get these days, okay? That I just can't fucking enjoy because of it. Like uh, it man for. Like it man for. Uh, like shit that just I mean, Jesus Christ, like fucking Captain Marvel. It's not Captain Marvel, okay? Uh, just a n- nonsense roller coaster of fucking fuck white men and here's our Mary Sue and also uh, Orange Man Bad. There, there's nothing like that in this game so far. Maybe I'm wrong. So far, it's completely tolerable. And uh, unless you just have a hatred for any modicum of a left-leaning person's opinion, you you might need to scale that back a little bit because those those... Political opinions are opinions, and those people have an opinion. And unless they're trying to shove it down your throat and, and you know, all the fucking the Klingons in the new Star Wars are Trump supporters, says the director. <laughs> like, okay, fuck you. I'm not going to watch it then. You know? But that's Why? not what's happening here. Neil Druckmann has said some shit about diversity and stuff. Yeah, that's because that's his stupid political opinions. And maybe it's because he wants to get more writing jobs. And maybe it's because he's trying to appeal to the people that he thinks keeps him in power. Maybe he's afraid to lose his fucking job. I don't know. That's justified. There's a Um, lot of that cancel shit going on. A lot of that cancel shit going on. And you want to keep your job right now, you better say orange man bad. Well, hey, that's a good. Care. That's a good segue into. Uh, I mean, this has been going on a while, so we got to keep the yeah, political part pretty short. It's a but deep, uh, it's a deep story with a deep game, so I had to get into it. Seven out of ten so far. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it because I got nothing else to do during the day. So, yep. But we'll see. Maybe I'll stream it. You can watch me play it. <laughs> yeah, the end. I'll just watch thirty hours of someone else play it, and then I can watch a credits roll on your stream. It'd be great. <laughs> You watch how good I am at this fucking game. I fuck people up, man. All right, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, well, I guess I could talk about my uh, fucking Twitter rabbit hole real quick and All see right, where that goes. Into the politics section, we're, we, we've kind of been there a little bit, and now we're leaning heavily into it for the rest of this. Uh, so, because thing. because you were playing uh, Last of Us on Friday, and I was just doing dungeons, you know, whenever I wanted to take a break, I'd look at Twitter for some reason. Because Facebook mm-hmm. was pissing me off too much. So me being a complete idiot was like, man, Facebook is pissing me off. Let's try Twitter. And, you know, I'm just scrolling through because Twitter updates really fast. And I was commenting on this and that whenever I saw it. So uh, first thing was that Discord is going to be combing through your fucking DMs looking for racist shit. And they said, uh, 
they were going to start replacing people on their team with more diversity, very vaguely. So I asked him on Twitter, you know, I, uh, I try to be Socratic about it and ask questions instead of tell people shit. And I just asked him like, uh, I just tell people shit. <laughs> I'd asked him like, so what metric are you going to use to determine diversity? Is it going to be age or wealth or, you know, whatever. And how are you going to determine who gets fired? And of course they didn't answer. And that got a lot of likes. Um, and then, you know, I, I follow Matt Walsh, which, you know, I don't really agree with on a lot of shit, but, you know, I saw this thing. And basically this lawyer is pushing this whole systemic racism thing. And, um, you know, basically Matt Walsh's point is like, if, if two people are born in the same circumstance, you know, and one's white and one's black, then why is the black person's, you know, hardships because of racism, but the white person's isn't? And... uh so this guy said something, and I said something. We went back and forth, and it wasn't heated or anything. A very civil discussion, but at the end of the day, my point was trying to say, like, uh, there's nothing inherent in the system that's racist. Those laws have been, you know, there have been laws to protect people from that. And I, I cited, like, the Equal Credit Opportunity Act, where you can't discriminate against people getting loans. Because he brought up this whole thing about land and power and how... <laughs> People with land have power, and I didn't agree with that. It's like, yeah, okay, so you know, people who have wealth and power have land. that it's They're not wealthy because of the land, whatever. <laughs> and basically, at some point, he actually agreed with me and said, yeah, but changing law is just the first step. There are still lingering effects. And I, that's when I had to go to sleep. Because <laughs> at some point, I'm like, look, first of all, you've given no examples that's of what kind of lingering. lingering there's, you gave no examples of lingering effects. Like, we're just trying to get to the point where we're agreeing on what systemic racism is you've admitted that the laws have been changed and there's nothing in the law you know there's actually laws protecting people from you know racism and discrimination based on not just race but age and religion and all this other stuff so we agreed on that point but you keep saying that there's systemic racism if we can't if you if you can't see my point there then there's no point in arguing this anymore whatever i got into an argument with a lawyer and held my own pretty proud of that mm -hmm. i even had the fucking Cite the law to them, but yeah, whatever. Lawyers are a problem. <laughs> they should be excommunicated. But the biggest thing was uh, Mark Bernardin, who, you know, I, I appreciate him on Kevin Smith's podcast, and, you know, he's a nerd, and he talks comic books and stuff. But he put a tweet out saying, like, uh, where did this Freedom Day bullshit come from? No one was looking to workshop this. You know, just, like, off the cuff, I was like, well, you got to admit that Juneteenth doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. And some unknown dude called Porn Ficionado, who I totally take seriously, <laughs> basically chimed in and said, hey, man, you definitely want to delete this before anyone else sees it. You're welcome. I'm like, no, why would I do that? Like, you got to admit that, you know, Juneteenth could use some better marketing, being that, you know, the awareness of it hovers between Arbor Day and National Hamburger Day. And uh, so we posted, Mark Bernard posted back saying, look, we can get a whole country of people to you know, know who Schwarzenegger is and how to pronounce his name. We can work on, you know, we could do that with Juneteenth. So I'm like, look, don't you think the meaning is more important? That was basically my point. It's like, I don't, I didn't even know what Juneteenth was until last week. And a lot of other people didn't either. And I didn't even know that people were trying to change the name. I do know that Terry Crews said, happy Juneteenth, hashtag Freedom Day. I didn't know that that, you know, I don't know the extent how much anyone really cares about the name getting changed. <laughs> But he decided to fucking uh, blue check, blue check mark flex on me, and didn't just respond, but retweeted my uh, my things to get all of his followers on board, yeah. ganging up on me, saying, uh, you know, he's he's a writer. 
So he, he has this very uh, emotional, poetic type of idea that, like, names have power. And the first thing they did, you know, with slavery is strip you of your name. So, yeah, I'm hung up on the name. And starts getting a little bit, little bit heated. Okay. And uh, so I, po- I posted back, like, yeah, that's an interesting perspective. I hadn't considered that. I still think, I didn't say this part. I'm like, I still think he's wrong. But, you know, I get it. I understand. But, you know, you get people say, like, no one wants your input. Like, you know, and all this other shit. And I'm like, well, that's kind of the point. That's kind of the The name thing is not true. Well, I'll get back to that. Black people name their own kids. Like, it's not like white people show up and go, change that darkie's name. I'm I'm getting (laughs) to that. So my point is, is he's got all these people dogpiling on me. And so I I just stopped responding to the other people because it's, it's fucking stupid. Like, if my input's not wanted, neither is yours. So shut the fuck up. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I basically said like, look, I'm not starting to stir things up. I've learned your perspective. You know mine. That's great that we can have a civil conversation on Twitter because I don't like being the hostile person. There's enough fucking shouting matches. It never goes anywhere. But maybe someone somewhere will see that and be like, huh? Maybe people with other opinions aren't so bad. But I still think he's wrong, and here's why: like he's the one giving power to names. That's why some people take offense to shit and some people don't. Like if some if someone came up to me and said, "You you're just a fat white cracker," I'm like, okay, I don't okay. give I don't give that power, so it means nothing to me. And then I got other yeah, people saying, like, "Well, that person means nothing to you." That's the most important part. Like, who the fuck is this person? But who my cares? my other point is like this isn't like Rosa Parks Day, Martin Luther King Day. It's Juneteenth. Like, hey Gab, what are you doing for Julf? What are you doing for Julf this year? Oh, yeah, that's July 4th. I'm just squishing the words together. Julf. Uh, I, I mean, off. <laughs> it's just, it's off. very silly to me that, like, this, no one really gave this a name. It's just a date. I, like, I tried typing in Juneteenth for this tweet on my phone, and it was autocorrected to 19th. So clearly, like, nobody knows what the fuck Juneteenth is. It's a state holiday for, for Texas. Now people want to make it a national holiday. Fine, whatever. I don't really care either way. But he specifically asked in his tweet, like, where did this Freedom Day shit come from? And I'm like, I mean, wouldn't you rather have the whole country know what Freedom Day is and what it means and where it comes from and instead of, like, leaving it for another 150 years in obscurity because it's Juneteenth and it's a stupid name? Sorry, it's a stupid name. It's a stupid name. No and uh, and then he fucking, you know, he flexed on me and went all poetic. And that's when I kind of stopped responding. Because at this point, it's just going to turn into an argument over the merit of why names have power. This guy's a writer. Clearly words have power to him. And they can, but only as far as, like, when he writes shit, he's not giving the words power. The receiver right. is. It's so, the receiver that gives it power, yeah. So I wasn't going to sit there and argue about how he feels. He feels a certain way, and there's nothing I can do about that. It's fine. How he doesn't like to touch people because he's a germaphobe. Who? That's how. That's how he feels. Oh well, yeah. So, uh, where I was—that was my—that was, my, was kind of the extent of my Twitter d- downfall. Uh, I got retweeted by a blue checkmark for the first time. So, props, props to me. I got one new follower on Facebook on the Night Terror Gaming page. I don't know if that had anything to do with it. Um, well, uh, we're going to say it, dude. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it kind of gives uh, um, validity to the point that Trump made that it's a lot of people know what Juneteenth is now because of him. 
True. This is true. And this whole, but in the grand scheme of things, this whole thing is is stupid. I don't see why you can't agree that like systemic racism is not a thing. Racism mm, yeah. is a thing. To what extent is it a problem? Not much. It's not. Not much. It's so not. if the problem is with people, and a very small Listen, percentage of people all, that are racist, me, and you're trying to... Let me say this real quick, because racism is the dumbest thing to complain about ever. Systemic racism, hey, I'm with you. That's why everybody alive today agrees that systemic racism is wrong. That's why there's no laws that uphold any kind of systemic racism. Now, you want to point to some arbitrary bullshit like uh, the, the schools and something that happened 60 years ago is is why it's still a problem today. No, fuck you, okay? Three things I have to say to that. Number one, there is no systemic racism because if there were, if this was some kind of white supremacy nation that only upholds white people, and, and if it was something where black people started at zero <coughs> and other groups didn't, Explain to me immigrants that not only have come to this country recently, but for the past hundreds, several hundred years have been coming to this country with nothing and have been making something of themselves. It doesn't work with your thesis that because black people start at zero, therefore racism is systemic in this country. Also, secondly, if white people are holding black people back from getting out of the ghetto, why is the ghetto still shit if it's run by black people? Okay. The, the white people aren't running into ghettos and fucking turning over trash cans and fucking destroying the whole neighborhood and shooting at black people all the time. That's not happening. And no, cops aren't doing that. Nine unarmed black people were killed in 2019. I don't care how many white people were killed. Nine unarmed black people were killed in 2019. That means the rest of them had a weapon. Try to explain to me that they were innocent. How many of them were reaching for their wallet and not their gun? Fuck off, Okay. It's well the, 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 the whole thing with the is, Twitter thing that I really wanted to force has, well, tie in. My third point: the the the, really, the police force has a large fucking group of minority people working for it. It is not a Ku Klux Klan group of fucking white people walking around with guns. By the way, if white people that were cops, if white cops wanted black people to fucking die, they just wouldn't go to fucking calls where there's a black suspect. They just wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do it. They'd only police white neighborhoods. They'd never go to fucking places with black populations because they just let them kill each other because no police equals crime. If you don't believe me, look at Chaz. They fucking just had a shooting there. Okay. They were bitching and complaining. The literal warlord guy walking around with his fucking guns were literally recording fucking ambulance drivers complaining that they weren't coming to save their fucking friend. Hello? They're not just going to go to a place where there were shots without police protection? That's why police go to places where ambulances are. Now, the last and third... Yeah, an ambulance technically cannot go to any type of crime scene until the police okay it. And clear. Have secured it. That's right. And on the last and third point I want to make, I said the thing about the immigration, I said the thing about ghettos, but the last and third point that I want to make is that... Systemic racism we have dealt with, it's gone. Real racism will never be gone. Like act, just regular racism from the individual will never be gone. And it's not a problem. And I'll tell you not why it's not a problem. There are people that don't like me for various reasons. There are people that don't like me because I'm too blunt and tell them and tell them how I feel about them. So they don't like to associate around me. Family members, people that aren't family members. There are people that don't like me because of my skin color that have never met me in my life. 
I don't care. Those people don't matter to me as long as there's nothing systemic coming at me. And there's not. Just like black people, there are always going to be people that don't like you for various reasons. You have to learn to deal with that. The problem with today, the Black Lives Matter movement, is just a bunch of fucking people that can't handle the fact that other people don't like them. And suppressing them, burying them, hiding them from your gaze is going to do nothing but make it make it like they they, they can't see them so it doesn't exist they're still gonna not like you they're just gonna not like you behind their back and that's when you allow systemic shit to happen when it's happening underground out of sight then you don't know how big the movement is then you don't know how large the fucking group of people that think that way is now you're not combating their terrible ideas with your good ideas now there's no good speech versus bad speech now these people are building an underground movement and before you know it chancellor fucking Henry's coming up and he's going to fucking wipe out the whole black population because they're causing the problems for the white man. You dumb cunt. I yield my time. All right. (laughs) Also, the problem seems to be a lot of fucking people getting their ideas from memes and sharing posts on social media. So there is one particular friend that I see at least two things a day that piss me off and I really want to respond. But again, I don't want to spend... My whole day going back and forth between what I'm trying to do and fucking arguing with someone on the internet who's not going to change their mind anyway. So <clears throat> I'm just going to read you the, one, the most recent thing he posted. Quote, I have black friends who right now are posting on social media to alert people that know them if they are ever found hanging from a tree to know it was not self-inflicted. Meanwhile, I have white friends who are right now posting on social media about how mad they are that pancake syrup and rice brains are changing their names or logos. If you can't see the differences in the challenges we face as people just due to the color of our skin, then you simply are choosing not to pay attention. Nobody and he posts this. people don't care. Well, first of all, black people do care that um, pancake syrup is losing their yeah, label. Sure, but white, the great- people, white people don't care about Aunt Jemima being erased because at the end of the day, the only thing that we do, people that are complaining that are white, it, we just think it's ridiculous. We, it, we're just pointing out that it's ridiculous. We're not actually upset about it. Like, <laughs> pancakes are... Yes. And that's the, that's, and that's my kind of my point is people always come back to like, if I were to argue against that, which let me do real quick. Uh, the great grandson of Aunt Jemima is pissed off that this company is ruining her aunt's legacy or is a great grandmother's legacy, uh, which was, she was a very successful, wealthy and well-liked black woman who created a name and, herself in 18 whatever who cares if it was a mammy that was a different fucking time yeah she made money off of it you so for the first point in history i would like can you do this that's, research that's for me how many carrying her statue down how many black people are hung in this country like every year i am um, by white people or yeah, yeah i mean ideally yeah but i mean just in general i'm pretty sure it's zero i mean unless you're accounting for people who kill themselves I think the last lynching in the United States was like several, several decades ago. Yeah, so I think you're very disillusioned if you're black and you're actually scared of someone hanging you. I don't think that's a legitimate fear. I think as a person of color, you know, I have black people (laughs) in my family. I am a darker toned person myself. I'm black from the waist down. Damn right. Sorry. Go ahead. You're making and, a serious point. Go ahead. You know, I I, I have African American relatives, 
and I've never heard of Juneteenth. Right, because it's a Texas holiday. That's why you've never heard of it. Yeah. I've also, you know, I've I've come to a realization because, you know, I've I've seen these conversations between black people in a family setting and what they have to say about certain things. And from what I've seen firsthand throughout my life is the most racist people in America are black people. Well, that's a racist statement. No, it's true because I they're mean, the only people true. that's being I've, told I've that they can't be racist. at the dinner table. Like, they, they... Oh, that's anecdotal, know. my friend, but let me give you another anecdotal piece of evidence. When my wife first came here and immigrated to the United States and started working at her job, she started, she worked around a bunch of black college kids, and she said all they do all day, she'd come home from work and say, all they do all day is talk about white people. Your family never fucking talks about black people. And I said, because we don't care about black people. <laughs> that's racist. You should care, and, and you should racist. you should honor them. You, you should go up to them and tell them how you honor them people. and their skin color and their history. Because I don't care about Asian people or other white people. You're, you're, you have the same opportunity as everybody else. I had an opportunity to be wealthy. I didn't take it because I don't know. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> you could have been Don Rich again, but you decided not to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here's the thing. There is no golden carpet lay, laid out, okay? And I'll say this on this podcast. I've said it before. My ancestors were Irish. I, I recently was able to find, and listen, white people don't care. We don't look back on our, our, our ancestry. We don't care. Black people are obsessed with it. Not all. Yes, not all. I let me put ugh, not all it's always not all okay generalizations don't mean everybody out of the way okay most black people <laughs> all of them <laughs> are very tribal <laughs> black, a lot of black people get are your wife to take the dog out we're in the middle a of a podcast people, yeah who wants to play right. a lot of black people are tribalistic and i don't know why maybe it's a cultural thing if you look back at the 1960s black people didn't have this problem where Listen, and you got to have, if you want to have an honest conversation about this, you have to have an honest conversation about the idea of criminality. Why are black people more criminal than non-black people in this country? Why do they make up the greater amount of criminals? That's not a racist statement. That's just based off statistics. I'm trying to figure out the statistics. Some people say that it's because white oppression and systemic racism. I disagree. I don't think it's that at all. I think it's a cultural thing. I know a lot of great black people, women and men, that I respect. I listen to the words they say. I think they carry great opinions. A lot of their opinions line up with mine. You can call them an Uncle Tom all you want. It's pretty racist, but, I mean, it was the hero of the book. Actually, Larry, Larry Elder's uh, documentary should be out, right? June 19th yes, is coming out. Is, is a great uh, voice for black men and women in this in this country. and he's not saying racist things. He's just trying to bring light to some stuff. If you're worried about black people, you should be worried about what's going on in black culture, specifically young black males that grow up having this, uh, this culture of hating cops and hating women and glorifying like anti-authority. Listen, I'm a libertarian. Well, let me, let me, let me, I believe, let me jump in here real quick. Where a lot, well, real quick, let me finish my statement before you try to cut me off. Well, I don't want you going off to something else. And then what I say is irrelevant. So I'm not going off to something else. As a libertarian, I listen, I'm totally, I I don't think the government should have a monopoly 
on the protecting people. I think it should be okay for, hey, Larry is having his house broken into, the, call the police, but also call Tom. Or don't even call the police. Call Tom down the street who you know that has a gun and can come help us and get here faster. I absolutely agree with that. But I also respect police as a necessity because I understand that throughout history, we have had it. Listen, it'd be great with these anarcho-capitalist ideas that, yeah, it'd be great if we could just have everybody fucking defend everybody and stuff, but it's not going to happen. And at the end of the day, the guy down the street with a gun that you call for help is just a police officer that's not being paid by the government. It's the same thing, okay? It's just that some places have police officers that are too far away to get there. It would time. be like if you called Tom and Tom's like, look, I everyone is calling me and I don't have the time or money to do this. So what's going to happen is you're just going to pay the government and they're going to hire me and a bunch of other people to basically organize it and divide people out and make sure we're all trained properly. Right. And try to make sure that we have enough to where we can get to you on time. But that doesn't happen in a lot of places. Okay, so I would love that. So I'm not some authoritarian bootlicker, okay? I I respect cops because they put their life on the line voluntarily to do shit. They're not fucking racist people. There's a lot of black cops out there. They're not racist that want to just kill fucking black people. Again, I, I saw there are better me. methods. If you want right, to kill so, black people, there's better methods to get to that. So I... There's, I and I'm oh, not sorry. advocating it, <laughs> but this idea that like, oh, the, the black people, it's, they're just, they're being systemically oppressed through history and blah, blah. Like, no, look at 1960s black people and look at black kids today. It's the, the problem is the culture of anti-authority. If you are anti-authority and you think things like fuck the police and you keep telling kids, hey, fuck the police by the way, fuck them. They should, only good pig is a dead pig. Fuck 12, fuck 12. All cops are bastards. When you tell them this kind of shit, how do you think their interaction with police are going to be? Okay, I've ha- I've interacted with police as a white male. My uh, wife Me too. and I got pulled over because we had our headlights were out. We interacted with the police. Did we sit there and say, man, fuck you. Why are you bothering me and shit? Go fuck yourself. And when you treat somebody like that, a human being, you talk to somebody like that in real life. Like the, any decent person would never go to a fucking Walmart or something and just start talking to people. Hey, why the fuck you standing in my way, you piece of shit? Why don't you get the fuck out of my way? Hey, uh, would you like paper or plastic? Plastic, obviously, you dumb fucking bitch. Nobody talks to people that way because it's completely disrespectful. Okay? And yes, not everybody deserves your respect, but you can have some fucking convenience. You could be a decent fucking human being when you're interacting with other human beings out in public. And when you grow up on a mentality like that, and it doesn't just go to police, it extends to women too. And feminists never call these dudes out on this shit. You got people like Snoop Dogg who have songs. And listen, I grew up listening to Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre, okay? I got into video games, so I got away from a lot of that shit. But I grew up on that shit, you know? You you got people like Snoop Dogg, when a pig tries to get at you, drive it like it's hot, park it like it's hot, whatever. When a, when a nigga get an attitude, pop it like it's hot. What do you think he's fucking talking about? You know, black people have problems with other black people. It, uh, it's, that, it's that nigga moment shit that you see from fucking uh, boondocks, right? That's, that is the key ultimate problem is when you have people coming up in the world thinking that if somebody gets an attitude with me, instead of, you know, <clears throat> ignoring it or solving it in another way that's more civilized, 
no, 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 no. I can't let somebody slide at me because I gotta be. I gotta be so. I, I'm. It's cool. it's pride. So well, it's also cool pride. pride, and that's yeah. That's the same thing with the my whole little Twitter exchange. Is like, why? How can you be proud of something you haven't earned or accomplished? Why would you be proud of a skin color? You know, like you can be proud of the people that came before you. The but what it, America back in the day when I was on the left. But I mean, like, like even even here's the difference. Like, you, yeah, you can. I don't think it's. I think it's weird to be proud to be an American. But it's not weird to be proud of specific things that this country has done that are good. Right. You know, it's like the same thing with skin color. Like, be proud of the people that accomplished things before you. But like, why are you like? I'm proud that I'm white. I'm proud that I'm black. Why? Like, you had no control over that. Right. But let me let me do my thing real quick. So this person posted a video on Facebook from now this, you know, basically trying to show website. Yeah. Trying to show like how, how wrong it is or how incorrect, I guess when uh, police officers interact with black people. So the, this cop gets a call that someone's trespassing, you know, they had reports of trespassers on, I think it was a college campus or maybe some off campus housing, whatever. So he drives by and he sees a guy um, sitting on the patio, one of these places, and decides to stop and question him. He, you know, he gets called there because of a trespasser. He sees someone doesn't know who he is sitting on the property. Well, the guy stands up and starts picking up trash. He's got one of those uh, like metal sticks that you could just stick yeah. into the ground and pick up trash and everything. Yeah. And immediately, this guy has an attitude with him. It's a you know black guy, white cop. So the cop's like, "Hey, are you supposed to be here?" Guy that's outside inside his house, right, yelling at the cop as well. No, no, it's not that one. But, um, you know, the cop asks him basic questions. Who are you? What are you doing here? And he's like, well, I go to school here. I'm picking up trash. And he's like, okay, can I see some ID? And he's like, no. And he's very hesitant to give him the ID. So the cop's like, okay, well, I, I need more. I need to verify that you that you live here. So uh, what you live here, what, what what's the address? And the guy turns around to look at the building before giving him the address and, like, points at the building. The cop's like, okay, well, I need to see some ID. So after a lot of attitude and cussing, the, the kid hands over his student ID. And the cop's like, yeah, this is great. I need something that shows your address to verify that you live here. And it just turns in this whole thing of cussing and yelling at the cops. And he's like, you got no right. I'm here picking up trash. It's like, yes, I, we have to verify that. Like, it is our job. We got a call that someone's trespassing, and we find like, you here. the job of the person. Not for you, not for the cop. Not for the state, but for the people that live there. The yeah. innocent people that live there. So it goes on and on. This guy starts to walk away. And you can tell the cop's starting to get a little antsy because he's starting to like turn his back on him. He's like, look, you got a weapon. He's like, what weapon? This is just, a, I'm picking up trash. It's like, yes, which could be used as a weapon. Is it like, is it really that hard? Like, just give him your fucking ID and be well, on, done with shady. it. It's not like it's a big deal. Anybody that's anybody is going to be like, listen, man, I'm asking you basic, easy shit. Like, I'm not saying you're going to go to jail for that. Like, why can't you just fucking show me your ID? Yeah. So long and short of it is this cop calls for backup. They end up it's surrounding this kid weird that you don't want to. And it, it, this white dude comes out and he's like, yeah, I own the building. This kid's supposed to be here. And the cop's like, all right, can you go talk him down? Cause he's getting upset. And they go talk him down. And that's it. I thought it was going to end with the kid getting shot or something. And I'm just looking at that. I'm like, you're saying that the cop was that's in the, the wrong, problem, but see? they, <laughs> but they also say that this cop was like, let go or put on leave for like two counts or something. It's like, why? Oh like he was doing his fucking job. Like his fucking job. Like you don't understand how many times you think this cop has been sent out to a place just like that. And someone started shooting at him. It's just, you know, the res- do you know the like restraint the it takes Georgia 
said that the fucking taser is an, a deadly weapon when it was used by a cop. Like, I think it was months or weeks prior to the fucking shit where that Bernard guy got shot when he brandished the fucking taser against the cop. Yeah, and well, then suddenly here's the DA changes his tone. Here's the second part of that story. So when I first down, moved down to North Carolina, we were living with my mom and then we were living with my aunt and uncle and we didn't have any money. We didn't have a place to live and my wife's parents wanted to come visit. So they had to get a hotel room and they didn't want us set, you know, they just wanted time with us. They didn't care about going to a nice place. So they picked the cheapest place that was close by. Um, so we were visiting, we were visiting. No, I mean, it was, it was a motel, but it was not a nice one. And, uh, so we were visiting with them until about two in the morning. And then, you know, we decided to go home in my aunt and uncle's house and we walk out and there's cops there and we, you know, kind of waved at them and got in the car and about a quarter mile down the road, there's lights behind us. So we pull over to a gas station and it wasn't like a traffic stop. We didn't just get pulled over. We got surrounded. So, you know, I do what I'm supposed to do. And I put my hand on the wheel. My wife starts panicking. I'm like, just relax. We didn't do anything wrong. Just relax. That's what I told my wife when we got pulled. So they open the door and they say license and registration. And I hand them my license and registration. And I wait a couple seconds. They don't say anything. Nowadays, you got to say shit like, it's in my glove compartment. Uh, Well, I I may ask why I'm being pulled over. It's like, well, this is kind of a shady area. I've had a lot of prostitution and drugs in the area. I'm like, well, we're visiting my my wife's parents. They're staying at the hotel. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to take your ID and call up the hotel and verify your story. I'm like, okay. They do that. And they said, all right, maybe next time get your your parents a a nicer place and let us go. Now- is that because I'm white or because I just complied? Complied. God, my wife was brown. Now, here's the thing. If I, if I really felt slighted by that, could I have called up and said, hey, these cops detained us with no probable sure. cause? Probably. Sure. But yeah. at the same time, I recognize that they're trying to protect that neighborhood that is known for being right. a shitty neighborhood. Exactly. Why, why the fuck am I going to be an asshole you. about it? Yeah, it's not about you. We got pulled twice in the same night. We're heading to Walmart. Cop pulls us over. Oh, shit. My wife's like, oh, my God. I'm like, just remain calm. Don't make any quick movements. That's all you got to do. Just do what he says. If he tells you to stop doing anything, you stop. You freeze. Okay? That's how it's as easy as it works. Yes, sir. No, sir. Thank you. You just treat him like a person. I didn't say that, but, you know, these are the conversations we you have to have those conversations is the problem. The only reason why I have to have those conversations is because the fucking cops are freaking out right now because of all this anti-cop sentiment, by the way. Yeah. And so, the other thing is that like, oh, when all these people say defund the police and you say, I disagree. It's like, when I say defund the police, I don't mean defund the police. I mean, less money for the police. And you know, it's like, no, I understand your point, And I still disagree. I think they need more money and more training because more more 99% more of what they do is on the job. They get like maybe 1%. Of their time you know, is training breaks into my fucking neighborhood, despite that I live from the ghetto, not that far away because the police station's nearby and there's always cops on this road. Yeah. It'd be the dumbest thing you could possibly do. And also hey. this whole thing about chokeholds is insane. Like, I don't think, let me just yeah. say this for people who may not know. Um, when you put someone in a chokehold, you're not literally choking them. You're cutting off right. the blood flow on the carotid arteries on either side well, of the it neck. It can be dangerous if done wrong, whatever. Yeah, but that's why they need more training. So it's not done. Guess wrong. what? Not it also causes wound. yes it causes no permanent damage it's perfectly safe when done correctly it's safer than a taser it's safer than a nightstick it's safer That's than a, punching them. someone yes <clears throat> exactly so we get pulled over on the way to walmart and cop comes up uh how, how you guys doing it was late at night how you guys doing 
Oh, you're fine. She, I let her talk. She's doing all right. I was just heading to Walmart to get some whatever the fuck. I don't remember what it was. Okay. Uh, well, the reason why I pulled you is because your headlights are out. One of your headlights is out. Now, the reason why a cop would pull you over for a headlight is because there are certain, and my father's a mechanic and has been his whole life, there are certain uh, requirements that make your vehicle road safe. It's not about you. It's about all the other people on the road. If you got one headlight out, it, it's a distraction. It's not, you don't see two headlights and it's, it's less. Well, it's I mean, it could be something as simple as you're going down a road that's a little too narrow and the person on the other side thinks he has a leeway because yeah. there's a motorcycle and fucking clips you. You know, right. it's, thinks it's a motorcycle. Yeah, exactly. It, it's a lot of reasons why you have to see, meet a certain code. It's the same idiots are like, why do I need to put headlights on when it's raining? I could see fine. Like, it's not about you. It's about other people being able to see you coming. People. Right. Now, the cop's job is to keep other people on the road safe from you, you dumb shit. Now, most people don't check their headlights to see if they're out when they get in the car. Like, we didn't notice it. Whatever. So he's, he gives us a warning. He doesn't have to do that. Some cops are good. Some cops... They don't give a fuck. They're going to give you a ticket. Case in point, if you get pulled on a highway, you're likely going to get a ticket. State troopers like to give tickets. Okay? So instead of giving us a ticket, which he could have done, because it's our job to make sure that our car is road ready, not his. Instead, he's a nice guy to my brown wife and I and says, okay, well, you can go on your way get that looked at. Okay. So we go to Walmart, do all our shopping, ride home. I even joke. Wouldn't it be funny if we get pulled again for the same thing? Guess what? Right in front of our house, we get pulled. Different cop. He comes up to the window. We don't say, man, we already fucking got pulled. Why are you guys harassing us? Y'all got nothing better to do? Jesus, fuck. Don't give him your license. Hey, we got a right to travel. What, none of that stupid bullshit. We tell him. <laughs> we're laughing about it. We tell him, yeah, we've already got, we got pulled for the same thing a little bit ago on the way to Walmart. We're actually on the way back. He said, he says, okay, he takes the license. He doesn't, despite the fact there's a white man in the passenger side, he doesn't go, oh, believe it. A white man said it. Here you go. Have a good day. Would you like to fuck my wife? No. <laughs> Instead, he takes the fucking ID that she gives him, goes back to his car and runs it through the system to check. Because by the way, when a cop does something like there's a report for everything, even just pulling, pulled over, a, these people were pulled. They had a headlight out, no ticket issued, whatever, no citation issued, whatever. Warning given, something like that. They always put shit in their records. Every little interaction they have with people, they put in a record so that when you come into contact with another police officer, that police officer has any information to go off of, okay? So you better believe me when I say that people like this guy that got shot in the parking lot at the Wendy's, all of his fucking problems, which he had some, that cop knew of, okay? They're not going to go tell them about it, but they knew that going into that shit. Okay. They see that information so that they know what to deal with. So the cop comes back and said, yeah, it says in the system that you guys got pulled a little while ago. Uh, (laughs) That guy was less nice than the other cop, by the way. The second cop was less nice than the other cop. He seemed like he just was just doing his job. The first cop was like, seemed like he enjoyed his job. You know what I mean? That's kind of difference that you got in the, in the way it was going. Cause we were laughing and bantering. He doesn't, he didn't laugh at it at all. Okay, I guess you had to be there for him. (laughs) (laughs) So he lets us go. No ticket, no citation. It's and he could have given the ticket. He could have given a ticket, even though the other guy didn't. There's nothing that says that can't happen. Twice in one night, not once 
do we have any fucking problems? I've sat in the back of a cop car. It, tur- it turns out that if you show respect for someone, most of the time they show respect back. Yeah, you just it, it, that's the, that's true with any interaction. Yes. Involved. So why are all these people expecting to be respected when they're being complete fucking assholes all the time? They, they constantly subscribe to a and I, not all black people, but a lot of these black youths that are getting in trouble with cops, time and again, they don't respect cops because yeah, the music the they listen to tells them not to. I saw a video of this. Not even necessarily demand respect. Look at this guy that got oh, shot yeah, in the yeah. police parking lot. He starts getting cuffed and just runs. What's the mentality there? Is this, is I, this I a mentality? That what is it? Was caught. They know who you are. Well, he was drunk. I've been drunk. It doesn't make you fucking stupid. There's two levels of drunk. There's drunk and then pass out drunk. Pass out drunk is you're not going to have cordial conversation. Oh, so I think we said this before. Being drunk is not an excuse. It's not an excuse. Like, you're like well, you can't really blame him. He was drunk. It's like, fuck yeah, it's, that. That's the worst excuse you can for give. being drunk and killing somebody in a car accident, you're just as responsible elsewhere. Okay, people are responsible for their actions, right? The cops didn't call him up and say, yo, start drinking and get out on the road or we're going to come to your house and kill your family. They didn't say that. He decided to get in that fucking car. He decided to drink. If he has a problem, if you have a problem where you drink and then make stupid decisions like getting in a car and driving, maybe you need to not drink so fucking much. Maybe you need to have somebody around you that can keep you from going out. Okay? That's that's the fucking problem. It's like people just want the leeway to be irresponsible pieces of shit. You know? That's what it seems like. I just want to do whatever I want. Fuck the consequences and fuck anyone who tries to stop me. Pieces of shit. And by the way, Snoop Dogg, uh, Dr. Dre, uh, all these people, all of these hardcore rappers that rap about fuck cops and fuck 12, they got the money to do it. They got the money to go out and buy really good fucking black market guns and start killing cops. Why don't they do it? Why don't they do it? They don't kill a single fucking cop. Why? Because they don't believe in the fucking message because they're all about making money. They just let the young black kids do it that believe that shit, that walk around thinking, I got to be, in order to be cool, I got to be this way. Whoa, whoa, did this guy just call me a bitch? No, 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 that doesn't fly. I'm going to fucking kill him. Yeah, prison's worth that. I don't understand it's how, like... It's, 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 ask, it's ask a black guy, do you want a cookie now or three cookies in 10 minutes? That's what it is. And that's not racism. Okay, Hold Again, on. Monty has a point, and you keep talking right. over him, you right, piece of ahead, shit. <laughs> Quarter black I was just going to... Yeah, he forgot. Go ahead, Gabba. <laughs> sorry, sorry, go ahead, for real. I was just going to touch on how there is a, a a key thing, because like I said before, I have black family members, and respect is a huge fucking thing for them. Yeah. Huge thing. Oh, you got to respect. You, like, we, I demand respect. You need to respect me, stuff like that. Yeah. And you see it all the time, like in these videos. Like there's a video of a, a, a I, I'm assuming there were a couple. You know, this girl was yelling at this guy, and he's just sitting there with a the skateboard. Oh, yeah. And, and he popped her in the fucking head. Yeah. And he, he, he just. Down nonchalant that just out of her swings with this big ass skateboard in the fucking job 
she just drops like a fucking bag of bricks. And they walk away and they're all laughing about and it. He's just like, bitch, shouldn't have disrespected me. Yeah. Are you fucking, you could have killed that fucking woman. The like, feminist. Yeah, you'd, be, you'd be in prison for murder. And the, the worst part about it is he tried to remain cool the whole time. Like, hey, this don't even bother I, me. Dude, just, you're not cool. Grow the fuck up. And it's like you a see, fucking child's mentality of what's cool. They, they, they don't even like some, like a lot of these younger black people, they don't understand like how people can really get hurt. Like this, the, yeah. the video of, uh, the video of the business owner in Texas that got beat to death. Well, he, he didn't die on scene, but he died later in the hospital. You know, this mob of black people just start kicking him and shit as he's on the ground and like as people start coming to stop it they're like oh shit everyone like runs away and then this one last guy just gets this running start and just punts this dude in the face like it like he's a fucking football kicker going for a field goal i it, it just blows my mind how he either he does not understand that this act that he just did can kill people. They don't. He just doesn't care. I don't know which they one. They watch like TV and movies and shit and think, yeah, this happens and that and people are like, fine. Uh, just yeah. running. This dude's already like bloody blacked out on the ground. He's fucking out. And this dude just gets a running start and just fucking football kicks this dude in the face. And like... And he just kind of nonchalant fucking runs off. Like, I just, I, I can't, and you see it all the time. You, you can find Two seconds. Videos. Be right back. You can yeah. find videos on like uh, World Star, Hip Hop, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like, they just don't care about doing. Is a cool problem, not a damage skin color problem. But they want to keep making it about skin color because tribalism. And it's like, I don't understand. Like, how can they not know that the shit that they are doing? Because they're idiots. Kill someone or handicap them for the rest of their life. That poor girl that got a fucking skateboard to the face, she probably shattered her jaw. I don't even know what happened to her. Even if she didn't, like, that's. And some teeth got a fucking could have a fucking brain swell. Fucking I mean, drain into her fucking brain pan. Who knows? Ridiculous, dude. <laughs> I can't fathom how people can just nonchalant do this type of damage to other people and like not even like stop and think about what the fuck they just did. They just laugh about it and run away. Okay. Like it blows my mind. I can't understand it. Like. The, the mindset of these people that do these types of things. And let me tell you something right now. Racist people, actual racist white people that are out there, they exist. They're happy with all this. They don't, they look at the crime statistics and they're happy with it. They don't care. They don't care. Those black people are eliminating themselves from the gene pool. And if you don't believe me, look at the, uh, the statistics on population. Black people's population is not increasing in the United States. It's decreasing, and so is the white population decreasing. The Hispanic population is growing in this country exponentially. 
Well, that's a very good point that um, Blexit brings up is, um, you know, the left generally thinks they have the, the black vote on lockdown, even though they've done nothing to improve anything. And uh, they feel like they don't really need that anymore because they have so many Hispanic people coming in. That's going to be their new, you know, yeah, lockdown demographic. They ship, I mean, if you, you can find videos of people on the left like Joe Biden and Hillary oh. Clinton. All and Chuck Schumer and all that shit, all talking about how immigration is a serious issue and how border security needs to be uplifted. I mean, even even until even up to 2016 and 2016, the Democrats were still talking about border security, not a wall. A wall is they would say a wall is stupid, but we're for border security and more funds for border security. And now, four years later, they're all lockstep with people like fucking Elizabeth Warren and Joe Biden saying the same shit Ocasio-Cortez is saying, that there shouldn't be a border. It's, it's, it's because, and listen, Republicans were going to do it too. Look at Republicans all the way up to 2016. In the 2016 election, Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz, George, uh, not George Bush, but uh, uh, fucking, God, what's his name? The other Bush brother, like Jeb. They were all for immigration they were all for not not just immigration they were all for some kind of plan to just blanket citizenship all of the people that are currently here they were for that they had their own plans for that they were talking about their own ways to handle how will you handle all the illegal immigrants that are here it wasn't round them up and send them back like we've been doing but in larger numbers it was well we can figure out a path to citizenship a path to citizenship a path to citizenship that's what they were all talking about and trump comes in he's like uh said kick him up i'm gonna build a wall and then they catapult him over the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and guess who got elected? That's right. The silent majority elected the guy who was talking shit that makes sense. Because there, and listen, there's a lot of black people that don't care about politics. They don't pay attention for it. That's to it. That's why they don't typically vote. They voted a lot. They voted in unprecedented numbers with a Barack Obama. But then you look at 2016 and they didn't vote as much as they did in the. That's why Barack Obama came out and said, "I'm disappointed in the black community." Oh, fuck you. They voted for you because you were black. And and at this point, they don't care anymore. <laughs> they don't care. They never cared about politics. That's why the cities and ghettos are in ruins, because they allow people that are smart enough to know how to make money off of people take those positions of power while doing nothing, because they understand that if they do something, <clears throat> why would you, I mean, <clears throat> why would you pay a politician if they fixed everything? What's the point of increasing a politician's salary if if you collect taxes as a polit- if you give more taxes to your politicians to fix problems and then they fix all the problems what are you going to do you're going to lower the fucking taxes because now it's you're more concerned about keeping your own money why why would you be overpaying politicians if there's no problems to fix so there always has to be problems to fix it's a goddamn it's a snake oil salesman dude it's grifting it's grifting it's it's like the old town in the West, and then a guy comes in that's smart, and all the people are dumb. And he comes in, and he's like, "Ah, there's a problem with the well water. What's the problem? Well, uh, you could you could die if you drink it. Well, I don't know. I I feel kind of fine. Well, this guy died last week, and the guy before that died. Well, that's true. They were drinking the water. Yeah, we're all drinking the water. Oh my God, could we die? Not if you buy this formula. <laughs> like, <laughs> not if you put me in charge of it. I'll fix the water problem." Oh, guess what? While I was fixing the water problem, two more problems sprung up. <laughs> well, he fixed the water problem, so keep him in power. I mean, that's how Hitler rose to power, man. Fucking 
He wasn't elected. And this is why I shared that thing about existentialism the other day. Is um, People just need to take responsibility for their own fucking life and realize that it's your decision who you are and how you deal with shit and you can't control everything else and stop being a fucking victim. Stop creating a bunch of fucking excuses as to why you are the way you are. It's your decision who you are. Like, if you recognize that something's wrong and you don't do anything to change it, then that's on you. And some people could argue, like, well, this whole thing is their... They're, this is their response to trying to change shit. It's like, okay, burning shit down is not the solution. <laughs> Clearly, not the solution. My fucking sister tried saying that, like, all the shit was justified. Not justified. And that was probably because, you know, she lives in what, I don't even know where she lives, but she lived nowhere near where I live, and you know, where I live. Of course, she's in a nice... Right outside of fucking Minneapolis. And, you know, I've got friends and family who have been hurt directly by all this fucking rioting and shit that happened. And she has, you know, she's just sitting in wherever the fuck she lives, nowhere near any of this shit. It's fucking ridiculous. Like, (laughs) how many people lost jobs, like, permanently? That target that got looted, that's not that's not opening back up. They fucking shut it down. Of it course they're not open it back up in a neighborhood where that could happen again and they Well also wrong. even at like a basic level, like, well, this community doesn't want us here, so why would we open up here? Like they a, a bunch of like there there was more than one target that got looted. Both that's of the those race are gone. I was talking about that you, you could bury understand, but it doesn't go away. I mean, Target could have a bunch of people sitting on their board that go, fucking black people, man. Let's let's just take our fucking Targets out of black neighborhoods. Fuck those people. They don't deserve the jobs that we provide. And then at the same time, they can put out a little black fucking square and be like, we just want to say that we think that black lives matter. We think that all black... And yay, Target did a thing. Target donated to the Black Lives Matter movement and stuff like that. And then they fucking... What do you think is better? A donation to Black Lives Matter or a fucking business? that long-term props up a fucking community and gives them money through, through the process of employment. And, and just, just to point this out too, uh, when people say that black lives matter is stupid, it's the organization that's stupid, not the sentiment. I understand the sentiment. Yeah, It's the so fucking organization that's corrupt and hateful and taking all their fucking donations that they got from celebrities to bail out people who got arrested and then not bailing out the people who got arrested. Yeah, Just to clarify is, that. that Black Lives Matter because we've our laws say it. <laughs> like we literally have laws that are unconstitutional. We have unconstitutional. The Constitution says that, that you there's a lot of organizations laws. that have names that sound good that go that completely group. against what their name sounds like. Like Antifa. Yeah, like Antifa. Good example. Like, gun laws are pretty unconstitutional. You know, I just bought a few guns. Yeah, so. of course. It's any state that says you can't like, own a gun is unconstitutional. Yeah, it is. It's like unconstitutional. California. It's in the Constitution. Well, you have to get a permit. That's unconstitutional. <laughs> like, I mean, no the, the Second Amendment, any of the amendments is not the government granting you a right. It's limiting the government's ability to police those rights. The Second Amendment right. says the government shall not infringe upon the right That's to bear reality. arms. 
here's the reality check. If you owned a gun and your state came at you and confiscated your guns, you could take them to court on that. And if it went to the Supreme Court, you would win because the Supreme Court bases their findings on the Constitution. No precedent like that has been set because the only two times that that happened in American history, well, three times really, if you count the Black Panthers, the only three times that happened in history, the fucking, the federal, the fed, the fed just killed those people. That's of course Ruby Ridge and Waco, Texas and the shit that happened with the Black Panther Party. They didn't really kill anybody in the Black Panther Party. I mean, they killed people. They killed people. They put out a new law say, saying you can't carry weapons with a round in the chamber on Capitol Hill or some shit like that. Well, I mean, they, they still went and killed the the leader. Sorry, they didn't kill... If you're talking about the Black Panthers, they killed the leader of the Black Panthers. But granted, according to the feds, there were shots fired at them. I don't just, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt that. I don't think they were walking around with. I don't think. I don't think Waco, Texas, was a hundred percent one-sided either. But I definitely think that they were the the. I definitely think the uh, firearms, tobacco, and whatever the fuck bullshit. ATF. ATF. Yeah, I I definitely think the alcohol. The ATF was um, definitely looking for some kind of save face after Ruby Ridge. Uh, I don't think that it was just, oh, peaceful religious people sitting in their homes fired upon. I mean, they started it. The ATF definitely started it. From both accounts, both people that were in the ATF and the FBI and people that were in that home that survived talked about how the ATF shot first when they shot the dogs. And I own a dog. I know people here that own cats right now on this show. I don't think you could make a case to anybody sitting here that it would be totally okay for you to shoot their pet because people see their pets as family members. Yeah. I wouldn't eat my dog in an apocalypse, uh, even if it meant my life or death, because I see my dog as an equal to me. That I know that seems like some hippie shit, but that's just, I mean, it's a sentient animal. Uh, I don't have a problem killing animals and eating them, but that dog shares a home with me. Well, I mean, I don't think it's any secret that when you create a bond with an animal, it's harder to kill them and eat them. I mean, that's just human nature. It's not just that, but I also feel like the animal contributes. It contributes in protection. It contributes in companionship. I mean, the whole reason why I have my wife around is for companionship. I'm not going to eat her just because I'm fucking starving to death. And the only thing she provides is companionship. What a paycheck. Well, I'm talking about in an apocalyptic scenario. And I think that's a good measurement for morality is what you do in that kind of scenario where everything's hit the fan. You know, I'm not, yes, people got to earn their keep. And my wife would earn her keep by being a companion. I would not expect her to till a farm. I would not expect her to do a job in order to stick around or I'm going to exile her out of my home or at worst, even kill her and eat her. That's not going to fucking happen. Why the fuck would I do it with my dog? It's the same situation. So no, it's, it's unacceptable for a police officer. I don't give a fuck how scared they are of the dog to shoot a dog. I mean, the ATF had a dog team. It was written in their plans. They had a team whose job it was to deal with the dogs. And listen, when you have a bunch of people with guns on both sides and some idiot shoots a dog, you've just shot a gun. Now guns are going to start shooting. 
if you come into my home and shoot my dog as a police officer, I'm going to shoot you. You might as well be coming in and shooting my son or my daughter that I don't have. It's that equivalent. You might as well come in and shoot my dad. I, I like my dad as much as I like my dog. One video I saw where a cop shot a dog just because it was running towards him. Oh, yeah. she, she, he shot the woman, right? No, no. He shot a dog. And, like, the owner comes out, and he's just like, what the fuck? You shot my dog. And he's just like, well, he's coming at me. It's like, was his fucking tail wagging? Like, cares if he's coming at you. It's a fucking dog. Dude just shoots this this guy's a dog. Video of a woman that's walking her dog down the street. Dog's like, and, ooh, person. I want pets. And listen, I'm again. I'm I I'm all for cops. I think they need to exist, but that doesn't mean there aren't shitty cops. And when you have shitty cops, you don't solve that by defunding the police or rallying to do something about the entire police force. All because. One cop does not equate to 800 cops in a fucking precinct, which is the case for the Minneapolis PD, by the way. One cop, maybe even you can make the case for four cops, whatever. Even if you make the case for four cops, there's still 796 cops that didn't kill a black man with their knee on his fucking neck, okay? You want to you have all of those fucking cops be affected by that? That's fucking stupid. And it's just, it's. I know that it spawns off already pre-existing anti-cop sentiment for these yeah people. here's uh here's another uh post on facebook from that idiot on my facebook page i don't know who needs to hear this but cops aren't supposed to kill guilty people either uh what? yes they are if they're being it's, attacked if they're being attacked yeah it's not this is not a black and white situation nobody's saying that cops are judge dread and that they should just commit verdict right there uh, you've been you've been busted for murder. We're gonna kill you right here. Everyone, no. cop or everybody civilian, is allowed to defend themselves. Everybody, every time there's a fucking black guy that's killed with a gun or something, every one of these fucking people point to Dylan Roof. Dylan Roof killed a bunch of people, and they took him to Burger King. Okay, first of all, they didn't take him to Burger King. Uh, they it got was McDonald's because he asked for it or whatever. <laughs> the point is, and they do that with everybody. You want a soda? You want a cigarette? You want a that leads people to fucking confess. All right. Dylan Roof was arrested and he surrendered. He didn't have a weapon on him. He didn't brandish it. He did exactly what the cops told him to. Also, different set of cops, different people, different situations. Everybody acts like cops are supposed to be fucking robots. Well, that should be a requirement of the job. That's just a dumb sentiment from dumb people. Nobody will ever be like this is why fucking military guys come to back and get ptsd not everybody is capable of doing that and not being affected by it seriously okay humans have flaws not every human's the same i mean you can't be the party of the left that's like mental illness and, and not everybody's the same and then everything you know, the cops all the cops all the cops all cops are bastards and they all should be the same they should be robots if they're gonna get that job well that's 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 unrealistic. And maybe that's your goal. Maybe your Hey, goal that is actually, how crazy would that be if, like, they, they program robots to be cops and they make the same decisions and it's like, well, we can literally look at their code and see what happened. And here, here's proof. That's what happened one day <laughs> and the people on the left will claim that that's tyranny. Yeah. Well, all right. Here's here's another one. Imagine being well, Jewish. To... Okay, go oh. ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I know. I, that would catch your attention. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine being Jewish, walking around a public park, seeing a statue of Hitler, and someone proudly saying, my great-great-grandfather was a Nazi, and we should respect our history. Of course that doesn't happen, because it's insane. 
Now imagine a bla- how a black person feels seeing Confederate monuments in America. And his comment was, hello, perspective. Okay. Again, well, this all, is what we call rhetoric. It's, first of it's, all. It's, hold on, just real quick. Rhetoric is what the original philosophers were fighting against. Philosophy, the word means love of wisdom. Okay? It was people who wanted to try to find the objective truth by asking questions. Rhetoric was shit like this of people saying shit that sounds good, but upon closer examination, doesn't make any fucking sense at all. So, okay, go ahead. And this is the closer examination. Uh, Slavery was not 40 years ago or 60 years ago. Okay? 60 years ago was, uh, I'm sorry, 80 years ago. Slavery was not 80 years ago. The Holocaust was 80 years ago. Kind of different there. Okay? People still surviving today. Granted, and, and I don't I think make you the can argument really compare slavery to the Holocaust. But a lot of people died. Okay. Well, this actually uh, does mean something to me because um, my great uncle or my great great uncle, something like that, was a Nazi. There, I said it. That doesn't mean I'm a Nazi. So, your your background is. Uh, Closer to Jewish with your Arabic roots. Yeah, that's true. But my uh, two points here. One, I am not my ancestors. You're different people. It, well, it the, the, the the emotion attached to that gets diluted as the generations go by. Now, do I think that everyone in my family should just forget that at some point one of us was a Nazi? No, you should probably look at that and be like, let's take a lesson from what happened as terrible exactly. as it was. That's the point of statues. Listen, you want to tear down statues of George Washington and Thomas Jefferson? Go right ahead. You're fucking retarded. Uh, it's not going to take away their memory. It's a stupid sentiment. It's literally Nazi book burning. The whole point of book burning was to get rid of the opposition's opinion, which happened to be Jewish. Uh, I know you think that the opinion you're getting rid of is the right one because Nazis and shit. Here's the thing. If there's a statue of Hitler somewhere... um. Okay, you want to tear it down. I don't care. Whatever. Um, sure. Whatever. It doesn't bother me. But when you want to, like, rub that from history, all you're doing is setting it up for people to make the same mistake again. Because all you have to... Let, let, and these here, are the people scenario. that won't let 400-year-old shit go. Here's a scenario. Hey, you know what I think we should do? I think these Jewish people are a problem. They own everything in Hollywood and they own all the money. Maybe we should just start rounding them up and putting them on trains and shit and sending them to camps and we'll just hold them there for a while. Hey, don't you think that eventually if you put too many people in camps that they'll just get overcrowded? What are you going to do about that? I guess we'll have to kill them. What's the cheapest way to kill them? I mean, gas is pretty cheap, mate. Yeah, we'll just build chambers and gas them to death and then we can just bury their bodies in big holes. Yeah, it'll it'll be helpful for them. Hey, let me... uh, but. I hear your idea, but let me uh, take you over here to this statue. See this statue right here? This is a statue of Adolf Hitler. Wow, pretty big statue. Yeah. It says here that he was a hero to the Nazi party. Yeah, see, the problem is the Nazi party did exactly what you did, and it, it was wrong. <laughs> and uh, the whole world stood against it. Uh, and that's how I know you're a piece of shit. Okay, that, that, that's the point of having statues of kings and shit there there are statues in in europe of kings and shit why don't you tear them i mean down? why don't you tear down the fucking pyramids it was built by slave labor or it's aliens history. that's why you don't tear it down <laughs> because 
let, let me explain something to the people of Portland. Um, whenever somebody goes, hey, you want to go to Portland that doesn't live there? You want to go to Portland? Yeah, we can go to Portland and see some of the history of Portland and, uh, you know, eat at some of the restaurants and stuff. And then they get, or Minneapolis. Want to go to Minneapolis? Minneapolis is cool, right? They got like a speedway there, the Minneapolis speedway. Uh, they got like some history there. I mean, it, you know, it's not one of the original 13 colonies, but it is a big town in uh, Minnesota. And uh, I think it would be cool to go visit it and see some of the history because, you know, it's got some history. There's definitely some history there. Let's go see some of the history there. Yeah. Hey, look at that. Uh, Hey, uh, let's go see some of the statues. Oh, there's no statues here. Okay. Uh, oh, what is this? There's no restaurants to eat at because they all got burned down? Oh, well, I guess we'll just take our money and fucking leave and go back to our state. Hey, guess what? You just uh, made it where the there's no money coming into that economy <laughs> outside of your own fucking taxes. You fucking idiots. We had a statue of uh, Christopher Columbus taken down. Yeah. Because apparently he cut people's hands off. Well, I don't think people realize how barbaric the whole entire fucking world was like 400 years ago. <laughs> That's not to say that whatever he did was right, but to hold one person to a standard of like modern times, it's just fucking stupid. Like, that's why you have statues. You're like, oh man, remember when he cut people's hands off? Yeah, probably shouldn't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. So, um, there's this data is tracked by the way, uh, there, there's all sorts of data that, uh, gets propped up uh, for all of these different, uh, travel itineraries and things like back in 2018 and May 7th, uh, the twin cities set new tourism record, uh, Minneapolis, the nonprofit that promotes the area as a destination. Meet Minneapolis was the nonprofit. Released a survey conducted, and in that survey, a visitor is defined by someone who travels 100 miles or more to reach the Twin Cities. The research found tourism-related spending also reached a record, growing 2.6% to $7.8 billion last year. Now, if you think 2.6% of the income of Minneapolis is something to shake a stick at, you're fucking retarded and don't understand economics. $7.8 billion. Yeah, he'll fucking min-max a World of Warcraft character for 2.6% fucking damage increase. But hey. $7.8 <laughs> billion dollars that's not going to go into tourism for Minneapolis. You think anybody's going to Minneapolis anytime soon? To spend money and be a tourist? To see that statue they tore down? And over here is where the Statue of Columbus used to stand, but now it's just a pedestal. People have talked about putting some black man like George Floyd up there. Oh, my God. But uh, nobody's going to come see that. <laughs> no, they gave his they family a fucking folded flag. Yeah, what a joke to every fucking military fucking service member. Yeah. A criminal who held a gun to a woman's stomach. Pregnant woman. Sorry. That's that was the point of that, yeah. This man was a hero because he didn't get caught doing anything wrong for five years. Until he did. Until he did. I don't care how drunk he was. Uh, he's responsible for his own actions. So something. Yes, the cop 
definitely uh, should be put in for some kind of neglect. And I would say a second degree murder charge is not a bad charge for for uh, that cop. I don't think the other cops should be involved in it at all. People are like, well, they just stood by and did nothing. Uh, that's how policing works. You don't attack other police officers, especially in public. Uh, it's you do it in the court. I think system. anyone who is a parent would realize that. Like if your if your husband or wife is yelling at your kid and you don't agree, you don't disagree in front of the kid. Well, not only that, but if you're a police officer, there are rank systems involved. You do not go after people that are the same rank as you. It's not your place. People that are higher rank are the, the ones who deal with it. You bring it up the painted command. Hey, man, I don't like the way this guy sat on this dude's neck. Oh, well, I mean, he didn't even get the opportunity to say that because everybody else said it already. So, yeah, but cops, cops get away with stuff all the time. Yes, because there are few of them. There's not enough people that are willing to get out. Because cops understand that policing is important and having a lot yeah. of police. Hey, we finally agree on something. Get rid of unions. <laughs> There's also an issue Fuck. that people don't know about. Behind but, yeah. in police departments it happens in the military too it's called hazing, hazing. and if some guy some cop actively says hey man uh i think i think you're doing it wrong like you should probably tone it down well if that cop has a lot of cop friends you know that can become an issue and soon you'll be hating your fucking life doing this shitty job and you'll become well i mean cops cops and military both have to you know develop this sense of trust because you're putting your life in each other's hands right if you think the other person is gonna not be reliable when it comes down to the wire then that's a problem like you have to fucking trust each that's why all these partnership is such a a big deal that's why they don't send cops around solo Correct. And it's the same thing. Like someone that you know and appreciate and respect, you don't fucking make them look like an asshole in front of the yeah. people that are you're you're trying to protect. Don't you talk your about dirty laundry. Yes. You talk about it, you take it through the chain of command, talk about it after the fact. Whatever. I don't expect these people to understand that though, because they're constantly airing their dirty laundry in public. Uh, these are the same kind of people that will fight in public and just yell at yell at random strangers they don't fucking know in public. Uh this is why uh, people like me carry a gun, and uh, it's very difficult. <laughs> oh, check uh, it's this very difficult. Out. It's very difficult to imagine that I I wouldn't shoot somebody. <laughs> they fucking just yelled me down in public. Some idiot posted this picture in another Discord. Yeah, oh, yeah. KKK uh, member doing the Marilyn Monroe shit. It's a cop underneath. Oh, it's a cop underneath. Oh man, it's so deep. I'm 14 and this is deep. Retarded. You know what that is? That's like some That's shit out same. of the Watchmen show. That is the exact same as racism. You see someone and you judge them even though you have no idea who they are. Yeah, it's called prejudice. People posting pictures. That <clears throat> it's the same shit as racism. And it's fucking ridiculous that it can be okay for people to post shit like this, but well, it's a it's a fundamental misunderstanding of how the system, how our our country is set up. It's like you're allowed to post shit like that and not get arrested. 
Right. Just like if someone else is allowed to post something that these other people who cry on the internet don't agree with. Difference is that some people recognize that it's stupid, but it's allowed to be there, and other people want it to be forcibly taken away or shut down. By the way, what's the end goal here? What happens? I still all don't this know. this talk of defunding the police and Black Lives Matter and all this anti-white rhetoric and shit like that, where do you think this leads? Do you think this leads to white people all kneeling and apologizing? Uh, no, I mean, it leads to, leads to more fear. I have a good example. I told you the other night, um, uh, two nights in a row at two in the morning, someone fucking bangs on my door loudly. Boom, boom. Now, I'm, yeah. I'm a white guy, and I live in a majority black neighborhood. I've already had my car get a brick thrown at it a couple of years Make back. a movie called Get Out about that. Yeah. Uh, my house got egged. It's got egged multiple times, and it's probably... Probably just neighborhood kids being assholes. Now, no one else gets their house egged. But you can't help but think. That it has something to do with the climate and that they know I'm white. And they know I'm white because they see me drive home from work and shit and they're out in the cul-de-sac playing basketball and there's constantly trash and fucking balls and shit all over my front yard. And I don't say anything because it's really not that big a deal and I don't want to start shit. But consider this scenario, right? I can't be sure if it's a bunch of kids banging on my door or if it's someone trying to case the joint and see if there's anyone home to come rob it. Now, what happens if one day they grow a pair and decide to come in here and I shoot one of them and they die? You're on the news. I'm on the news, but in this climate, do I get the death penalty? Even though I'm totally justified in defending myself and my home, a white guy just killed a black kid. What happens to me? Now, if I, yeah, well, some people would say that I should call the cops. So what happens? I call the cops. Hey, there's someone banging. Hold on. There's, there's people banging on my door at two in the morning. I think they might be trying to break in. I don't really know. What are the cops going to do? Well, at most they can go and question some of the neighbors at most, but there's no proof. There's no evidence. Now all the neighbors, exactly. They all know that I called the cops. And with the sentiment towards cops nowadays, that makes things more dangerous for me. Yeah, so the only option is white flight. But it's okay, because I'm white. I'm not allowed to complain. I'm not allowed to oh, yeah. be scared. I was to a black dude in a fucking neighborhood that's all white. Holy shit. And you know, the people on the left that are pieces of shit will try to defend that with like, yeah, well, that's what black people had to put up with. Yeah, that wasn't me, faggot. Okay, but the thing is, is that's just what aboutism. The fact that black people had to put up with it doesn't make it right. It was wrong. So why is it not well, wrong none of now? Black people had to put up with it, and it wasn't me doing it, faggot. Again, my ancestors that I trace my lineage back to are Irish. They came over. Uh, they came over in the eighteen hundreds, the late eighteen hundreds, eighteen sixties. Okay, and dur- during fucking abolition, I can trace them all the way back to the fourteen hundreds in Ireland. And before that, they went from Ireland to Europe, to uh, Great Britain, and then they came over, or sorry, just England, and then they came over uh, in the in the 1800s, 1860s. My ancestors got on got off of boats with nothing, and then got onto boats where they were promised by the North military, the the Union military, that they would have three square meals a day and a bed to sleep in if they would go fight for these black people's rights. Okay, and they did. And then after that was over, they decided to become cops and firemen to protect their neighborhoods. And uh, 
I'm supposed to be slighted at because of slavery? Go fuck yourself. You you think you you people need to understand that this is the sentiment that's happening. Most people can most white people can trace their lineage back. They just don't because they don't care. And the ones that do that find out that they had nothing to do with slavery, what do you think they're gonna think of all this shit, huh? And by the way, uh here, here's something that I think needs to be said. Um this does not lead to a nice little happy ending. It just doesn't. History shows us these kind of situations. It doesn't lead to white people, the majority of the country, surrendering to the minority of the country. That doesn't happen. The minority is looked at. What do you think the Jews were? This is exactly what the Jews were to Nazi Germany. Okay, They were seen as a pest, as a, a minority nuisance that constantly complained about their rights and all this shit, even though they had plenty of rights in, in Germany at the time. You look at Germany, you look at all these Poles that lived in Germany at the time. They weren't being accosted or slaves or anything like that, but they were constantly complaining about shit. This is the kind of shit that, and whether he was right or wrong is irrelevant. This is the kind of shit that Hitler believed in, that he, he was a group of people along with the rest of the Nazis that thought that they were being mistreated after World War I. This is what this kind of shit leads to. When you have a bunch of people of a certain race being constantly berated and these fucking, and they see their own people kneeling and all this shit, the silent majority is going to look at a situation like this and be like, what the fuck is this nonsense? This is not me. I'm not racist. I don't care if they keep telling me that I'm subconsciously Right, but you can't defend a point of view without being called a racist. Like, growing up for the first 20 years of my life. Well, I know that. Like, I never saw anything through the lens of racism. And now everything I say in public, I have to consider, what the fuck are people going to think about this? What's the worst possible... This is what these Zoomers don't understand. We grew up in the fucking 90s where there were Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, all these fucking black people and shit were were looked up to and fucking heralded as great people and shit and, and celebrated. And now we're supposed to be told that that never happened, that there weren't strong female characters and that there weren't strong black characters and all this shit. And we need to have it pushed on us even more. And then at the same time, they're telling us that the problem is white people and white, and we need to have white guilt and that, and that white supremacy is a real thing and that it exists in a systemic system. All this is going to do is lead to backlash and I'm sorry, but it ain't going to be white people turning into the Jews. This is not going to happen. You'd have to have the entire world rallied behind you to wipe out white people like they were Jews. Because while we do make up 9%, or it's currently 11% of the world population, the West is pri- primarily white. And by the way, it's a white space. The, there, we're 11% of the world population. If you don't want white people in your life, you can go places where we hardly exist. I've been to Malaysia. There are a lot of expats that go to Malaysia. Those are white men that are businessmen. There's a lot of them that go to Malaysia. They go to Kuala Lumpur. It's their main capital city. You go any, anywhere outside of Kuala Lumpur, no white people. Hardly any white people. I'm the only fucking white people in the entire kampung going around, okay? I'm the only fucking white dude at the mall walking around. I rarely ever see a white guy. It doesn't bother me, first of all, but if you wanted to go to a place where you could get away from white people, it exists. Even if you, even places where we, there was, even places like Malaysia <clears throat> that benefit from white excellence. Any place we, we're like, we have the Midas touch. Any place we fucking touch turns to gold. You you look at Malaysia that was owned by the, uh, 
the Portuguese and the British came in and took during their war with the Portuguese, took Malaysia from the Portuguese. Now you look at Malaysia. It's it's like one of the biggest trade capitals of the world in between India and China. Yeah, and also, isn't it true that Malaysia actually does have laws in place that discriminate against certain races and religions and shit? Yes, absolutely. There's discrimination against Chinese people and stuff. And despite that, Chinese people succeed. And this is something but but on, is it is it written into the, their laws? My question. Yes, there are laws that, written even to this day, and that is Chinese. systemic racism. That's, That's the fucking difference. Racism. And you know, it's funny because uh, um, Thomas Sowell talks about this he's a famous libertarian black libertarian man from the 1970s that would talk about a lot of shit and you know he's still alive today but you know he's very old uh and he's still his whole point was that systemic racism doesn't even matter even systemic racism doesn't matter because he pointed to examples of he 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 would say in the 70s like even if you have systemic racism it doesn't matter that's not what's holding black men and and women back it's their their drive not to push forward if you look at malaysia who has a who is Primarily a, a Malay, the Malay people is what they call themselves. It's uh, it's really like an Indian Chinese mix uh, of uh, of uh, people, and <clears throat> the Malay people see themselves as the original people. They have laws against the Chinese that discriminate against the Chinese. They're very racist towards Indians, and they actually have systemic laws against the Chinese. And yet, somehow, the Chinese make up fifty percent of their universities and colleges. And when you look at uh, fields that are like engineering and sciences, uh, Chinese people are predominantly in those fields above Malay peoples. And in fact, m- most Chinese families are wealthy in Malaysia. There's a, there, there are, they have more wealth than the Malays. So the, the systemic part of the racism doesn't even do anything against the Chinese people because they're willing to push themselves uh, further beyond. But I've, there are white, non-white spaces. They exist all over the world. And we're only 11% of the global population. And uh, <clears throat> here's the thing. I don't see people running away from white spaces. In fact, I see people, especially non-white people, flocking to white spaces. And we we say with open arms, come. Come to what we've created. So clearly, white excellence exists. It's not white supremacy. It's white excellence. And listen, there's, all, it doesn't, there's Asian excellence. There's Hispanic excellence. There's black excellence. It exists. Okay? Go... Go make what you want if you don't want to have white people in your fucking life. But don't sit here enjoying all the shit that we've provided and fucking shit on white people. That's that's the sentiment. What you just heard me say, that's my sentiment, and that's the sentiment that a lot of people are going to start having. And when it gets to be too much, they are going to start... You already hear it said, man. There's already people saying, how many statues are we going to let them tear down before we get out there and do something about it? Like, it's already happening. It is not going to end pretty. You are going to war with the people who have the guns. You are turning the cops against you. You are taking the only people who will protect you from us and turning them against you. Are you fucking stupid? The military will not back you. The police will not back you. And the only people that are going to back you are soy boy white people that think that communism is coming. It is not coming, okay? What is coming is blood. If you continue this shit, and it's not going to be Chris's blood. <laughs> they segue. <laughs> I mean, it might be Chris's blood, to be fair. Oh, God. It's so stupid. I don't want it to happen. Listen, I consider myself a moral person. I don't want this to happen. There are a lot of black people that I'm afraid will be 
you know, any reasonable person would not want this to happen. The problem is we're not being reasonable anymore. It's we're just, being emotional and acting on impulse. Let me tell you something. I'll tell you right now, I'm not going out in the streets and fighting for either side. I will sit at my home and defend my home. And if I feel like my area is being overrun by the wrong group, I will leave. And I'll tell you this right now. What this will lead to is more far right shit. Okay. It's going to call you're pushing the right farther to the right. That's how this works. The left is pushing people away from them and people farther to the, to the right. That's what's happening. So, uh, and I'll tell you right now, I will 100% take fanatical Christian overlords who think that abortion should be outlawed and make it illegal and, and believe that porn is bad and make it illegal. I will take all of that because Christians don't have a problem with me marrying a brown woman or having brown children. That's been a pro- something they haven't had a problem with for a long time. I-, I will take that. I will take outlawing gay marriage but accepting gay people. I will take all of that extremism over you don't get to say what I don't like you saying and you have to conform to all my binary bullshit and black people need reparations and black people should be uplifted and white people should be held under while they drown. I no, sorry. I will not mourn your death. Won't do it. I will not come to your defense. I will sit at my home and protect me and mine and uh, hope that a lot of good people make it through. It's already been proven that one fucking video where, you know, some dudes, came to protest the protesters that wanted to tear down a statue. And then these protesters are like, nah, dude, what we say is final. And I don't care about your fucking feelings about it. So like this one fucking idiot skater boy just starts chasing down this guy that is just, yeah, I don't agree with your, what, and all you're doing is making me watch that video and go, good, call the herd. That's all you're making me do. Dude chases him down, starts beating him with his skateboard. They know he has a gun, by the way. They already yeah. knew he had a gun. And, and <laughs> they tried to say, he's a cop. He's an undercover cop. He gets shot, and rightfully yeah. so. I mean, yeah. dude showed his gun, and he's trying to get away. He's trying to walk away from these people. Yeah, and they're chasing him. And they're chasing him down. And he he's like, I... People are like, he only hit him with a skateboard. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. If we've you seen my car, I shoot you. Because my car is my property, and my property is my person. You are surrounded by, let's say, three plus people that hate you for no reason, but you know they do, and you've seen videos of. Oh yeah, you know, owners right there. I don't want to shit from people about. Oh, you need more training, or you shouldn't have a gun if you panic in such a light situation. Fuck you. I'm not panic. Oh, Jesus. That hate him. Like, I mean, I literally hate him. Let them get that close that they were able to wrestle him to the ground. I would have already been shooting. If, like, he even waited until after he got wrestled to the ground, he didn't even well, he shoot that. He didn't even fucking leave. He squatted down on the ground because he was upset with what had happened. That, that dude was probably like, he's probably going to have PTSD from that. Like, holy shit. Yeah. I just shot someone, and for all for all he knew, he killed him, and for nothing, really, really for yeah, nothing, for absolutely nothing, like not even a cause. So fucking retarded, like how? What? 
what type of like mob mentality is just like, hey, I got people behind me. This guy's got a gun, but I'm just going to beat him up with my skateboard because I've got people. Your problem is the police. Then your problem is the government and the lawmakers because the police are the enforcers of the laws. And if you're going to go after police and the people instead of the government, you're a fucking idiot. You're not getting anyone on your side. You are weakening the numbers of your movement and you're making yourself an enemy of the people. You're just here to tear down a statue because reasons. And just because someone says, hey, man, I don't agree with what you're doing. You're going to physically assault this guy and chase him down, even knowing that he has a firearm for self-defense. Like, I just, it, it comes down to the same thing over and over again. I don't understand. People want to do whatever they want and they don't care about the consequences until those consequences happen. And then the consequences are the unjust part. It's not, it's not what led up to it. Afterwards, this woman's like, that was my son who got shot. And it's like, Oh, that's your retarded fucking kid. You should get shot with him. You fucking idiot. Like, (laughs) yeah. Like you taught this kid that it's okay to rush an armed fucking man. And if you didn't, uh, you failed as a parent. Like, who gets the idea, like, this dude has a fucking pistol? We definitely need more responsibility. Just be like, okay, back up. I'm armed. Please fuck off. I'm trying to leave. Like, (laughs) but these people just keep rushing him. I don't understand the mindset of people that think that's how... I think it's just they pan out. Well, they probably have no experience with those kind of situations. And they have no kind of critical thinking skills. I mean, I've never been in a situation with when I or someone else has had a gun. But it's not that hard to kind of think it through of how it's going to end and why it's probably not a good idea. I mean, honestly, if I see some guy with a gun that I disagree with, um, my first instinct is probably not to assault him. You know, that, I mean, that seems like common sense to me. Even though I've never been in that situation. I mean, is it really that hard? Exactly. Like, I carry a weapon, and if I see someone else pull out a weapon, I'm going to be like, okay, I'm going to get out of here. Like, I don't want to be around this. I'm not going to pull my weapon out and be like, fucking some stupid, like, <laughs> I don't know, Mexican standoff shit. Like, you put your weapon down first. No, I'm just going to remove myself from the situation. I'm going to be like, all right, you know what? We're good. You got your point of view. I got mine. I'm going to go this way. You go wherever the hell you want. Well, it's kind of ironic because as soon as you... It's the same thing with arguing with people on the internet. As soon as they resort to ad hominem attacks, you know they got nothing left in the tank. It's the same thing. If you're having a verbal disagreement with someone and they pull a gun on you, they feel as if they've won, but they haven't. Well, they just have a gun. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. Pushing them and shoving them and shit. But yeah. That's why I want to move to Japan. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I just avoid it. This is why Japan doesn't let people come into the country. Right. You can visit, but uh, you can't stay. I can't stay. And why is it that I don't know? 
I'm tired and sad. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, what? I could stay here and fight some stupid bloody war for what? To defend what this country was originally founded on in a second civil war against a bunch of fucking idiots that don't even understand a modicum of history or want to blame people. For, and you know, you know what I hope, I hope all these fucking celebrities. Yeah. And that's right. I'm hoping this on them. I hope all these celebrities and book writers and, and grifters and shit that fucking come out here and profit off of this shit. I hope they fucking get caught in the crossfire. Fuck them. Every single one of them. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to sit here and fight for some shit. You know, if these people want to fucking drown in the blood of people, I'll come back when it's over. Fuck it. Oh, that's not patriotic. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Okay? I'm just trying to live a life. You know what I mean? But listen, I'm not going to condemn the people that fight against these idiots. (laughs) Not at all. I'm not going to feel bad about it at all. No. I just, I don't want to have to put my life on the line. (laughs) For something that people already died for and shouldn't have to be fought for again. But I'm not going to, you know, for people that want to do that, hey, mad respect. I, there's a reason why I don't go to the military. It doesn't mean that I don't fucking agree with what they're fighting against, you know. Absolutely, I agree with it. You know, f- fuck Arabs. <laughs> not all of them. A lot of good ones. I'm a, I'm a good friend with an Arab guy. <laughs> but, I mean... F- Fuck specifically the certain ones. You know what I'm saying. When I, you know who I mean when I say that. If I said fuck Germans and then I said, well, not all of them, just the specific ones. You know who I'm talking about. I don't have to say it. I don't feel any remorse for those people. Eh, war on Iraq? Yeah, whatever. The only people I feel bad for are our soldiers. We don't need to be over there. I just pinpoint drone strike. Yeah, but there's innocent people there. Let me tell you something. If I lived in Iraq, I'd be gone by now. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's a hit. Yeah, Probably a sound again. One of them senses of pride. Like, my whole family is from here. I was grew up here. It's like, okay, well, yeah, that's a choice you, you got to make. If it's really that important yeah. to you, then it is. I can't, yeah, can't if argue that. that important to you, don't fucking cry when a bomb lands on your house because there's people in your country that are causing problems. And listen, I'm not going to be a fool about it. I don't think for a second that a civil war in America is going to help America to any, to any degree. It'll return us to what it used to be in terms of like believing in, you know, constitution and shit like that and getting off of this fucking, it's certainly not going to kill the idea of what these fucking people are spreading. There's still going to be people talking about it. It's just going to reduce a large number of them. It's going to come to a head. Uh, but definitely you better believe the outside world is going to get involved. And that's the problem I have. That's why I don't want to be here. Because when China decides to take advantage of it, or when the fucking idiot Euro trash thinks this is our opportunity, whatever the fuck happens, wh- whether it's a bunch of fucking amoral cunt bags that are like, we're going to help fight against the injustice of the... I, I don't think for a second it's just going to be the libtards versus all the people with the guns here. I guarantee you the fucking Canada and fucking all these fucking shitty libtard countries are going to be like, we're going to fight to support black lives they're already fucking doing it in their countries and shit riding against their own police for something they have no fucking problem like it's not even a fucking thing in their country it's not even a thing here but it's certainly not a thing in their fucking country so i don't think for a second that it's going to be some thing that we just solve on our own and you know it's gonna it's funny because it'll actually it'll probably lead to a fucking world war and I'm not going to be there when the bombs drop. 
All right. I'm going to be sitting in Japan going, good. Let them eliminate <laughs> themselves. We'll move in and clean up and just repopulate America with white people and Asians. And it'll be the glorious Earth Kingdom that it needs to be to travel into space with Elon <laughs> Musk as King Lord Emperor. <laughs> okay. like, I don't, Definitely realistic. The only African I like. Listen, <laughs> that's not true. I like a lot of them. Listen, I just, oh God, it's such a stupid cause and such a stupid reason to fight. You black people are oppressed. No, they're doing it to themselves. That literally history would look back on this. The dumbest war in history. (laughs) (laughs) The the, fucking Jesus Christ. That's if there are history books. Well, we all fought. We all fought against gun-toting Nazi Trump supporters because black lives matter. So what happened? Well, we got rid of all of them, and it's still crime rate was still up there. Nothing changed. <laughs> and by the way, it says a lot that I go to a redneck accent when I'm talking about stupid people. <laughs> so give me a so tell me again how fucking black people are considered. You know, whatever. <clears throat> it's such a stupid cause. Yeah, it goes right back to what I was saying about being held back by stupid people constantly throughout history. And sometimes I sit here and think maybe the crown got it right. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe America is not the right way to do it. And maybe you do need a king in charge. Maybe the king sat back and went, Are you kidding me? You want these stupid fucking people to rule themselves? Fucking peasants are out there like, oh, peasant lives matter. Just as a whole, no matter what fucking color you are, you just have to look inward, you know, take some responsibility. From your for your actions, take responsibility for who you are. (laughs) That's not what I said, neighbor. (laughs) Look inward. (laughs) That's a great pun. (laughs) Honestly. Oh God! I mean, it's a listen. You have a group of people for that was sold into slavery, and listen, fuck you. This is the reality of it. Was sold into slavery by their own people still happens today still happens today okay yeah isn't that a great isn't that a great fucking piece of rhetoric where like america is one of the last countries to abolish slavery no we were the third one after england and france or something no because there wasn't a last right and there also isn't a last country to abolish it because many countries still practice it by the way i want to make this clear sex trafficking is slavery when you drug a woman up so that a guy can walk in and fuck her senseless, and then the guy that drugged her up gets all the money and she gets nothing, uh, and she's been kidnapped and put into that, that's called slavery. The only difference is in the actual slave trade that our forefathers took place in, those people were sold by people that looked just like them. And if you don't believe me, look it up. There's countless pictures of if you it can. anywhere. Brown-skinned people selling brown-skinned people. And by the way, the English were patrolling slave trade routes and putting to death people that were, were doing it. And America joined in doing that in the Caribbean uh, during the end part. Because when Thomas Jefferson wrote to the Congress because he wanted this amoral, this immoral thing to go away, this the international import of slave, the importing of slaves. By, listen, the founding fathers didn't want slavery. 
well, why'd they own slaves? Okay, <laughs> because they had just won a revolutionary war against a uh, against the crown in a in a climate where there were loyalists, people that didn't want to leave the crown because they were British, and people that did want to leave the crown. And the only reason why they got the support of the people was a they had to round up a lot of loyalists and kill them. That was during the war. A lot of loyalists fought for the British, uh, but a lot of people were also British generals and shit like that, and and loyalist generals were were given promises of large swathes of land in America in order to convert over. That's another way that we won the war. Uh, we fought against a group of people that still believed in the slave trade. And when we got done with it and, and the enlightenment was happening and all of these fucking great men that founded our country were talking about it, there was a lot of blowback against the, the freeing of slaves with the idea that it would cause an internal Well, uh, there's a very good parallel in, in the modern day. I would think most people would agree that illegal immigration is probably wrong, right? Even if you, like disagree with the treatment or how they come over here or whatever just the fact that people are coming in without permission and if you don't agree with that imagine just leaving your door open for people and just allowing them to come into your house and take your food and sleep in your bed and shit so same concept if you don't think that's right then you don't think illegal immigration is right either but it's like well if people look back 200 years from now and say well why didn't they just get rid of illegal immigration like well the economy is kind of built on it it's like there's this whole system around the fact that illegal immigrants are actually the cornerstone of a lot of businesses, especially in agriculture, and uh, those companies won't survive. It's going to inflate the economy if you just get rid of uh, illegal immigration in terms of labor. Oh, so, it was even worse back then. Yeah, it was worse, but I'm just saying. The like, possibility of a civil war breaking out immediately after a revolution. That's just retarded. But I'm just saying, like right now, why don't we just not hire illegal immigrants as workers? Because it's I hate to say it, you kind of have to without completely destroying the economy without another thing in place. Same thing with slavery. Even though people realize that it's wrong, it's still happening, and there's no alternative. There was no alternative at that time, and it took a fucking war to force it to happen to figure out how to make it happen. So it's not as easy just be oh why did they own slaves? It's like well because if they didn't, you probably would have never heard of them. Well, not only that, but you can look at Thomas Jefferson as a great example. And I'm not going to make the case that all the founding fathers were like this, but Thomas Jefferson owned slaves, uh, but he had a very public sentiment against slavery. Now, let's imagine you have a lot of money and can buy slaves in a time where slaves are being mistreated by people. And you believe that that's the case, that it's immoral. Oh, you could buy them and let them go, right? You can buy them and then free them. But you know what everybody else knows at the time, that Slaves are being like people that used to be slaves, which they get branded, by the way, for life. They there's a brand on you so that people know you're a slave if you run away. Plus, uh, there's nothing you can really do. I mean, no, no one will will take you in. I mean, very few no one will take you in. You can't few. read. Yeah, I mean, can't, can't read, can't write like a lot of a lot of negative aspects to it. And you'll likely be picked back up by slave traders and sold into slavery by people that went around picking up. Slavery. I mean, this is the argument of the left right now that that's what cops came from, even though it's a lie and not true because police have always existed. Even if it's just in the form of city guardsmen, city guardsmen were police in the fucking British empire way before America even existed. 
and, and you fucking idiots. Okay. And their job was to protect people from criminals like thieves and shit like that. It, it's just, we call them police now. Oh, they got their roots and collecting slaves. Yeah, uh, no, there were already sheriffs out in the fucking world. We didn't, we didn't invent uh, police. I mean, hey, <laughs> fucking stupid. Okay. So you have these people that, so if you, if you have the money to buy slaves and you know that you're a moral person and that slavery is wrong and you have the money to actually buy slaves and give them a nice life, do you not do that just because slavery bad? You just let those people be. And, and Again, and I, I told this Thomas Jefferson story the other day. He was a man who did what was right in spite of his principles. I mean, when he was president, he believed in a strict interpretation of the Constitution. Like, if the Constitution doesn't say that the president can do it, then you can't do it as the president. So when he became president, France was like, hey, how would you like to double the size of the country for a steal? The Louisiana Purchase, five cents an acre. Now, nowhere in the Constitution does it say that the president can buy land like on behalf of the country. And he was conflicted. He was like, well, I don't believe that it's within my right to do this, but this is right for the country. And he did it anyway. Mm -hmm. I mean, it lines right up with his principles. The slave thing. The end. So what else you got? It took four, four and a half hours to get some dead air. We finally did it. You feel better? (laughs) <laughs> it's not going to be pretty on the other end of this. If, I mean, if people continue to prop this up, the, like there is a potential solution that doesn't involve some kind of bloodshed where, you know, the silent majority starts pushing back verbally and start rooting these fucking libtards out of positions of power, out of journalism, out of uh, businesses, you know, these these fucking women that go around with their books talking to fucking CEOs and business people and shit. If this shit can be pushed back on and pushed back on hard and a middle ground found or, or even them pushed out of it, then we can avoid bloodshed. Otherwise I don't see it going any other way. And it's just, I don't, I don't even know if America survives it. I know it's pessimistic, but I mean, it's true. You see a country in the midst of civil war. You don't think that Russia or China is going to want to take advantage of our vulnerability? But China would definitely want to do something. Um, But the problem is, the problem is not just China. It's it's one thing to look at and go, oh, China takes advantage of our vulnerability. But there are definitely countries in in Europe that would side with the liberal types and, and play it off as fascism in america these fascist people are attacking and then and then come after them like send troops and shit i mean the united nations just recently put out a thing didn't the united nations just put out a thing that was just fucking ridiculous i don't know oh my god let me pull this shit up because this was the most ridiculous thing i've ever fucking seen and it it was in relation to um It was in relation to Black Lives Matter or some shit like that. It was it was basically them definitely overstepping their position. Uh, I mean, you're talking about <laughs> a group that isn't even a country. Uh, just really <laughs> sanction me, down. sanction me with your armies. Oh, what's that? You don't got an army? Guess that means you better shut the fuck up. I'm sorry. 
That was a Dave Chappelle voice, not supposed to be a fucking generic racist voice. <laughs> Don't cancel me. <laughs> God, I wish. Hey, you I can't could get canceled it. if no one listens. Hey. I wish I could find what it was. It was some really ridiculous shit coming from the UN, like the UN Twitter. I think it was Twitter. <clears throat> but it was like borderline attacking the president. It was like borderline uh, getting involved where they have no fucking place to be. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they have no fucking business getting involved with that and it had something to do with black lives matter i think it had something to do with that I could, so they recant it it couldn't have something to do with the protests and and uh chaz or something um you know how fucking difficult it is to find shit yeah well you was, got google was, uh, filtering out your your uh search results for you I think it was actually related to riots. Wasn't Google under fire for... Uh, oh, here it is. This is the one right here. UN Geneva. United Nations Geneva tweeted this. Now, um, just to be sure, I want to I double check this. I, I don't believe that it's just Geneva. So, yeah, this is the office at Geneva. So, this is the United Nations office at Geneva. This is This is their big deal, right? They tweeted this. They tweeted out an Antifa flag picture, a picture of anti-fascist action. This was June 19th. Uh, UN hashtag human rights experts expressed profound concern over a recent statement by the U.S. Attorney General describing Antifa and other anti-fascist activists as domestic terrorists, saying it undermines the rights to freedom of expression and of peaceful assembly in the country. That's the United Nations saying. You think they're going to... You don't think they're not going to get involved when some shit breaks yeah, out? What you know the what fuck saying? is going on? Look, just because they are they call themselves anti-fascist doesn't make them anti-fascist. Like, how many fucking organizations are out there like the Liberation Front or whatever, and they're fucking terrorists? They're not interested in liberating anything. Yeah, Maybe yeah. they're interested in liberating the blood from your body. Well, one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. No, 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 no. Uh, a freedom fighter doesn't fucking firebomb innocent civilians uh businesses uh, they don't they don't destroy and loot fellow citizens businesses uh, a freedom fighter goes after the current government in power that is a thing that antifa has not done and i don't mean the president i mean local fucking government antifa has done nothing of that sort but right, they've called for the minneapolis mayor to be he's fucking liberal what are you talking about these people are stupid okay and that doesn't excuse the fact that they firebomb innocent citizenship and by the way if i have a car and you damage the car and that costs me a hundred dollars ooh, a hundred measly little dollars a hundred dollars is a big deal for somebody like me it's a big deal for somebody like uh the night terror i guarantee you i don't know about monty he's swimming in money uh <laughs> he just bought three Take out a loan for my guns. Yeah, well, you're making more than both of us combined. Think about that. Here's the thing: hundred dollars <laughs> has a negative impact on my livelihood. It's not going to starve me out. It's not going to abruptly 
cause problems with me, but it does have negative connotations to my livelihood and my survival, not necessarily in the long term or the short term, but to a degree. And to any degree, when a human, when another human, and this is just basic NAP philosophy, man, and I don't want to hear shit from from people on the right about nap, non-aggression principle. I'm not talking about war and shit, okay? I'm talking about just on the individual. If one human fucks with another human in a violent way, that is immoral. And that extends to my property. Because if you do damage to my property, that even causes me to lose $5. I don't give a fuck what you think $5 is worth. It's worth different amounts to different fucking people. There's no line. There's no like, well, there's no line. Yeah. There's, there's no petty line. larceny and grand larceny. They're both still larceny. They're both still larceny. That's stealing, the by end the end way. The day, Probably fucking have, idiots. Ed. At the end of the day, you have accosted me to some degree. And any degree is violence against me. Because when it comes to mon- money, specifically money, in this example, when it comes to money, money allows me to survive in this current world we live in. And when you cost me any degree of that money, it has a negative impact on me. And that means it has a negative impact on my survival in this world. It doesn't matter where it goes. The line is not drawn into slant. I have, I have another parable that that lines up with that. that It's violence. It's no different than violently attacking somebody. If you attack my property, it is my person. My property is my person. It extends to me. You have well, attacked to. Me. That's why I'll shoot you if you try to hit my car with something or run you over. It well, to the to the people who would say, "Well, they're insured and it's just property." Okay, first of all, when someone is being violent towards a place that you own, they don't know if someone's in there or not. You don't know if they're coming after you or your property or what their intent is. So. Yeah, that's also violence, matter. and you have every right to defend it yourself. But matter because that's just a monetary argument. We're not even talking about the mental argument, the the mental effect. That well, here, even even monetarily, like I told you, my those fucking neighborhood kids threw a brick at my car, fucked up the mirror, put a huge dent in it, and I'm insured. Okay, so I uh, call up my car insurance. I go to the place and get it fixed, and they're like, "That'll be six hundred and seventy-five dollars." Six hundred. Why is that? Because there's this little thing called a fucking deductible which means every year there is a certain monetary value that you have to pay out of your pocket before your insurance decides to help you cover it, of which they probably don't even cover 100%. If we had had health insurance from the government, it'd be the same. It doesn't matter where the money comes from. The argument can be made for mental faculty as well. You, You can't be the side that argues for mental patients and people that have mental problems and PTSD and and women that are affected by rape, but at the same time, you're totally okay with somebody breaking into somebody's house, stealing shit, and you not shooting them because lives are more important than property. Fuck you. It, it, even if in your fucking mental retarded world that, by the way, doesn't exist yet, there is no health care provided by the government. So if that's your argument, then your argument needs to be, well, you can't, you can't, you can totally shoot people. That means your argument is you can shoot people now until we actually get to the point where the government... <laughs> Right, He's but I mean, I'm just talking about. I'm just talking about a brick getting thrown at a car. It comes from taxes. That means more taxation. And if this it starts to become a thing that happens more often, that means the taxes get raised. So therefore, it still extends to my person because it's still fucking money coming from somewhere. No, but You're let's just me. let's just walk this out on a on a larger scale. 
people are lowering what? the fucking value of the money and now you're affecting the amount of food the amount of food costs so you're affecting my family so now it's still violence violence okay, on property but look let's take the scenario of my car getting a brick thrown at it and then applying that logic to a store getting burned down so let's say you right. you're you have an insurance policy where you pay five thousand dollars a month to keep your place of business insured and the deductible for it is twenty thousand dollars okay that means that every single year the insurance isn't going to help you out at all until you've paid twenty thousand dollars out of your insurance someone burns your place down right you call up your insur- insurance company and file a claim it could take year, two years, three years for them to even give you an answer because they have to review it and investigate. So let's say they decide that uh, people rioting is is not covered under your insurance. So even if they do, let's say it is covered, right? You pay $20,000 out of your pocket for the deductible and they cover, what, 80% of a million dollars? Oh boy. You still have to pay the rest of that out of your pocket. Now let's say that you... Now, in the meantime, if you want to get your fucking business up and running again, all of it comes out of your fucking pocket because insurance has to make a fucking decision. Yep. So don't be like, oh, it's insured. Even, this isn't, this isn't fucking monopoly. You're running people out of a town. You run people out of a town, there's no more. To, and listen, I, these fucking people on the left, anti-corporation. Corporations, they don't run the country, first of all. The people do. If you stop buying McDonald's, McDonald's disappears, okay? They can't live. The, the government can bail them out so many fucking times before they'd be like, well, listen, clearly people don't want to eat fucking McDonald's. And I don't believe in government bailouts, by the way. But here's the thing that's important to understand. I don't care how much you think negatively about corporations. They provide jobs for people. You want to sit here and talk about jobs for people, but then at the same time, you want to throw corporations out of the fucking country. Are you fucking stupid? Oh, we'll just tax them in out of existence. Yeah. And they'll just leave somewhere. By the way, rich people, if you're, oh, we're so against rich people. We got to tear down corporations. You're not going to do that. When you tear down a corporation, the only people that suffer are the ones that make lower amounts of money. The regular fucking workers. Well, just consider the fact that. You're you're probably employed by a large corporation or you buy the product of a corporation that you enjoy, like Amazon. People can bitch about Jeff Bezos all fucking day till the blue in the face, but most people in the fucking country still use Amazon. They really like being able to buy whatever they want and have it delivered for free in two days. So keep that in mind that, you know, these aren't just evil fucking cigar smoking, scotch drinking white dudes who are like rubbing their money together saying like, how are we going to get them next? It's not fucking Scrooge McDuck sitting on a vault of fucking gold coins. Like, yes, they have the money to leave if they want to. That's their personal money and shit like that. A lot of companies invest. Whenever you lower taxes, they take that tax money and they invest it back into people. We can see this firsthand with my wife. When they lowered the taxes from Trump's tax break, people got paid more money because they're worried about the competition scalping people, which happens all the fucking time because labor is valuable. Okay, it's probably the most expensive thing. It's the (laughs) most expensive thing because it costs money and time to train people. And when you have good, loyal fucking people that work for you, you don't want to lose. Let's say that just to keep it simple, that you have 100 employees and they all make thirty thousand dollars a year. It's three million dollars a year. Right. Is that that the math? The math right. Three million dollars a year. Just on people. And most companies are larger than that and pay their employees more than that. It's a lot of fucking money. Steven Crowder runs a podcast 
and a, on a YouTube channel. He doesn't even get advertisement from YouTube. He gets it from his little mug club subscription shit. And he pays, he technically is a millionaire, but he doesn't have a million dollars in his bank account. He makes it, he makes some money for himself. And then a lot of that million dollars he makes every year from that company that is basically his brand, his name, pays his employees. That's how it works. And by the way, <clears throat> I know there's people out there that have the argument. There are corporations with evil people that are greedy, that fuck over people. Uh, first of all, if that even exists, if you can show me an example of that, they're few and far between. Secondly, you're, I don't believe you. It sounds like the fucking mental ravings of a fucking child that watched a m- fucking blank check as a kid or something like that and thought it was real life. Yeah, that's how people are. That's how CEOs are. CEOs are just like that. They don't care about people. They'll just fire people left and right. Yeah, they'll just fire people. If, if a company just fires you like you're nothing, that's because you were nothing. Okay? Sorry. That's the reality. At least to them. At least in that field. You were expendable. A company is not firing people. If they want to stay in business, they are not going to fire unexpendable people. I'm sorry. Terrible. That's how it sounds. It sounds harsh. But it's a reality that has to be stepped back. And you have to step back and approach it and go, why was I expendable? You don't look at it like evil corporation. This is well, the look at the alternative. Matter. You can't look at the corporation and go, they just hate me or they're just evil. Step back and look and go, why was I expendable? What? How could I have done something to make myself not expendable? Well, no, let's take a step back for a second. You said it might be harsh. And yeah, it is. But what's the alternative that you continue to employ all these people you can't afford until your company goes out of business and then no one has a fucking job? And then no one has a Listen, my wife works at a company that is currently building AI programs that is going to put a lot of people in their company out of business, out of work. Okay? But I guarantee you, a lot of those people that their job is going to get replaced by a computer, a lot of those people, some of them is going to get fired. Maybe even a lot of them. I I don't know how many, what the numbers are of people that have those, those jobs. But a lot of those people are going to get moved somewhere else because a company will always value somebody's loyalty and knowledge over something, okay? Now, my wife has put herself in a position where she is not expendable. She's already working with IT people. She's basically doing a lot of the IT team's job. She could easily move to the IT team. Yeah, what's the timeline on that, just so I have an idea of when I'm going to lose my job? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the trick, is to make yourself unexpendable. If you lose your job, there are several factors, okay? If the government increases taxation on businesses, businesses do not just... Let me tell you something, okay? If you have a funnel and that funnel brings in money and you are at the end of the funnel, you have to think of it like a hierarchy system. The money funnels in and it goes in, goes into your hands. Now, you can't just pocket all that money because there's a lot of people beneath you that help you make that money, the people that work for you. So you give that out to your people and they give it out to their people and so on and so forth. You probably just have one person or a team of people in charge of accounting and that, that does all of that shit. But but it's it's still the same concept. It's a hierarchy. People that are higher get paid more than the people that are lower. Why? Because their labor is more valuable. Your labor as a CEO is more valuable than the rest of them. Why? People on the left don't agree with that, but I'll tell you why. Because if something goes wrong, you take the blame. If something happens wrong in that con- company, you are to blame. Okay. You're the one responsible for keeping this business afoot for you're the, you're the captain of the ship. 
And if things don't go right, a mutiny happens and they replace you with a new captain. This happens all the time in businesses, even the business my wife works for. Okay. They, they traded out an old CEO for a new CEO. Where did that old CEO go? Well, that, that person has CEO under their list, so they can go and do that somewhere else. But if they keep failing and their record shows that, they're going to have a hard time being a CEO again, okay? So it's not like it's some easy fucking job. And by the way, if, if a bunch of fucking people are fucking up over here, it looks bad on you, not them, because nobody fucking cares about them in the, big, in the big world where you're going to be a CEO at another company. They want to see, they're not going to look at, oh, it was Jan in accounting. She kept fucking up the printer and that kept holding us back. And then we can't, yeah, you know what that sounds like? Money. Excuses. Those are excuses that they won't even look at. When they look at your resume, they're going to look at how well this company did versus from the time you took office to the time you left. That's how it works. It's just like a president. A president has an entire cabinet. Nobody gives a fuck about the cabinet. Nobody talks about the cabinet. Can anybody name a single person from Obama's cabinet that made a real difference other than Hillary Clinton? <laughs> okay. <And> like, <laughs> Who made no difference at all. People. There are hundreds of people that work in those cabinets. It's the president that takes the blame whenever something happens wrong in that cabinet. And rightfully so. That's their fucking job. Their job is to hire people that get the job done. When somebody doesn't get the job done, now, their job quick is to sidebar. fire that people and get somebody in there. There's a difference for blaming the president for the things he is responsible for and blaming the president for things he is not of responsible course, for. he's not responsible for Minnesota. He's responsible for his cabinet members fucking up. So when he fires John Bolton and gets a new person in, that was, yes, he made the mistake of hiring John Bolton, even though Obama said, don't hire Bolton. Okay, you can't blame Trump for not believing Obama, though. But at this, with this political climate, but at the same time, he fired him and he fired him in time before he could make any more fucking do any more damage. He was a war hawk and wanted war. We didn't go to war. Job successful CEO. Thank you very much. Moving on to the next guy that he hired. Is he doing a good job? That's how the fucking process works, man. And it, and rightfully so, you look at the CEO as the problem. Now, here's the important factor. You get this money and it goes down to all these people. What happens when the government says, hey, you know how we make you pay a portion because because a portion of that goes to your employees, a portion of it goes to supplies. I don't know. It depends on your business. If you're a company like a like the one my wife works for, I, I almost said the name. I don't want to say the name. Sorry. Uh, if you if you work, for <laughs> no one has company, heard of it. Don't worry. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I know it doesn't matter. Know, We're putting but... opinions out there. The the point is, a company like hers pays for things like laptops and shit like that, right? They have to buy laptops and shit. If somebody's complaining that the laptop is failing, they don't go, well, that sounds like a you problem. They might have an IT guy look at it. And if the IT guy comes back, it needs to be, this one's scuffed. We need a new laptop. The, the company pays for that laptop. So that comes out of those funds that are funneling in, okay? Any extra money that they have, they can put towards like more employees or you know, uh, hiring somebody outside of the company to build some kind of AI system or something or, or whatever, any fucking thing like that, or even opening a new branch or a new business. Maybe we want to get involved. In, we're, we're in this kind of business. Maybe we should get involved in this kind of business. Let's open one of those up that, that involves a building and employees and management, and we all have to pay them. Do we have the money for that? Now, a portion of that goes towards taxes that the government comes in and says that belongs to us, even though we had nothing to do with it. Okay. That tax is based off of a bracket. Now, when the government comes in and says, hey, we need more taxes from this tax, from this, this pool of money you have, what do you think happens? You think they go, uh, well, I guess we'll just start making more money 
So we can afford that. No, that money has to come from somewhere. Okay. And if they don't have excess money, if they have excess money that they were going to put into like more employees and shit, that's, it goes from there. There's that excess money. Now, most companies understand that you need excess money to grow or else you plateau. So they're not going to sacrifice a lot of that excess money. They'll sacrifice some of it. So first of all, you're creating an incentive for people to not create more jobs, which means in a community like, I don't know, Minneapolis, where a lot of black people depend on jobs, you're not opening new targets. Okay. So that's one aspect of it. Another aspect of it is, well, I guess we'll just lower the pay of some of the people lower down the totem pole or, you know, something like that, uh, that the, the employee pays for it. Well, I guess we'll just take away some benefits. I, we, we don't want to just hit their paychecks. We pay a lot of money for them to be able to get vaccines every year. Let's just get rid of that. Uh, that costs us some extra money. They can get vaccines somewhere else, whatever. We'll just take it from there. So whenever taxation on a business happens, it's not the business you're hurting. It's the fucking people that work there. The people like Night Terror who can barely already fucking afford something. Now they got, and by the way, if they're expendable, boy, well, uh, we can't afford it any other way. We're going to have to let go of some people. Now we got to figure out who's worth more than other people. Now the labor comes into a factor. And now you see people losing their fucking job. Congratulations. That's what you've really accomplished. The business continues to thrive and the people go away. And it's not so some CEO can put more money in his fucking pocket. Yes, that has happened once or twice. Those people get outed and they lose their fucking jobs because it doesn't help the business whatsoever. And nobody's going to work for a company where somebody's fucking them over and stealing money. Okay. Now, (laughs) typically what will happen is if you lower taxes, guess what happens then? The opposite. The opposite. People are given raises. People are now given more raises. Wow. Oh, shit. Suddenly, we're getting a couple dollars. And, and, you know, a $1 raise on my fucking hourly earnings. That translates to a lot. Okay. That's $1 a year. Anybody want to do the math on that? 365 days. That's $365. You know, work every day of the year, presumably. But whatever. I can I can $1 tell you I got $1 I got a I got a five percent raise and that ended up being another forty dollars on every paycheck another eighty dollars a month thereabouts eighty dollars a month times twelve was eighty times twelve that's my phone bill that that's your phone bill well a month yeah so that's pretty fucking significant for the average Joe okay the average Joe goes hey eighty dollars that's paying for my phone bill that's money I can spend on food. Or, or paying off bill, credit card debt or, or saving money or investing. Or in your case, student debt. You know, something that uh, the left wants to get rid of. Yeah. Uh, Again, it, it all circles back. Money. That money has to come from somewhere. All these companies that gave away student loans with the presumption that, you know, they would be repaid with interest. You're saying either they don't get any of that and now they go out of business. Or it's got to come from somewhere. It's not going to come from another company. It's going to come from the government. Where does all the government money come from? Taxes. So one way or another, debts are getting paid. Just who are you fucking over in the process? Continue. Or not. I mean, that's happening if was the president, you go make money for everybody. 
Yeah, they got enough fucking money. Because everyone knows that once you hit some arbitrary dollar amount, you're just like, yep, I'm good. I'll never work again. No, there are people, I mean, sure. You get enough money, you're like, hey, I don't need to work anymore. But, like, unless you're a fucking idiot, you still have that money. You put that money to work for you. You invest in something or you put it in the stock market and you try to make more money. Why wouldn't you? You see all these people who have no idea what to do with their money who win the lottery and it's gone in a couple of years. And they're like, eh, it ruined my life. Uh, yeah. Because you bought a fucking house and a boat and a car and then there was nothing left. Not only that, but uh, there's a lot of stuff around lottery stuff where like people just come out of the war. Like you have a higher chance of dying if you have, did you know that? Like there's like a higher chance of you being killed by someone if you win, win the lottery. There's a higher there's chance like, of you you're... dying on the way to buy a lottery ticket than winning the lottery. No matter what color you are. Well, it's just based off of people that win the lottery. Uh, if you win the lottery, not buy a lottery, sorry, if you win the lottery. So, like, it's based off of uh, all of this. Um, there's, like, stats where a lot of people that have won lotteries have been killed. And it has to do with, like, first of all, uh, it has to do with the public. A lot of people that win the lottery, they become public people. Like, the the, the whole town knows who you are. Oh, a lot yeah. of people in, in Minnesota, you are required if you win the lottery, you are required by law to have it be public, and the news will air it. That is stupid. Yeah, it's no, that's why a lot of that's why a lot of people when you hear you well someone won well you hear it on the news like someone in South Carolina this convenience store won the lottery and they haven't come forward yet. Yeah, because they have some self control. Because if you are required to make it public, they wait until it's no longer in the public eye, which is yeah. probably, you know, like a couple of days. You're like, man, I wonder who won. You never hear about it again. Well, the smartest thing you can do is put it in a thing where you can't even touch it, where it like feeds it to you every now and then. But it's a very difficult process. But the government takes a lot of it. And then there's the fact that people break into these people's houses looking for the money family members coming around and shit begging for the money you know there's been a lot of these people that win the lottery end up committing suicide because their families like turn against them and shit because they won't just take care of them and all this bullshit it's fucking crazy it's so this is this was a the thing that i read where 20 things more likely to happen to you than winning the lottery like that's the that's the one that you're talking about where like you're more likely to die from a meteorite than winning the lottery. But when you win the lottery, what was the, there was this guy that won the lottery. What was his fucking name? This guy that won Abraham Shakespeare. Okay. (laughs) That's a real name. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Yeah. He was a casual laborer from the United States who won a $30 million lottery jackpot in Florida. He received $17 million in 2006. In 2009, his family declared him missing. And in January 2010, his body was found buried under a concrete slab in the backyard of an acquaintance. Doris D.D. Moore was convicted of his murder and is now serving life in prison without the possibility of parole. 
His troubles began after winning the lottery. The case was profiled in the American e-television program, Curse of the Lottery, and also was made the subject of an episode of Snap on the Oxygen Channel. Uh, so the winning ticket worth $30 million was sold at a town star convenience store in Frostproof, Florida on November 15th. By the way, if you're buying lottery tickets in Frostproof, Florida at town star, uh, your chances are astronomically lower. <laughs> <laughs> on that day, Abraham Lee Shakespeare and coworker Michael Ford were headed toward Miami when they stopped briefly at a convenience store in Frostproof to buy drinks and sh- cigarettes. Uh, Ford got out of the truck and asked Shakespeare if he wanted a soda. Shakespeare instead asked Floyd to buy him two lottery tickets. Shakespeare said that he paid Ford $2 for the tickets out of the $5 he had on him that day. Ford later approached Shakespeare demanding a share of the jackpot of no less than $1 million, which Shakespeare refused to play, pay, prompting Ford to sue Shakespeare and alleging that Shakespeare stole lottery tickets out of Ford's wallet. The jury did not believe Ford's stolen lottery ticket story, and Shakespeare prevailed in the court. So there you have a guy that probably wants to kill you. <laughs> Shakespeare had chosen a one-time lump sum cash payment of $17 million, which is your option. You can do that, or you can do payments, like incremental payments for the rest of your life. Yeah, and you get a little bit more that way. Yeah. Well, yeah, you get a little bit more that way because of the, the taxes. But this guy was born in 1966, okay? Uh, this, ha- this lottery shit happened in 2006. So... You know, he wasn't that young, so he probably wasn't expecting to get all that money if he did that. It depends on how old you are, I'd imagine. I just like the idea of getting it all at once, and then I'll decide how to how to invest well, yeah. it and divvy it also, out. Also, here's the thing. 17, a million, 17 million right off the bat, pretty fucking good. It's not. It's, it's a lot of money. Yeah, it's a 30 million jackpot. That's more than enough for any normal person to live off of. that the government gets to take more than half. Which well, they get to, they, almost half. Just uh, it would be much better if they just took up if they just added sales tax to the price of the fucking ticket to begin with, you know? Yeah. So he moved out of his working class neighborhood into a gated community, as you do. Several months later, after his lottery win, apart from a one million dollar home, his only other major purchase included a Nissan Altima and a Rolex watch from a pawn shop. By late January 2010, the sheriff involved in the investigation of his disappearance told AP that the lottery money is gone now. Friends stated Shakespeare had grown frustrated with the apparently constant appeals for money from both hangers-on and strangers. He told his brother, I'd have been better off broke, and told a childhood friend, I thought all these people were my friends, but then I realized all they want is just money. One of these was Doris D.D. Moore, who launched a business with Shakespeare, Abraham Shakespeare, LLC, giving herself control of the firm's funds. Moore subsequently withdrew $1 million and bought herself a Hummer, a Chevrolet Corvette, and a truck before going on vacation. She later claimed that the money was a gift. On November 9th, his family reported him missing in 2009, stating that they had not seen him since April of that year. Family and friends had originally hoped that he had taken his money and was living on a beach in the Caribbean Sea. A tip-off led investigators to the backyard of a home purchased by Moore, where Shakespeare's body was found buried under nine feet of dirt under a newly constructed concrete slab. Shakespeare was 42. Hillsborough County detectives say Shakespeare died April 6th or 7th in the single-story ranch home. Police took Moore into custody. In connection with the murder, a judge set a $1 million bond that police stated Moore had tried to convince an acquaintance to unearth the body and move it a week after the death. 
and had continued to try to convince others that Shakespeare was still alive. In February 19th, 2010, Moore was formally charged with first-degree murder. Boy, oh boy. What the fuck? And that is why a lot of people don't claim their ticket right away. Hey, if I won. you hear there was a lottery winner in Charlotte, and all of a sudden, fucking, you know, Mike started stopped coming to work. <laughs> Coincidence? Weird, right? Weird. <laughs> Technically, you can claim that ticket like a year after you won, technically. Yeah. Like, you can hold on to that shit for a long fucking time. They hold on to the money. If you win the lottery, get the fuck out of the country. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. Just say, Mom, I let, I got some money. Here's some of it. Don't tell people I gave it to you. Spend it wisely. Don't just go buying lavish shit. Pay off your bills. Put it in your bank account and touch on it here and there if you want to unless you want to save it i'm leaving the country that's all you say where are you going i haven't decided yet and then you go to somewhere like i don't know fucking japan and live in the mountains and then you just never leave and never talk to anybody (laughs) i don't know you have to leave because people are going to track you down let me tell you something okay 4chan if 4chan can find a flag in the middle of the fucking desert all right that says he will not divide us and troll shia LaBeouf, people can find you you just leave the country. Because another country, the people in the other country aren't going to give a fuck about some lottery that happened in another country. They're not even going to know about it. You go to whatever fucking country you want to. Fucking go. New citizen here. I want to open a business. Change your fucking name. Uh, my name's Shigatoshi now. <laughs> hey, Shigatoshi. <laughs> yeah. yeah? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, my name is David Five hour podcast. Yeah, fuck it. Let's fucking wrap it up. Closing thoughts. We'll start with Um, Monty since you keep talking over him. And go. Rest in peace, Ian Holm, my homie. That's all I got. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a shame. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right. Well, gambler. Um, you know, in the next podcast will be next week, and uh, I think we should just upload all of the all the ones that currently exist, pop, and then just get back into it. But because uh, we don't have to stream anymore for now, so at least we could do this. Uh. <clears throat> Maybe next week I'll talk about the ending of uh, The Last of Us and see what's going on there. Um, I want to do some D&D again and stream it. That might be what I bring back streaming uh, is our Dungeons & Dragons from a, a DM's perspective. You know, uh, <clears throat> get, get Monty. I'll into stream that. Monty. You'd be interested in playing D&D with us? I guess I can try it. Yeah, yeah that's right. <clears throat> it's fun. It's like video games without, you know, the arbitrary yeah. fucking... Bullshit like invisible walls. It's not like, it's not like role play or anything like that, where it's just a bunch of guys with webcams talking. It's, you know, I use Roll Twenty, and it's very visual. You know, it's like playing a board game, essentially. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Night Terror will stream it, and you'll you can watch from his perspective, or or both. You know, see how things look. I I doubt anybody would be cheating it because it's. It's not the kind it's of not thing that you kind want to of cheat. game. 
not that kind of game. Yeah, it's the kind of game you want to immerse yourself in. So. Oh yeah, didn't the uh, didn't the creator D and D just die recently? Well, I know they put some libtard shit in. They're they're really upset that black people are just like orcs. So orcs must be black people or something. I don't know. Uh, so they're they're changing the orc history in the next Dungeons and Dragons stuff to be more noble. I don't know. People see orcs and then think of black people. I don't know what's going on. And I think they might be the racist and they're projecting. I'm just saying. <laughs> you talk about that next week. Yeah. Totally. And uh, I will start streaming again under a new name. Don't know when or what the name will be. White Knight. <clears throat> Yeah. <laughs> White night. You got it's gotta start with a yeah, All right. Wheat thins. Wheat thins. White night. And then when people ask me like, I'm Arabic. Yeah. Well I'm a quarter Lebanese, my dude. That's all I got. If you made it this far, thanks for listening. But uh it needed to be said. Oh, Buy guns. I don't care who you are. Buy guns. Buy. Protect yourself. I'm serious, man. Like, shit's getting stupid, and who knows what's going to be illegal to purchase in, like, a year. Yeah. I'm Do, just it fine whatever. Do it while you can. Get a family yes, member to buy it for you, and then gift it to you. Grandfathered yeah. in for whatever yeah. firearm you already own. So, buy guns. Even yeah. if you don't want to shoot them, buy them, lock them yep. away. Because you never know when uh, someone might break into your fucking house. Unless you're a liberal. Yeah, and then and give you your never gun. know when like, someone might decide that your police station needs to disappear. Kind of like mine. Unless you're a liberal. And then, in that case, give your guns away. Makes it easier. Yeah, I kind of live in that place where they're abolishing police. Yeah, it's, it's also a bunch of lefties, so it's a shooting gallery. <laughs> Don't say that. People are going to think you're serious. Okay. <laughs> I have to say that so people know, when people think at least you're not serious. Yeah. Disclaimer. He's not serious. Yeah. He's, he is serious. Okay. Thanks for listening, everyone. This is Electronic Gaming, mostly. Mostly. And you'll hear us next time. Dogs.